Rafe back at you. This is the Thanksgiving episode of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Like the expired meat my dad makes us eat. Things are going to get spoiled up in here, so if you haven't read this week's books yet, you might want to before listening. Don't worry, we'll keep the lights on. What's all the commotion? We've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy! Sally, Thanksgiving is a very important holiday. Ours was the first country in the world to make a national holiday to give thanks. Isn't he the cutest thing? What are you going to do on Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown? My mother and dad and Sally and I are all going over to my grandmother's for dinner. Why don't you come along, Linus? We can hold hands under the table. Thanksgiving this week, Jim, so I'd like to take a moment and say what we're thankful for. See, I'm thankful for no yellow impurities in my Green Lantern books anymore, Kevlar-lined Robin leather jackets, and Wonder Woman straightening out Aquaman. Oh, really, Eric? You know yes. what? I'm, I'm thankful for three things as well. What's that? I am thankful that Midnighter only comes out once a month. I hear that. That we're getting a Superman that doesn't make me want to strangle the nearest person to me while I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. And Eric, of course, DC Comics continued support for our page and podcast. <laughs> See, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It took us a while to, to record that. We're not good with these prepared Absolutely things. Absolutely not. Uh, who are I, you? I'm your Imaginex <laughs> friend, Eric Shea. Imaginex friend? Wait yes. a minute. That's not what you usually say. No, it is not. And you know why, Eric? Because I am now Poland's sweetheart, Jim. That's Ray. what I heard. I am. Uh, which is weird because you're not going to find out why this week. <laughs> I, I actually thought that uh, the person who I helped, which of course would be Red Robert, was going to write in and say why I was Poland's new sweetheart, but I am in fact Poland's new sweetheart. And Eric, we are recording this podcast, if you will, on Saturday night, November 28th. I never usually say the date, but I, everybody else does, so I'm going to start doing it. And well, hold on, you know what? That? This is episode number 47 of oh, Weird Out Loud. Say that. Boy, no, we are man. off the rails, Eric. You know why? Because we probably should have taken off this week. I think we should have. And I said everybody. Not everybody did. A, a lot of the podcasts that I listened to did not, but uh, some major ones did. But uh, it's about 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Why are we recording this goddamn thing so long? I have why, no... why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, a week where everybody just relaxes and overeats, which that's every week for me. Yes, uh, me as well. Hey, here we go. This is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com. We are part of the Weird Science Get Fresh crew. You. Yep. Proud members of the Comics Podcast Network and two of the hardest working idiots in podcasting land, Eric. Because I not only are we going to do a podcast this week, but it'll probably be about a four-hour one if, <laughs> if things are what they usually are. We have a lot of books this week. And I'm just going to go on, Eric. I'm going to interrupt you. Don't even say anything because we are on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. Our email is WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you, whether it be listener mail, questions, comments, corrections, whatnot. And, Eric, our reviews will probably include some major spoilers in them, if you know what I mean. But we do not have sponsors. 
We nope. do not have a VIP program that you can join to give us money. And yep. we do not have an Amazon portal link on our site. Well, how do we pay for all this stuff? Eric, we pay for it by working at the Corbo Box Factory. We pay for <laughs> it with our money, out of our pocket. We don't beg people for money. And instead of begging for that money, you know what I'm going to beg for? What's that? Listener mail, because I just want the podcast to be dominated with 300 emails <laughs> and, and ruin it for you. And also, we would love if everybody listening would rate and review the podcast on whatever site or app you download it on. Be it Stitcher, Podcast, Beyond Pod, I don't know, wherever you live. All them places. Wherever. Uh, this week we got a four out of five star review on Stitcher from my man Maddie D here. Nice. Maddie D. And you, what did you say? I told you. Hey, we got a, <laughs> we got a review on Stitcher. Uh, four out of five from Maddie D. What did you tell me? He's dead to me. You go, he's dead to me. Four out of five. And then <laughs> I, I actually, of course, we know Maddie D. Maddie D uh, hasn't written in a while, but uh, but had at at one point. So I emailed him, and he actually mailed this week, which was weird. And this review came up last week. I did not see it. We don't really check out Stitcher a lot. And then when I didn't mention him, I felt bad. And then he sent an email, and I felt worse. <laughs> but I sent him a mail and said to him, Hey, Eric said, to you, you're dead then. Four out of five. And he goes, I don't know. On the podcast, I think Eric has mentioned that he doesn't give any perfect scores and that there's always room for improvement. Oh, that's nice. I and like that. That is what you said, right? And that's what yeah. he says. He said also, I believe in his, his response as well, he said whenever he has something to do for like a boss at his work, if you say everything's perfect, they get suspicious there. They start checking <laughs> in the thing. So you always give it like a four out of five, which is pretty good. Yes. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I sat around and watched movies, TV shows, played oh. with some Imaginex. No, oh, did you eat some turkey? No. Have some stuffing, did you? No. What'd you eat? What was your exact meal on Thanksgiving? I had a Wawa cheesesteak. Oh, really? Yes. A Wawa cheesesteak. Well, Good times. I, I, you know uh, that I had my Thanksgiving dinner on Tuesday mm -hmm. because I went to a buffet that actually how had, is this any different actually it isn't the, the buffet was a thanksgiving buffet but it was also on tuesday because it was a uh free kids so, <laughs> so i went cheap <laughs> and uh white trash we had a buffet. nice i stuffed my face and you know what i had hmm. hamburger i had i had two hamburgers i think i had fried chicken and some cream corn i barely touched any of the food that was supposed to be the thanksgiving food because I like the buffet, Eric, and I like their hamburgers and their fried chicken. I sat here by myself and cried. Yeah, well, I cried too because I also watched the Eagles on Thanksgiving. Oh, who didn't? Jesus and Christ. boy, if anybody out there was watching that game, that was just horrendous, and I'm done. I've already blocked it out of my mind. Paul, Paul from San Antonio, he's, he's pissed off too, Eric. He's, uh, we're all mad, every Eagle fan. But what's great is uh, Joel is a big Dallas fan. Was kind of giving me the business on Twitter, <laughs> and then all I had to wait for was like two hours later when his uh, Dallas yeah. Cowboys went down. I say worse. I don't know. Couldn't have been worse uh, than the Eagles. And I no. wish Chip Kelly would get fired. But that is all the football talk we're gonna have tonight, Eric. Probably because not. Because we're gonna get probably not. But we're gonna get on with what we like to call the news. News. And that's it. And that's there it. There is the news uh, Forrest Gump quote. We're back to Forrest Gump. Last week had Sling Blade. Uh, it's interchangeable. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Uh, but yes, the first news. There's not much news this week. With Thanksgiving happening and all that, uh, not a lot of news. But we're going to start with Aquaman movie news, Eric. All right. One of your favorite sites, Joe Blow. 
I don't know that site. Joe Blow reported on Aquaman movie casting of Mara. What they have said is, I've also heard that the studio is currently looking to cast a non-white actress in the role, which would match up with the lead Jason Momoa's mixed-race status. He is part Native, Hawaiian, German, Irish, Native American. Might be a little Martian in there. What does that mean for Mara's physical appearance in whatever, the DCU? Whatever, man. Whatever that means. If I can, yes. That is a specimen right yes, there. I is. want everybody to start mixing freaking races so we all end up looking oh. like Jason Momoa. Oh, you're not going to be racist like last week, huh? Was I racist last okay, week? Okay, what does that mean for Mara's <laughs> physical appearance in the DCEU? Well, it would certainly be a deviation from her comic book origins, where she is traditionally Caucasian with red hair. But then again, Beautiful. Momoa is most certainly not Caucasian, clean-cut and blonde, so that direct translation from page to screen has already been nipped in the bud there. So at this point, don't expect a Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard as Mara, which seems likely... Uh, Seems like fairly obvious choices for the given role, given her current comic appearance. I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know, I, man. But I, I, I know a... that you had a big pro- uh, problem with Zatanna being Hispanic. Yeah. And I, I want to give a shout black. out to all my Hispanic brethren out there and say, you know, stay strong. Don't listen to Eric and his, his hate speech. I just hope that she's beautiful is all because she's one of the comic uh, characters that I've always had a crush on. Where I have an issue with this news and this talk. Uh, why does Mara's appearance have anything to do with Aquaman? No idea. Why? It doesn't. She's not. Is she Atlantean? Uh, to a degree. To she's a underwater. Degree. She's Zebian. But does it mean anything that possibly if they even wanted to explain that uh, Arthur's dad was of mixed race, that he could be. Why would that have anything to do with Mara? Why would I just that have anything I just to do with I don't to, care uh, anyway. I don't care how she looks either way. But I don't know why, because Jason Momoa is of mixed race. That means anything or has anything to do with Mara. He is so beautiful, man. you got to go back and watch Stargate Atlantis. That's oh, where really? I first saw him. Stargate Atlantis, huh? He still makes my girlfriend wet. Really? Just mention his name. She gets all fucking fluttery. Jesus Christ, that's what you yell in bed. That's the only way you Jason can get away Momoa. with yelling it and you're yeah. actually thinking of him. Yeah. Uh, Joe Blow also claims to have some inside info on who the villain will be in the Jason Momoa 2018 Aquaman movie, Eric. And we both like this. Many comic fans commonly reference Black Mana as Aquaman's primary villain, a la Batman's Joker. But it's actually someone much closer to him in many more ways than one. I'm told that Ocean Master, a.k.a. Orm Marius Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman's (laughs) half-brother, a.k.a. a villain in the book, a.k.a. That's currently being developed to square off with the King of Atlantis in his first solo outing, a.k.a. the movie. Honestly, it makes sense to me. I think they would probably go for like a Throne of Atlantis type That's bit. That's what they said. It's going to be reminiscent of the comic struggles of the duo and a brother versus brother fight for the Throne of Atlantis, a.k.a. Throne of Atlantis. And it sets up his origin stories perfectly. Why not have it be fucking Orm? Do you think anybody who reads these things is like, I'm told the Ocean Master, Aka Orm, Aka Aquaman's half-brother. Well, people still say corpse when they talk about corpse. So, yeah. Oh, is he in the Suicide Corpse? Guy told me this week at work, hey, my brother's going into the Marine Corps. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. And He's half retarded. Somehow thinks that I know his brother and all his family members because then he's saying, he always says things to me like, uh, you think that's good for him? You know how he is. <laughs> I've never met this kid. I barely know you, kid. Yeah, Leave me alone. Who are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The next bit of news. A young Superman cast for Supergirl. 
All right. While Supergirl likes to throw around Superman's name like Eric throws his toys when he gets angry. That is some bullshit. I would never throw my toys. I'd throw my girlfriend Can you tell I actually wrote this one myself? Yes. Fans of the show will get to see the Man of Steel on the show. I hope so. (laughs) Starting with the 13th episode. However, it will be a young Kal-El to be featured in flashbacks showing his growing bond between himself and his super cousin. The show is currently looking for a 13-year-old with future leading man looks, Eric. Yes, future leading man looks. Future leading man looks. To play Superman, there's no word yet how they will explain why Kara isn't in the Phantom Zone when all this nonsense takes place. Yeah, that's like kind that? of fishy. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've kind of fallen off on the show because I'm telling you, I, I used to psych myself the show, up. What is it on? Episode three? Uh, five or four, or five. something yeah, like that. Mike, no, I, Mike, I get it screwed up because they cut that episode and then put it back to another, yeah, like the following yeah, that's week. True. My son Rafe and my youngest son uh, Logan love it. They, I'm telling you, I psych like, myself up to get into it. And like for half the show, I'm cool, and then I find myself doing other things, and I have no idea what happened by the end. Yeah. I just get bored. Well, if if Superman, in fact, and this is thirteen year old, thirteen years old, it makes no sense. No, not at all. From what I've seen so far. What also doesn't make sense is a 13-year-old with future leading man looks. You know, uh, <laughs> I know a kid who once had future leading man looks. Who's that? Me. But then he stopped growing. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I just turned ugly. Who? Uh, we were also talking before this when we were laughing about this Look like this a fucking before. hobbit. It's like, oh, thanks. I do have hairy feet. That is true. Um, Helly Joe Osment. He yeah. had some future leading man looks, right? <laughs> Look at him. He's a wreck. Who else? There's a couple other guys that... Um, uh, that Lipnicki kid who is in... Uh, well, I think he still does. Isn't he like a bodybuilder now? He is, but his face looks fucked up. Does it's it? all screwed up. And like Carrot Top. I'm sure he was a good-looking 13-year-old. No, no I, bet, no. I bet he was not. No. It's like fucking he Carrot Top. Now he looks like the incredible fucking Hulk Carrot Top. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like now. He looks crazy. All right, the last bit of news, Eric. There's not a lot carrot of Carrot Top. News. Uh, this is news. I only put this in because you had told me uh, one of these items in it. This is, I'd like to call the Bleeding Cool Rumor Wrap-Up. It's a new segment on the show. Right. Uh, Bleeding Cool was added again, reporting that Supergirl will be crossing over with Flash during Sweeps Week. That was one of the big things, that there will be a Supergirl-Flash uh, crossover right. during Sweeps Week in May, I believe. That's when Sweeps Week is. can barely say that. was that in March. Quick, Sweeps Week. March I, Madness? I'm pretty sure that's Sweeps Week. I thought that they would probably have it in May because March Madness kind of consumes all of March, Eric. I don't know. That's, That's what I thought. Everybody's talking about basketball. That's what March Madness is. That has nothing to do with Sweeps Week. I thought it was in March, and I have some correlation in my mind that goes with that. Uh, I'll have to check. And Fair that, enough. Uh, Constantine. Research. Uh, the other rumor was Constantine would be appearing in season two of Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Those are the two stories. Well, now they are. I don't know. They they had a little addition to this, and they said that they are still reporting that Supergirl crossover could happen and that if it does it would be a requirement for cbs to pick up the back nine issues of the series episodes and how i want to say did i say issues yes i even have episodes written uh, i'll tell you this that you were a little confused with the story very well supergirl's only only set for 13 episodes they've only Which bought 13 episodes so uh, the CBS has to pick up the nine remaining episodes, which I'm sure they will. It seems like they sunk a lot into it, that they're going to at least finish a, a whole season. And also that uh, Superman casting young Superman earlier kind of leads you to believe they will be doing that. Uh, but what, it, what Bleeding Cool, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. <laughs> Explain sense. it to me. How Bleeding Cool has reported it is that CBS has said, listen, if we're going to have this crossover or we're going to have these episodes 
we have to have this crossover. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. Okay. To have the remaining nine episodes, we need this crossover. I don't know what is involved, what ha- you know, what things have to be signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, I don't understand But this. they're claiming that to have this happen, to get the last nine episodes, we have to have this. And I, the ratings have gone down is yes. what it is. And they want to boost the ratings, so that's how they're going to do it. Now, in the Constantine rumor bit, which is what you sent me a message that said, hey— Constantine's going to be in uh, season two of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Bleeding Cool reported that, and they're kind of backing away from that a bit. Okay, see, I'm telling you, I sent that to you. Just read the headline because I was like, all right, you know what? This is it. As far as I want to take it, that's all I want. Constantine return. Bleeding Cool has a thing where they'll they'll report a story, and then they'll add stuff later, almost like when you hear these – when there's an election and people right. are yelling and screaming at people the night before the election and then they go and retract it two days after the election when it doesn't mean anything. These stories hit like clickbait, Oh, And then they go and say, hey, it might not be that. But what they reported later was that uh, they're hearing from another well-connected source that the show is incredibly expensive, meaning the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. And they're not sure if they'll go with a second season and instead replace it with a totally different show. So basically, any dis- any discussion about who is and isn't in season two, which in this case they're talking Constantine, right. may be more of a bucket list than a solid fact. So that sucks because I was actually looking forward when I heard this uh, like the, the rumor announced and didn't look into it, mind you. I was really looking for this to be the DC Comics presents of the TV universe, where oh. we got a bunch of characters doing different stories. Well. Do you like the well, idea? Or the Justice League United, like almost. The, you like the idea of every season being different characters? Yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't think that. I that just want Constantine well. back. God damn it! Yeah. Well, I tried to make that a new story, Eric. We didn't have a lot of news. It was a very well, hey, convoluted story. I so got what, a I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up again and tell you: Supergirl signed for that. Th- Supergirl was signed up for 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get nine more, but if they do, CBS is demanding a Flash crossover. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And Constantine is never going to be on TV again. How dare you? That's what I say. That is it. And that is the end of the news, Eric. Hold on. I got a little bit. They came out and said with the Green Lantern Corps that it's just going to be a space buddy cop movie, kind of like uh, the lethal weapon of the DCU. And it's going to be Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. I don't know who. I told you. I just looked at a goddamn... uh, I Title. looked through all my Headline. news stuff, and I didn't see anything about it. I don't know. It popped up on my Facebook. <laughs> I saw it. I got excited. and right moved now. on and started jerking off to something. That, yeah, I have a feeling that your goddamn news is nothing. Probably. Rumors on Green Lantern Corps and possible Teen Titans movie just popped up. All right. And it I was like from Teen Joe Titans. Blow again. Look at them Joe Blows. They are all about it. I'm looking now. Lethal Weapon in Space. Boosh. That's what you said. At playing Briggs and Murtaugh <laughs> roles will be Hal Jordan and John Stewart. There's discussion about including a gay superhero, although according to my sources, it's not something set in stone. All and right, rumors. <laughs> I didn't see anything of that, but there. Look, it is. look, I told you I didn't do any research. I saw a headline, sent you a message, and went to some porn site and jerked off. Yes, well, there's news right there. Boosh. And also in news, I'm going to report right now that in my, <laughs> my inside sources have told me that come spring, we're going to have a Supergirl solo book and right. a digital title as well, Eric. Nice. That sounds awesome. And I'm making that up. I know that you are. completely made I ain't up. got no sources. We'll just keep talking sources. We do have a source tonight. Oh, We have right. one source later. We don't have many sources. My, oh, wait a minute. Sources just said you're an asshole. 
Everybody knows that. That's true. That's old news. But that's it for the news, Eric. All right. Hi, I'm Jim Warner, and I'm on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. And I'm phony Jim Warner, and I'm on some other podcast. The Weird Science DC Comics podcast gives you honest reviews and tells you if we truly like a book or not, no matter who the creative team is. I just want to be friends with everyone, especially Scott Snyder. Call me Scott. Here at the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, we try to keep it real, and we never, ever fake the funk. I'm busy working on my fake laugh for this week's episode. <laughs> Don't be like this, me. Get the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, and please rate and review us wherever you download it. All right, Eric, and it's time for one of our favorite bits of the night. As long as it doesn't become overwhelming. Listener mail. And if you want to overwhelm Eric with all of your emails and (laughs) fun times, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I'm going to say it 100 times tonight because I'm still upset at myself a couple weeks ago when I didn't say uh, You got like 10 emails the next week. I know. We got less tonight. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Maybe, Maybe. When we don't say it. I don't know. It gets people inspired. But the inspiration hit one fellow, Eric, and one fellow by the name of Glenn. Oh, and Glenn's yes, back. If you've been listening, you'll know Glenn, and you'll know that we hate his guts, right? I, I don't really hate Glenn because everything he had to say except for the homophobia was spot on. I fucking hate Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie was talking to me this week and said last week he I may have cursed more than I ever have. And that goes with uh, my wife afterwards saying, why were you cursing so much <laughs> last week? And I can't say that last week I was upset that much, right? I can't remember last week. Just I just had a, a salty language going. But Glenn, Glenn doesn't like that, Eric. He no. does not like it. And Glenn says, hello. Hello. Hello, Glenn. You fucking jerk. Wow. Way to go. You got your lackeys to defend you. <laughs> I don't care what they say. You guys are awful people, and I've reported your podcast to iTunes. See what happens when it gets shut down, Glenn. All right, I, I just want to break this email down a little bit. You're going to break it down? Just break it down. I'm saying. Break it down for me, fellas. Way to go. You got your lackeys to defend you. I'm telling you, you were spot on with everything you said last time, Glenn, except for the homophobia. And the only thing I can see that like the lackeys defending us are the gay guys that said, you're not homophobic. So everything else, I'm like, I agreed with you, Glenn. And, yeah. then you, and you also said in that previous email that you weren't going to listen to us ever again. Nope. You I'm are a liar, sir. And of course, the lackeys, I guess he's talking about H and Red Robert. I'm guessing. And that seems more homophobic to me for him saying that these guys are lackeys just because they don't agree with them. Yeah, I'm saying. And then see what happens when you get shut down. All right, I'll see what happens. <laughs> if we get <laughs> well, I don't know down, what you want from me there. Then Glenn won't have anything to listen to. No. Because so he, he, so ha- he just wants to ruin everybody else's good time? Fuck that guy. Well, we're going to continue. We have enough of Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. We're <laughs> wasting our time. Uh, the next one is H. All right. Speaking of. Uh, H says, Eric and Jim, you jerk off H, putting Eric first. For such a homophobic pod, (laughs) you guys sure have a very homo crowd. I'm with Robert. Your don't give a shit attitude is endearing. But enough about that. When there is a much more important issue at hand, when are we getting a stinky Jamie update? (laughs) When are we getting it, Eric? I actually am telling you, I thought about that all week after last episode. And it really requires me to talk to my mother. And I didn't want to have to do that. I didn't even say happy Thanksgiving to her or call her for fucking Thanksgiving. Uh, So I put it off this week. Maybe I'll get back to it some time later. I want to put stinky Jamie on hold for the time being. (laughs) Stinky Jamie's on hold, huh? (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, The next 
Uh, Don't make me talk to my mother. I'm trying to think. I was even just thinking that I didn't even talk to my mom on Thanksgiving, but I I even mentioned last week uh, that I have not talked to my mom since my dad died. So that is a great. Do you blame her secretly? Is that the problem? Uh, No, but is that it, Jim? No, actually, grudge against your mommy. No, the whole time I think that what me and my mom had in common was our hate of my dad. And now that he's dead, I realize that I hate her just as much. <laughs> She's a good bitch. times. She is such a jerk. Well, I don't she hate looks, my mother. I just don't want to like talk a to her. Freaking two minutes away, and never comes and visits. But yet, is probably sitting there right now at her house, bitching that we don't come visit her. We we have seven people in this house. She has one person, maybe Billy, freaking my pseudo brother. <laughs> Who knows what's going on over there, but we're going to continue. According to your father's obituary, Billy is your brother. Yeah, people lie. D-Bag J says, hello. I just started listening to your podcast last week and wanted to tell you that I think you need to stick with the comics and not get so off track all the time. (laughs) Nobody cares about your lives. We listen for comics. Stick with the comics. See, I don't know. He gets cross information about this. Some people say they like the side stories, and others say they don't. I don't know what to do. We're just trying to give a mix of both. We were getting off track in that news. Well, really, though, we just talk, and whatever comes out, comes out. We have no plans for it. No, that's why you get so racist. I do not get racist. I am not a racist person. The people people have spoken, Eric. The people have spoken. Apparently. Uh, No more stories. The next bit of mail is from someone who I know isn't racist, Eric. Chisanga. I don't know what that means, but all right. Chisanga says, hey, Jim and Eric. Gets it right there. Jim and Eric. After reading the latest Eternal, I'm honestly not impressed with Mother, which wasn't helped by some of the dialogue. All right. Think of that. Dialogue was I don't know what you want from me here. Dialogue was off a bit, this issue. I was okay with it. Well, except for the beginning, which we'll get to. Anyway, which do you think Mother... Which Robin do you think Mother Taylor? Because in my opinion, it's maybe Harper, since Dick only asked which Robin and Harper's name is on the list as well. I have an opinion of that as well that I'll go into more, but I don't think it's any of them. I think she's lying. That's the thing, too. I sat there and I thought about each one as I was reading the book, and I was really, I'm like, I'm not going to give any picks because anything I'm going to pick is going to be wrong because it's supposed to be one one of those big reveals. And I'm like, nothing I can, will say will be as big as they have this planned out to be. The reason why I can't say it would be Harper is then Cullen doesn't make sense. And you eh. could say the timeline doesn't make sense either, but how does she... Get from, why, why would Bruce take her, put her in an awful family with an abusive uh, father, and she has a, a brother? Makes well, really, no though, sense. none of the timeline makes sense anymore. Because we're I know, six but years what I'm saying is, yeah, why yeah. would Bruce have done this and then just shoved her off on an awful dad who he ended up getting arrested later in Batman to help her out, help her and Colin out? I'm why, not going to get my that. I'm not getting my exercise this week because I'm not jumping to conclusions. No. I mean, she still has the missing mom thing, and she is the least skilled from the Bat members on the list, so she makes the best sleeper agent. What do you guys think? I, I really think that it's a lie. I don't think there's any. I think that Mother is going too heavy on the, you were a big mistake, and you upset him, and he didn't like you. And just yeah. playing into his, his fears, I think that it's all a, a red herring in that book, that there is no Robin that was made. It was Jason. I, that's, yeah, that's actually, what I got. I got nothing. <laughs> that's the only one that kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It, none of them really makes sense. Damien. Honestly, I kept coming back to Damien. But Damien's we have the so, only one that actually makes sense. To, to a me. degree. I'm saying, though, but he was would have been already born kind of. I'm telling you, the whole timeline thing really fucks up any scenario I can place yeah. in my head. Yep. Yeah, and they went and saw. You already saw. You would, you would think that they're trying to push that it was Tim. 
Right. But with this whole family and stuff, I don't know. But then again, everything can be uh, made up, like histories and stuff like that. Tim could think that those people are his parents, or Jason can think that his parents were killed. Or It's baby Zeke. Yeah, baby Zeke. Baby Zeke makes an appearance this week. Yes, he does. I like baby Zeke. <laughs> All right, Manship writes in. Manship Thank has, you, Jasanga. Manship, hey, yeah, thanks, Jasanga. Manship has decided that he... I think that Manship gets mad about the... Uh, the negative emails, and he used to send them, but now he has changed his tune there. Because he said, so many things to be thankful for these days. For us weird science addicts, we are thankful for the Quakertown Comet and America's Sweetheart, along with their crew, for providing a service and asking for nothing in return. Uh, you're not America's Sweetheart anymore, and I'm no longer the Quakertown Comet. I am Poland's Sweetheart, and you are your Imaginex friend. Is I'm your Imaginex friend, okay. Eric Shea. Their reasons for doing so much work and getting nothing for it have yet to be revealed. I revealed it earlier uh, because we're idiots. <laughs> yes. We may never find out, but we truly appreciate their hard work. Jim's a big bully. He won't make me stop. It's funny. Manship's talking for all the fans just like you talked for all the Green Lantern fans. Green Arrow. Green Arrow fans. Yeah. Everyone takes a week off from their podcasting responsibilities, but not these guys. They are as reliable as my morning duties. Duty. <laughs> Explaining what the site and the podcast are all about to family over the past couple of days was a lot like reading Multiversity. It sounds interesting, but no one really knows what the hell is going on. I hear that. Guys deserve a week off whenever they decide to take a break, but not sure what else they would do. There's only so much of family time and Imaginex toy playtime that a person can handle before they snap. Let's see if 2016 brings a break <laughs> for these guys. They need and deserve it. Our manship. No, we don't. No, well, everybody have a great week. We'll see you in seven. <laughs> No break for you, Eric. I'm going to break so bad. No break for you. All right. The next mail is from Craig. And if Craig. you remember, Craig sent the awesome Dan Stransky uh, sound bites last week, or sound bite, which yes. I made in the sound bites. But this week he sent some more. And okay. he just sent it to me and put, Dear Jim, here's some garbage for your soundboard to ruin the podcast ever so slightly more. <laughs> and I'm going to play these sounds. I love them. Here's the first one, Eric. Doctrine. All right, Jim. You got this Witch one. Doctrine. I hate everything. There's the yes, other. I do. There's the next one. Eric, you piece of shit. Oh, that's just normal. He, I yes. think he actually showed up at my, our work to hear that. <laughs> you are a fucking idiot. And there's you bad mouthing yourself, Eric. There is uh, good stuff. I I want Craig to just keep seven sounds. I love him. I laughed so hard when I heard that witch doctor. Yeah, that Craig. is my favorite. <laughs> All right, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Now, the next one is from Maddie D. Talking about Maddie D earlier. All right, Maddie, Maddie D. D. Says, Greetings, gents. What was that? What did you knock over the, the liquor cabinet? No, it's all right, man. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> Greetings, gents. I just wanted to address the other listeners' feedback about podcasts and current events. True, what happened in France is a tragedy. My heart goes out to the victims and their families. I'm sure plenty of other podcasts have spoken of the events, but your show is a comic book review podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with current affairs unless it is retold in a comic book. And I probably hate it because I hate real life stories. I know you do. Your show, like the comics you review, is escapism for several of us that suffer from oversaturation of bad news and horror in the real world. If I want to spend my hard-earned free time and listen to the depressing things going on in the world, then I will listen to BBC Radio or Fox News. But I don't. I want to. But but I don't. I want to. I want to shut it out for a few minutes or hours and listen to two guys talk comics with well-thought-out reviews and humorous stories. 
that's you guys in case you didn't catch that. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So please lighten up a, a little, fellow listeners. This isn't a news show or political debate program. It's two guys with the, their thoughts on comics and superheroes that we all enjoy reading. In conclusion, keep up the wonderful podcast, guys. I can't wait, can't wait to see you get to 100. Don't let the feedback change your format. It works. All right. Thanks so much Stories. for the laughs and reviews. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. I left you a review on Stitcher asking you shall receive your loyal listener, Matt D. Thank you, Matty D. Yeah, Matty D said I said I was upset. I, I really got upset when I got the email because I'm like, God damn it. I knew out of nowhere, I knew that he was going to get a hold of us when I was going to talk to or mention him about that Stitcher review. So <laughs> thank you. I, I We were going to mention it anyway. And the next mail is from Luis, Eric. Luis. But he's going by Steve Orlando, and I'm on you, Luis. I am on you. <laughs> All hey, right. Uh, first of all, I have to say the header was uh, for his email was enter to win free five-hour energy for life. And I was like, oh, that must be spam. I, and I clicked it anyway because I want free five-hour yes, energy I know you for do. life. And it happened to be this email. Hello, Weird Science. And he, oh, I forgot. He wants me to I, okay, just to it. say these invoices. So we got, hello, Weird Science. All right. Is it sad that I actually look forward to this podcast every week? I didn't even read DC when I got into this podcast. That is weird. That is weird. That only title that I, the only title that I was reading was Batman Arkham Knight, which I picked up because of Vic, which is Victor. Victor, yes, which we great guy, friend of ours there. I kept picking it up because it was great too. I loved it. Then Martian Manhunter thought I'd give that one a try because of the art, and I was interested in a book that wasn't about you know the main main DC guys. It was a big Fair mistake enough. for him, Eric. He says, big mistake. I ended up liking the book so much. The next time at the shop, I picked up three DC books <laughs> and was disappointed. I told you, I want to know what these were. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm guessing one was Midnighter. Probably. I think it was. Even though if he was listening to this, he should know not to get that book. Even though, I don't know, maybe it was a while back when it first started, I liked it. He says, Jesus. First issue. (laughs) Jesus, that special segment on masturbation was hilarious. All right. See, people like the stories. And now here's my next voice. But inappropriate for podcasting, Eric. God damn, Lisa and or Wonder Woman and or Britney <laughs> Spears and or Justin Bieber. I only have I only have that one voice. And then here, shut up. Batman. Yep, that was Batman. I always laugh at my part-time job when I hear you imitate others. Please keep doing it. He's forcing me <laughs> into it. I want to keep writing to you guys so I won't waste everything that I have to say in one email. Also, fuck Glenn. Yeah, uh-huh. fuck you, Glenn. Yeah, Dan, say it. Dan, I told you I didn't think I'd be able to do Dan except for the hello weird sign. So. And it says, love... Steve Orlando. And then later he wrote back again and said that I would never find out where he lives there. <laughs> Even if stalker. I try, and I've already been trying. I've been trying to get it, but he's, he's throwing me uh, because he has a Yahoo email address. I'm right there. That, that's all I go. I look at the email address fucking weirdo. and try to see where it's from, and that's the only thing I can do. But that is from Steve Orlando. And uh, we have one last email, Eric, that came in late. Late, yes. late. In fact, I've got to pull it up on my phone. Because J-Man, the guy, he, he doesn't have a watch, Eric. <laughs> and I'm trying, or he just doesn't give a shit. No, no. I'm trying to find this mail. I said that I would definitely read it. Here we go. J-Man says, hey, Jim and Eric, what's up? What's up? What's up? I again am writing to you late. In fact, very late. I'd like to talk to you guys about Justice League of America. I go to my local comic book store expecting to read the continuing story of Rao and Batman being a dick to his fellow Justice Leaguers. Then I see a picture of Martian Manhunter on the front cover, read a story written and drawn by someone other than Hitch. What the hell? 
I'm done with this series, which is dragged along even without this delay. DC Comics should have known from past experience that Hitch could not meet his month-to-month commitments. I'm taking the series off my pull list with no regrets. I kind of want to do the same, but Jim Mm. won't let me. Nope. And then he goes, another series which does not impress me is Robin, Son of Batman. I know, right? Nothing really happened in this issue. After the Robin Wars crossover, I'm done with this series, too. Uh, It's funny. That was going to be in the regular rotation. And then you messaged me and said, can we put Robin in the Flash reviews? Because nothing goes on. Nope. All right. And then he says, I got to go now. Family time. Keep up the good work. No poppy sighting in Batman and Robin Eternal this week. (laughs) Poppy. (laughs) Oh, Poppy, where are you, Poppy? I'm starting to think we've seen the last of Poppy, Eric. But the mother and, and Stephanie Brown. But the mother meeting was interesting, if not very eventful. Peace out. Actually says peace. J-Man from Santa Barbara. Thanks, J-Man. J-Man. And actually, I looked. wasn't as late as I thought. He sent that at 8. Okay. I was just busy getting notes and stuff ready, and I did not see it. But, Eric, that is the mail for the night. All right. That's it. We didn't have too many. What? We had nine. That's a lot of mail. (laughs) Went pretty quick. Uh, I say mail of the week goes to Glenn. Fucking nice. Yeah, he's an asshole. That's it. I'm lackeys, from, he says. From now on, yeah. Maybe it'll see what be happens, one of his he lackeys. says. Yeah, see what happens. We'll be off of iTunes. Thank God. Then we can rest. <laughs> take off Saturdays and, and go to sleep. Hey, that yeah. sounds amazing. Speaking of amazing, Eric. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you at 7. <laughs> That's just every, every second of the podcast. So uh, tired. I was just going to had a good transition there. Speaking of amazing, uh, we're going to go to Reggie's Recklessness. Awesome. Take it away, Reggie. fellow comics enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Baltanoff. As the legend goes, DC Comics publisher Jack S. Leibowitz and Marvel Comics publisher Martin Goodman were playing golf one day when Leibowitz boasted of the robust sales due to a funny book featuring a team of superheroes that was titled The Justice League of America. Goodman went back to his son-in-law Stanley Lieber and tasked him with creating a superhero team to match DC's success. And with the help of staff workhorse Jack Kirby created the Fantastic Four, who debuted in 1961. Whether you believe the particulars of this story or not, the fact remains that the Fantastic Four were created, followed by the Hulk, Spider-Man, Thor, and dozens of others that would capture the imaginations of a burgeoning and slightly older breed of comics enthusiast. Marvel quickly overcame the sales gap and surpassed DC Comics in sales before 1970, and has maintained an overall lead ever since. All of this seems relevant today, in 2015, when in September Marvel took a 38% unit market share over DC's rather paltry 26%. Now we can accuse Marvel's line of successful Star Wars comics, we can talk about how this is the first year in four that DC did not run a special event during that month, but the fact is that Marvel has, by and large, been beating the pants off of DC and comic book sales for decades. Indeed, some people saw the writing on the wall from the very beginning, like author and pioneering creator of the Doom Patrol, Arnold Drake. 
On February 3, 1966, Drake delivered a memo to DC's executive editor Erwin Donenfeld that prophesied Marvel's sales dominance and offered solutions to fix it. At a time, mind you, that DC still outsold Marvel on the newsstand 3 to 1. But there would soon be a change in Marvel's distribution and they would flood the racks with product that would not only outsell DC's, but maintain a devoted readership over many years instead of the usual three-year cycle most comics publishers assumed. By the time DC brought Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams to revamp Batman and Green Arrow in an attempt to appeal to, appeal to modern sensibilities, Marvel's damage was done and DC would never fully recover. I'm going to read that memo as written by Arnold Drake, four of its seven pages at least, as reprinted in the September 2002 issue of Alter Ego magazine. To my knowledge, a complete version of this memo has not been made available to the public. What Marvel was attempting to do began to be apparent about three years ago. They, or rather he, were bringing sophistication to the comics. The anti-hero was lifted from the hardcover books and slick magazines and brought to the kids. The present idiom was applied, not the idea of Bobby Soxers and swing music and Betty Grable, etc. They combined iconoclasm with non-sequiturs and in-jokes and got what we call, part of what we call, camp. They succeeded for two reasons primarily. First, they were more with what was happening in the country than we were. And perhaps more important, they aimed their stuff at an age level that had never read comics before in any impressive number, the college level, let's say ages 16 to 19 or 20. That second fact is important in view of the fewer titles that Marvel publishes. They could afford to aim all, with the exception of the romance books, and the westerns which, by the way, are now swinging or beginning to swing also, of their titles that at this age level and pull an equal number of readers from lower age groups happy to tag along. If Marvel had the number of titles that we have, they could not use this approach across the board. I believe, if Marvel continues to add titles and finds it wise to begin aiming at the 12 to 10, 10 to 8, and 8 to 5 market, they will not apply the same orientation to these books as to Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, etc. The idea that all our books should swing like Marvel is erroneous. Superman and most of the Superman family is and should remain aimed at the lower age levels, 5 to 10. Books like Batman and the Flash should be picking up the kids at age 9 or 10 and carrying them forward to 12 or 13. Beginning at about age 14 and carrying them right up onto college level should be books like Metal Men, Doom Patrol, Challengers, Metamorpho, etc. Adult concepts, adult language, a little cheesecake, a little idol breaking, a little think stuff now and then, plus the grotesqueries and much, much bigger than life villains, etc. There is lots of room for disagreement as to precisely which titles belong in which age groups, but that essential notion should be accepted in each book age slotted in an editor's mind. There is much to recommend restricting each editor to books within one age level. More than one editor would be handling the same level, but no editor would handle more than one, if practical. Sidelight. I believe when Schwartz edited the science fiction stuff, it would slot it almost exclusively in the upper age groups. At least the concepts he touched on were quite complicated for young minds. When Schiff took them over, he lowered that level, and probably did not hurt sales any. 
but one book in the sci-fi fic mystery area might as well be aimed at the upper age group. One should swing. It was earlier stated that Superman is, and should be aimed at its proper market, 5 to 10. Yet despite this, I would be surprised to learn that the Superman family is selling well, or had been for any length of time during the fast, past five years. The reason for this is that, while the nature of Superman's character, simplicity itself, brute strength, astounding speed, near invulnerability, makes him a child's hero, the nature of the Superman books has grown more and more complicated and convoluted. Character was piled upon character, power upon power, relationship upon relationship, until it became truly impossible for the writers, the artists, and the colorers to remember one from another. The colorers keep a terribly complicated chart for the Superman books. Jerry Siegel constructed an enormous diagram which he pasted to the wall above his typewriter, etc. Now these are the books which are supposed to be aimed at the five-year-old market. End up. They are aimed at five-year-olds, true, but at terribly complicated, involved, cerebral five-year-olds, of which there are only three in the whole country. There used to be four, but my daughter graduated. I believe Superman should return to the basics that made it sell. Stories should be simplified. Power should be stressed. Bigger panels. And wordiness eliminated. This children's book has more words per balloon than almost any of our other mags. I believe that Jimmy Olsen, the mag, should be aimed at the high end of the 5 to 10 group and perhaps beyond it. The fact that he's a teen character gives him a shot at the older age groups. True, this has already been tried. Jimmy has been involved with rock and roll groups, teen Honda gangs, etc. But Jimmy's character and dialogue on his own book is almost indistinguishable from the character and dialogue in the Superman book. He could swing, moderately, but he doesn't. What the whole Superman line perhaps is suffering from is the fact that the editor is also, in a manner of speaking, a Superman reader. He's been reading that same character for 25 years. He is tired of the character, understandably, and so he institutes complications for changes for the sake of complications and changes. But the readership of Superman changes totally about every five years. The new readers do not come into a new simple set of characters which they can then watch grow and become interwoven and expanded. They enter a terribly involved world that many of them probably run right out of because of confusion and boredom. In short, shouldn't we take a leaf from the old book, the original Superman, and just sharpen it up for today's hipper 5-10 to year olds? It is at once interesting and frustrating that the very same problems cited by Arnold Drake in 1966 can be attributed to DC Comics today. There is something less than genuine about DC's attempts to appeal to certain demographics, while many of Marvel's do not. In short, DC's books do not swing, which is a shame because I do think a lot of the stories are good. They are just rooted more in total fantasy, while Spider-Man will always be thinking of how he has to do laundry later on while he's pounding the crap out of Mysterio. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Boltonoff, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can contact me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie, or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Would somebody call me Peter Parker before I go insane? You see this other guy that I've been lately forgot he had a name. 
And we're back, Eric. Okay. We are back. It is the meat and cheese of the podcast, and that means it's the books. Books. We got a lot of them. I don't know what. What, 13? Something. I don't 13 know. normal books and a bunch of flash reviews. And we're going to start off by telling you that you, the listener, Eric, not I'm you. I'm the listener? Not you, the imagined ex-friend. On my own head? The listener. Infamous. <laughs> that you can go and read our full out written reviews that james bonnie eric the writer of deathstroke says he enjoys Woo! he enjoys those that's that I time get, somebody a does. lot of these podcasts have like uh, little clips at the beginning like hi i'm so and so frank thierry and i love no there's nobody doing those absolutely maybe not. james bonnie would maybe he would eric well we gotta offend him now so it'll never happen yes we offend everyone including ourselves but if you want to, especially read, if ourselves, you guess, if you want to read the written reviews for all of these books and more, eventually, because we didn't review all these yet, go to our site, Eric. I'm go so far behind. Site. <laughs> it is weird sites. DCComicsBlog.blogspot.com. And if you're in India, that would be a dot in, as Stephen Copper would say. I almost called him Cooper. You know what he likes? What's that? He likes the auction, Eric. The auction. And we're going to start with the Batman and Robin Eternal number eight because it is weekly book, and we are forced to talk about it first. Right? I force you. I don't know how right. forced we are, but sure. Batman and Robin Eternal number eight, Eric. Number eight of that series. <laughs> There's an eight in did, that book. Did, did you lose your notes? No, I have my Okay. I was <laughs> pretending that I lost my Ah, this is written by Genevieve Valentine, art by Alvaro Martinez, Scott Eaton, Raul Fernandez, Wayne Foucher, Sandra Molina, Corey Breen, and probably your aunt, uncle, and the kitchen sink, Eric. All right. A lot of people involved. While I gushed over Genevieve Valentine's eternal debut, this issue was not so good. While Harper and Cassandra duke it out with ballerinas, Dick has a choice. Go with Mother and find out everything, or help Harper and Cassandra. Of course, Dick chooses the latter. Because the book would end, Eric. If he <laughs> didn't, it would be over. And after the beatdown at the ballet, I like That's to call a, it. I like that, yeah. Harper touches Cassandra's hair, and she goes all PTSD and runs <laughs> off into the night. I don't know what the hell happened. Meanwhile, back in Prague, actually, no, in Gamora. I put Prague. Meanwhile, back in Gamora, Jason and Tim are tracking Jean Jean Matier. Is that who they're tracking? I had no idea. Jean Matier, the biggest tech dealer in town, Eric. Oh, and when they find him, it looks like he's got a serious case of the fear toxin. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on in Gamora. Jean Metier. Not to be confused with the muscles from Brussels, Eric. I don't know who that is. That is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is that the, the muscles, muscles from, from Brussels? Brussels? Jesus Christ. The I'm sorry. Podcast over. See you in seven. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Oh, my God. Well, it starts off with another flashback, Eric. We're getting used to these flashbacks. And up until now, the flashbacks have really shown... That Dick Grayson has been a kid 
who is questioning whether or not he should be a Robin and if Batman uh, likes him. Mm-hmm. After how he acts in this beginning, Eric, I don't like him. He's a dick. <laughs> He's a real dick. I know, I'm telling you that. The best part of the beginning, the first page, it's like, Bruce is going to go check the perimeter because he thinks Scarecrow might show up. And Dick's whole big, like, uh, his addition to this is, be a, be careful, Bruce. Good idea, Dick. <laughs> Good idea. And then, I mean, I, I actually, when I hear this, if you, if, you watch Rick and Morty. Right. <laughs> I hear Morty's voice. It's like, I, I mean, I can handle things here. Bruce is like, I know. <laughs> but cranes come all the way here. This plan is bigger than Gotham. Just don't trust anyone. What? You either, kid. Yeah, thanks a lot there, Dick. And Jesus then he goes, Christ, now why did again, I bring him to Prague? Do you get the idea that... <laughs> what kind of support is this? It would make sense to me if at this point you got the idea that Dick knew what was going on behind the scenes, that, that Bruce was lying to him, and this was kind of a way to get... But he didn't. No. So this is just him being a jerk, I guess. I don't know. After all the crap that he's done, and he, he says this, it's so odd. But then uh, Bruce goes, and he meets up with Mother. And there she is, Eric, Mother. And uh, then we go to the present where Dick is talking to Mother. And I don't know. Uh, In the same not, location. There is not a ton of stuff to talk about this issue. No, absolutely not. Um, but Mother basically tells Dick that I'll tell you everything. Uh, I'll tell you it all. Just leave Harper and Cassandra uh, by their, you know, leave them to die, basically. Yeah. Come with me and we'll find out what's going on. Yes, it's the hero's choice right there. It is the hero's choice. And, of course, he does pick to go with the girls. Uh, but before that, Mother actually goes on with this whole, hey, you know you were a real disappointment to That's the to thing, Bruce. though. She's like, come on over here. I'll tell you everything you want to know, you sniveling little piece of shit. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's I don't know. Did did you like this issue? I didn't even ask you. I liked it I enough it. though. I I dug where we're going. I liked that we have mother here, and then she's just this diabolical figure, and she's willing. You know what? Look, come on. I'll let you know my secret plan. Just gotta let those fucks die. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you get more. The, the whole time. It, it's very Harper, cliche though. Like yeah. I said, it's the hero's choice, which yes, you know Dick's not gonna pick her. Which I, I actually know. thought halfway through, I'm like. This will be amazing if he picks to go with Mother, because I think Harper and Cassandra can handle themselves. No, it, it actually at one point seemed like they were, and then Dick showed up and like the fight started up again. But she did say that if you do anything to me, I can trigger everybody to attack. To set and on fire. That, well, I think that on fire, I think that just means like that means like they're a go. They're the like all of a sudden they're on. like an NBA jam. You're yeah, on fire. Exactly. I think the on fire actually meant that you know I can get them to do what I want. Next. I just imagine they, everybody pulls a little can of gasoline from <laughs> yeah. underneath their seat, pulls They're it all over fine. themselves and lights a cigarette. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, if I was Dick, I'd be eh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but then they go back to, they go back and forth between the flashbacks and regular. And again, there's, there's Bruce and he's like, Hey, I want an air. Uh, you know, I'm very picky. guy. <laughs> I don't know. But apparently though, I'm telling you, like we get to the point where they're all fighting and shit like that. Like the Harper and Cassandra against mm-hmm. the ballerinas. And I realized this book, the front, you could just pull the Avengers on this because everybody who is mind controlled, all they need is a swift hit, like hit to the head, and they're back to normal again. Yeah. Well, there's something I wanted to say about that, but in the in oh, the flashback, you get Bruce, and you get the whole thing to continue these flashbacks later. He puts a tracking device on Mother, yeah. so that's going to lead into the and all that is is to keep these flashbacks going. Uh, but then in the meantime... Didn't work for Orson. No. Well, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> let them right into a trap what they're in now. But yeah, in the meantime, um, they're fighting Saren Garrel. Saren Garrel? It's getting the shit kicked out of her by Cassandra. Cassandra's going to town. And then uh, 
uh, Madame Kovar, I guess her name was, hits Cassandra over the head with a, uh, I guess, a candlestick. She Old Prague Lady and Young Prague like, Lady. Looks That's like what I got for these she names. She did it in the library with the candlestick, Eric. Yes, she did. So then she gets she gets Sarangaro and goes, wake up. And now this is a thing that I think is going to come back big time next issue. She gets Sarangaro and goes, it's okay. You killed her. You're done. Let's go. And they get the fuck out of there, Eric. And I'm telling you, that is going against Mother's plan. That late Madame Kovar, we saw last issue, seems to be in love. That's this uh, Sarangaro is the woman who was created for her. Yes. She cares more about the mother. be her mother. prima ballerina. Yes, she, she cares more about Sarangaro, which I, I, goddamn, I hate saying this name. But <laughs> I love it. she cares more about Sarangaro than mother or any mission or whatever is supposed to happen and i or think orphan it, coming and cut her goddamn it, head off it is gonna it's gonna she's gonna pay you you can't <laughs> do this they don't have this just to do this i think it's gonna show you what happens if you don't follow mother you're gonna find out and i say both their heads are cut off eric what do you think of that uh, also i actually um it reminded me with the head like hitting them in the head kind of makes them come to mm-hmm. but it also reminded me of jessica jones a bit because as long as you like uh, the purple man in that would tell you something and you'd have to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you can convince them that they did it, even though they didn't, they, they're OK. Well, that's what I think. And in fact, it, now, Saren Garrel is getting the shit kicked out of her by by Cassandra. She's beating the crap out of her. Yeah. But Cassandra's the one who gets conked over the head. She's the one who gets the goddamn thing. Oh, that's what it was. That's why, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But I, I think that all then up when because... Saren Garrel kind of comes to sees what appears to be the dead. Yes. Uh cassandra kane so she's like okay you know pops out of it and then i, she's I like, totally just messed up out. because like when i originally was reading this i thought it was uh sarah and Garrow got hit and then i realized halfway through no that's not right and i totally fucked up because i came up with this whole scenario in my head and then i <laughs> came up I with another one it's like you said the purple man yes you, once you get done your mission you know you're good yeah and she thinks that she's done so she leaves but yeah i really think that's going to come back to them She's going to get a goddamn head cut off. Uh, yep. But then that's where you get the whole thing where Mother tells Dick, listen, you're, you were a failure. He he never liked you. He came Kinda for an fucking error. Robin they want to know. He wants to know, like, which one of us did you make? And, of course, you, you don't find out. And it, I think Cassandra – or Cassandra. Uh, Chisanga asked earlier, who do we think it is? And that's, yes. I really do think that she's screwing with him. I don't think there was a Robin. I think that Bruce, just think of this. Bruce is only trying to find out what Mother's up to. Yes. We see that. I know that these Robins and Dick especially thinks that Bruce was keeping a secret, that he was up to no good, that he was bad. Where do you think in this where Bruce would actually take a kid? I, I'm telling you, though, you got to go back to the, the first issue of I Eternal know, where Batman's I, with the guns and kills the I family. Think that, I think that was Orphan. I think that was Orphan. I don't even. I wouldn't even go with that. It was Bruce being mind controlled because it would still. It would make me feel just wrong. And yeah, agree. And dirty inside there. <laughs> dirty way inside. Uh, I just. I don't think that Bruce would have went through with it. And if he did, the end game of that would have been him. Nobody reading Batman mother. anymore. <laughs> it, it would have been him getting mother, and she's still there. If oh, this yeah. is, in fact, you know, maybe down the line we're going to find out this isn't, in fact, mother, that it's somebody. It has to be. If it isn't, I'm going to I'm going to strangle you. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I really don't think that he made a Robin. I don't think any of them. I think it's a way that she just fucks with people. She's an old woman, Eric. She likes to fuck with people like my mother. Doesn't <laughs> come and visit Christ. that bitch. You don't visit either. <laughs> hey, I don't need to visit. I have a lot of kids. 
Come over to my house. Eric. She's got mother. Billy to take mother. care of. Oh, mother. <laughs> I don't know, though. Um, I'm telling you. Um, we were talking about it. I, just, I was paging through as you were talking. Yeah. And at the end of the book, when they're like, everybody's fine, the fight's over. And then uh, Harper pulls on Cassandra's head a little bit, just like, you know, oh she got a little God. bit of a haircut. She, just says, she says, oh, and look, she got a haircut. Pulls on the hair a little bit. Freaking Cassandra f- flips out. And she has this, mem- this like uh, image in her head of a throat being slit after you pull yeah. on someone's hair. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm having this idea right now, looking at it. Maybe this was Cassandra at one point. Like she's cloned somehow from the person that she once yeah. was that was killed. Because why would she have a memory of like you know her hair being pulled and her throat slit? You could always say it's her doing it, but this the yeah. action would be like like a uh, muscle memory to a degree yeah. of where somebody pulled your hair and fucking murdered you. Well, if if it comes at the end, I'm telling you, even if it comes at the end comes and we're at issue 23 right and we find out oh my god it was harper oh my god it was cassandra does that really have any impact on you really eh, what well, i don't doesn't know on me it wouldn't have me because uh harper it's a journey I, man it's a harper journey. i'd be like what the hell that doesn't make sense and cassandra would be like well we didn't see her all this time i don't care so i i hope that if it's, it's anything, it's one of them, but I, I don't think they're going to fuck with that. I, or, I, orphan was one that they orphan. made. Yeah. Yes. Like, great, great. And, and he does orphan. not like being sidelined. No, no. But uh, I, will, I will tell you before we uh, finish up on this that I did like the art for the most part in this book, except for Dick again. I think he was off in this whole issue. I don't <laughs> like the way he looks, especially, which I'm leading to, is when he first starts fighting with Cassandra and Harper. Okay. And there is the the panel with, there with his uh, mouth all yeah, fucking wide. what is going on with him there <laughs> it's like he's falling from a great distance I, and the air is just going to his yeah, cheeks it does it looks like he's the memorex guy <laughs> <laughs> fucking shooting at him it's a weird thing why did they go with the shadow there around his mouth it's so weird looks off eric better looks than we could off. do uh, and what's what's bad about that is other than that cassandra and harper look awesome in oh, this yeah. panel Dick just looks. I, I've never seen a dick look that bad, Eric. Yeah, you haven't been around life. that much. But yeah, and then, uh, like I said, we get all this. Now that's fine and dandy. Not much is happening. It's a lot of setup. You get the idea. You find out. Oh, Dick wants to know which of the Robins were manufactured, whatever. But you this don't happen learn in previous anything. Issues. <laughs> I know. And then you don't learn. You also learn, Eric. You finally learn that maybe Bruce didn't appreciate dick as robin <laughs> that's, mother's every, that's every work. but it's also every issue so yeah. you don't get anything new here what we get is that cassandra does not like her hair being touched nope and then we go into gamora where out of nowhere tim and jason are chasing this guy jean metier which i'm saying is that the guy that they went after in the last issue and in remember that bar the last year they kicked the guy out i'm guessing that this is somebody that the guy they kicked out of the bar uh, gave him this, the, hey, this is where you want to go. You want to look at this. Um, and it's Jean Maitier, Eric, the biggest tech dealer in town. Yeah. I just like saying that. Um, and speaking of art, I hate the Red Hood mask there. But I, I'm actually torn. I There's some of it I don't mind, but I don't know. In all in all, it's not the one that I like. It looks like an Iron Man mask. Yeah, it, it has does. the full out <laughs> nose. I know you hate that and, so and, much. and it has the mouth. That it, it, it looks terrible. But yeah, they're, they're chasing these guys. And then, I then you get Dick and Harper talking, and it's such a, a weird cop-out to me. They're like, hey, mother told me Prague's burn. It's done. No more Prague. She's getting out. So you know what? I think shit's going to come down, and we're going to find out where to go next. I don't know. <laughs> you just said Dick Grayson. <laughs> he just says, 
Mother mentioned clearing out City Hall and a nursery. She ran this town. Now she's closing it up. Maybe the chaos will shake some loose shake some loose kind of lead on a lead on where to go next. Yeah. And then Carper goes, what do we do next? I don't know. I just said fucking words. You don't get anything. No. So it's so weird that it's like, Hey, don't worry about people. We're going to go somewhere next issue. Don't worry (laughs) about it. It's so weird how it, how it stops. Well, then they go out of nowhere. They're getting the biggest tech guy in town. They find him and he looks to be, Fear toxin up. He's just hiding behind an altar in a church. He's like, Mantier, who who did this to you? I'm like, I'm looking at him I'm like, did what to him? He looks fine to me. It looks like he's hiding behind a know. goddamn he's, altar. He's got some crazy guys looking. But yeah, they're actually going to yeah, find him. Yeah, there's a him. guy in a giant red mask and a freaking, you With know, guns, a domino mask. guns drawn, too. Yeah. And they're going, I'm, I'm scared, they're, too. I know. Well, they're going in. They're like, he might have set up some traps. Or he might have done this. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense that what they say. But and again, they're, hey, what's wrong in there? You have a really cool panel. Of the uh, red hood as like a, a skeleton, red skull, red skull, yeah, really. I like it. And a demon, uh, red robin, it looks cool. I don't know. Now, what the hell do you is think going he would? On. You think the demon horns would have been there if he didn't have his hair spiked up this issue, or it was flat like last issue? <laughs> if he had the flat, <laughs> I don't know what he would have thought with that flat hair. Like the Actually, red hood makes sense to me, but the freaking the demon horns on freaking Tim, I'm I, like, is that just because I mean, of the spiky hair? Maybe. And if his hair was down, they'd probably just go with that because that's a horror in itself. Ram horns? It's a horror in itself. But yeah, <laughs> you, you end up... No product I, is it's, terrifying. <laughs> this issue is a lot of setup. Uh, I had some problems with the art. Um, and I didn't even, find it in a whole, as a whole, though. I'm telling you, I did not... I, the dialogue was a little off, too. You said that you didn't mind it. I thought that it was off in a bunch of spots. There's a bunch of times in this issue where I'm reading it, and I actually had to go back and reread some of the things that they said because it made no sense to me. And that's not what I usually uh, see in Genevieve Valentine. In fact, on the site, somebody called out... I, I wish I could remember who one of the guys who usually... Uh, talks to us on the site, said, hey, I know that you love Genevieve Valentine, but boy, she was off this issue. And I, I agree. It was not very good. Um, I think this is the problem where you get in these sort of uh, stories where other people jump on, and it seems to be two issues. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You, you get to a point in your story where you can't go any further or can't do anything else, and I think <laughs> that's what happened. I, I don't know if she blew her load quick, like you. Or what happened, but yeah, of course it like seemed me. this the second issue just was all set up. But Dude, sex is a race. Whoever finishes first wins. That is true. And I always you, win. You're a winner, Eric. I Damn gave right. this issue a 5.5 out of 10. I would have given it a 6. Really? So yeah. you didn't like it that much more than me. No, I still, I still enjoy it. 6 oh, isn't a terrible I, score I, in again, my mind. This isn't, this isn't the worst of the worst. The Steve Orlando this oh, yes. is way better than those, and this is even better than Tim Seeley's issues in my uh opinion but last issue i really enjoyed and this issue just had a lot of setup uh but we're gonna get on with it eric the next book is a book that neither of us or as they say neither of us reviewed (laughs) and that is it's probably the biggest book of the week if not the month if not if not dc's year eric it's sad to say but it is the dark knight three the master race number one dk3 eric DK3. DK3. Story by Frank Donkey Miller. Donkey Kong is back. Story by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, right? Yes, apparently. Art by Andy Kubert, Klaus Jansen, Brad Anderson, and Clem Robbins. Okay. Yes, and here is my write-up, Eric. After 13 years, we get a follow-up to Frank Miller's Dark Knight story, and while I don't think it's the savior that DC thinks it will be, 
It's an okay start of a book that I'm now interested in reading. Boo! You are not. No. This issue is all set up in mystery and looks like it could be called Dark Knight Generations. Superman is frozen in ice and Batman appears to be dead, but we get Superman's daughter Laura and Carrie Kelly as Batman. I'm okay with the changes that Brian Azzarello brings to the story, but it just doesn't feel like the Dark Knight universe to me. The best part, though, is that we get to see Wonder Woman's boob. <laughs> the boob, Eric. The boob, which and, I even missed. Yeah. In between freaking, uh, the, like, uh, the last segment and this, freaking, oh, no, you got to check this out. You totally see her boob. I don't remember seeing this. Okay. Got to check out Wonder Woman's titty. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell everyone here, if you, we talked about it last week, where... They announced, Frank Miller announced that he was going to be working on Dark Knight 4. DK4? Even though, DK4, even though uh, this whole thing was supposed to be a trilogy. And me and you left and said that uh, Frank Miller was definitely pissed off. Yes. He, he was definitely not happy either with how the story went or the accolades that Brian Azzarello was getting for it or whatnot. I don't know what the issue is. Maybe he just hates Brian Azzarello and, uh, because he looks like Rob Halford. Eric. <laughs> And he really does. Keep saying that to me. And he does. I'm looking at him right now because, uh, but in the back of these books, of all the books this week, yes. they have the uh, spotlight, and the spotlight is on Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. Um, and I'm telling you, reading this now, when you get this, you would think that they are going to be as positive as they can, like <laughs> anything that they're going to talk. First off, the two guys, Brian Azzarello and Frank Miller, are essentially pushing a book that's going to make them money. Yep. I don't know the particulars, but yes, if this goes well, it's going to make money. Um, I don't know about you, but Frank Miller in this interview is definitely trying to distance himself from Completely. Brian Azzarello in this book. And I'm just going to I'm going to read this, even though everybody probably can in the books themselves. But it just makes me laugh because there here it is. It says, how was this project conceived? Brian Azzarello says, Frank was interested in revisiting this stuff, and he was interested in me visiting with him. I went over to Frank's studio. We talked about the story, and it sounded like a pretty fun project to be working on together. Frank Miller then says, this is not my conception, actually. This is Brian's. (laughs) I set up a room which Batman would operate and tried to stay true to the character, and Brian is now expanding on the storyline that I introduced. But these are DC characters, and they remain so. This is their world. All I can say is they picked the perfect team. I couldn't be more thrilled. Yes, he is saying... I didn't. This isn't my consent. I, no. I don't have anything to do with this. Next I get is, to play with DC's toys, but Brian Azrael is playing with my toys now, and I don't like yeah, that. No. And then the next, Brian, were you intimidated working with Frank on this project? Brian says, no, I wasn't intimidated at all. I went over and talked to Frank. He said, let's do this. And I said, sure. It was great to be able to work with a friend. Then Frank says, you've got to understand. DC let me play with their toys. <laughs> then Brian asked me if he could play with DC's toys the way I treated them. No egos were bruised. No feet were stepped on. Never says he was a friend. Never no. says anything of the sort then the last one is brian would you fly to uh brian you would fly to new york once a month to talk story and characters with frank how was it working so intensely together brian says we're constantly trying to make each other laugh yeah that's how we come up with these crazy ideas for these characters there are a couple superman bits in this book you're going to like superman again frank says to to reiterate and i'm not being modest here i'm consulting this is brian's show (laughs) and then brian says well you're being modest frank ends with shut up Yes, that I'm telling you that they want the most positive info they can get here. This was the best take. Yeah, uh, yeah this is the best take. And again, Brian Azzarello is trying his best. <laughs> hey, we're friends. Oh, it's fun. Hey, Frank Miller has no fun. There's no fun. Then you see the picture, and if in fact they're even there together, uh, neither of them look happy. No. 
I bet this was hell to conceive. And Frank Miller, after the final concept came out, and Brian Eyes wrote, okay, I'm off to write it. Have fun. He was yep. just angry. Yep. He's just an angry All man speculation, who though. wants no parts of this. That's It just seems that way. It seemed oh, yeah. that way from that story last, last week. And it, it continues. And we're getting to the book where I'm telling you, with all the hype coming out, it was bound to not live up to the hype anyway. But I think there's something else involved here. I think it's one of those, like, man, maybe we didn't need this book. That's yeah. kind of how I felt. I, I didn't mind it as a comic, but with all the hype and this whole, you know. It doesn't I, make sense, this world anymore. At the time when the original came out, it was fine. How people didn't care back and Strikes Again came out, and it was terrible. God, I mean, and that's the Returns changed out. I mean, Strikes Again. Much, I, I'm saying the first. Oh, the, the, I'm sorry, yeah. Returns kind of changed DC's whole. I mean, it did change the landscape of DC, really. Yeah, at the time, though, it made sense. That was I mean, the world they're going for, this freaking, like, this really terrible 80s future. Yeah. And. Anymore doesn't work. Nobody who was freaking reading it back then, for the most part, is the freaking readers they want now. They want new readers, and this isn't doing it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, no, I, no, I, no matter how many fucking texts they put in this goddamn book, well, we'll start with that. We'll start. Talk, we're going to talk about it. Uh, it starts out with a, a crazy text going, and I hated it. I was like, really, this again? I, I actually thought that we were done with this kind of. I know we still get it in, a little in uh, uh, Doctor Fate. We are Robin and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, but it still, it, it just, I don't know why. Maybe it was because this was supposed to be so big and then this nonsense. But you get it. You get the whole thing where it's a kid texting, what a, you know, somebody, a brother, a friend. Somebody, whatever. And just saying, hey, Batman's back. I've seen the Batman. I've, yeah, seen, I've seen the, seen the Batman. Batman. For reals? For, oh, God, I hated it so much. <laughs> For effing reels, I hate texting for when people actually reels. talk normally. But then when you do all these freaking little abbreviations, I hate it even more. I'm an old man, Eric. So I'm am I. Old man, but I text a lot. I, I mean, my, the least or the most I will go is a U for you. <laughs> I like to spell shit out. If you get this. I'm. It takes more time for me to figure it out than reading a goddamn real thing. So yeah, Stupid Batman's man. back and he's beating up cops. Yeah, he's beating up cops, but again, they appear to be bad cops. Eric. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the situation. It's like all the other times where we had these things where, you know, cops are beating up somebody. And I'm telling you, I think it has to do with the whole, like, it's it's a black kid. No, I know. But again, the kid's saying. And again, this is topical. This, this is, is like. This it is, is topical, Jim. It's kind of like the, the show Cops, because I was just going to say, uh, the guy claims he didn't have any reason to get arrested. But of course, you know, everybody in jail's uh, freaking innocent. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, but you, you must but then think I'm that saying that's the case. I, later I, on, though, I'm telling you, he starts beating up cops. I it, yep. it seems like Batman's just gone rogue and he's beating the shit out of cops in general. Yep. Well, you said you liked that. After he beats up the cops, he t he actually takes some video or pictures of the whole thing. And it goes, goes viral. viral. It goes viral. It doesn't on, make sense to me for this goddamn fra like, time frame. Uh, you know what? That might be also what's going on here is that we don't know. Well, you said that it's supposed to be three years ahead, right? It's three years, supposedly, I believe, what I read from this, from Strikes Again. Okay, yeah. Maybe... And that's the thing. I was talking to you before this issue came out this week where I'm like, I'm trying to explain Strikes Again, and I'm like, I don't know if I finished Strikes Again back no. in 2002. And, yeah, maybe... I think I read the first two issues, and that was yeah. it. Maybe it's maybe the time frame's frame is different than we think i don't and know because I, that you, doesn't I, make sense and i wanted to read uh i wanted to go back and read strikes oh, actually i didn't want to i just wanted to for this but um and i didn't have time for it and so i'm, I'm reading this book and i'm completely lost with what's going on anymore mm -hmm. well you you get these 
talking heads then the next page is a big uh spread of talking heads and again it threw me off again because there you have michael strahan and kelly ripa that's yeah that's mike uh kelly and michael eric as they i guess say. I, I didn't even know and I, I laugh because i think that uh michael strahan looks a lot like mike tyson there <laughs> when i first saw him hey mike tyson's there uh, uh but you also get like an al sharpton and again you can tell me all that they're not the real people but again it, thro- it throws it into right now I'm telling you, this is something that real, that feels like the Dark Knight world because we had all the freaking television. They're yeah. doing the propaganda here and there, but I'm this feel. But they making it the uh, current timeline, like our actual timeline, just feels off. It's like yeah, back you have when like a um, Bill O'Reilly. It looks like maybe a John Stewart. Uh, it, it just it's how I felt when um, All Star Batman and Robin came out, and it was supposed to be part of the Dark Knight Returns world with Dick Grayson. Yeah, and they had cell phones. I'm like, that doesn't make sense for where Dark Knight Returns would eventually get to. And I had a problem with that when that came out. And here it just it's escalating things. Oh yeah, this there's a lot of uh, cell phones and stuff like that. So I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you move on and you get the the commissioner, commissioner Yindel. Yeah. And I don't know. I I'm not that interested. I really am not. I, I'm sorry if this I, book Yindel really was the only thing I was really interested in because really? okay, a familiar face. Yeah. I know Yindel. It's just at the beginning. There's like nothing to it really they're, even so, tell you, they're just, asking her about batman hey yeah, is batman she, back well yeah she has no comment say. she has no comment but fucking no, i'm telling you that part i'm okay with even though I'm, it throws me off with the like the current timeline texting and all this other shit i'm okay with it to a degree but okay. then we get to the next part with wonder woman which it's just her fighting a goddamn minotaur centaur, uh, centaur thing yeah and it does nothing and for it's, all, it's all about fear and being afraid and being a hero and, and what that eventually hero. means and she's running around she has a baby a papoose her back on a papoose which i didn't even realize at first i'm reading it and all of a sudden after she kills this monster yeah. uh there's this baby there i'm at my page back there's so the baby I. boy she's throwing that baby in some danger there I'm calling social services. <laughs> Wonder Woman is an awful mo- Well, she is an awful mother because she gets done now. Again, this is where you get to see Wonder Woman's booby. Yes. And it, that's that's my highlight. Shock value issue. right there. there boom. Yeah, it did. I said to you, it seemed like they put that. There's no need for that. No. You know, there is no need at all. Is Frank that Miller's one be, contribution. And is that, <laughs> yes, is that supposed to be like... Hey, we're this is the real. Uh, you this know, is this the is title. Titty this is pretty. We're doing. You know, I I know there's that controversy of the people who breastfeed out yeah. in public. I don't even like to see it in the jungle, Eric. I'm telling I you, like I, I, I actually have already seen this though. When Alyssa Milano for Halloween was breastfeeding in a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, that actually maybe that was the shout out. She I don't know. That. She, she got an know. early copy of freaking DK3. <laughs> she might have that. There you go. But yeah, she heads back into what I guess is. Uh, Paradise Island. Paradise Island, yeah. I guess. And uh, heads back there and finds out that her daughter is missing. Again, awful mother, Eric. Again, her I'm done. Daughter's always running off. I, I can't remember strikes again, and I'm like, I don't remember Lara. Oh, yeah, well, there, Lara is off to the Fortress of Solitude. Door wide open. Daddy. Door wide open. I put in my notes, she's got daddy issues, Eric. She flies <laughs> doesn't. in. Basically, I like the line, though. She's like, hey... I was told all these artifacts meant something to you. It defined the whole of what you are. Am I a piece of that? And I really did like that. But then you see Superman, he's just frozen. He's yep. sitting there frozen. And I have no idea of this, either. I'm telling you, I got to go back and read Strikes again. And I don't want to. Because the thing is, 
I don't think I'm going to get any answers. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm just afraid I won't, and I'll have yeah. to go back and read that book well, for nothing. Again, this shouldn't be – I know that this is the third book, but this shouldn't be something they, – they should catch you up. And I think that this first issue is supposed to be very mysterious, get you yes. intrigued to go. And I, I laugh because I – in my mind, she's like, is there anything I can do for you? And it's Superman. He's And he's like mumbling, you the heat vision, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Not that I know that she has that. He's, heat vision, get – Get a hair dryer. I, I hate I'm feeling frozen. so in the. I, I hate feeling so in the dark though. But super, this has to be a new development though, because we have the little baby uh, that Wonder Woman has. In my mind, it has to be Superman's yeah, kid as and well. Yeah, the name is Jonathan. Yeah, so I'm telling you. So and Superman they really not, spell that out too. Yeah, so. so so Superman has not been frozen like no. uh, re, like until recently. Get a blowtorch. <laughs> Daddy <think> has <laughs> some issues. <laughs> Daddy's cold. I don't know. I, I get the idea that maybe what he's doing is like a self-imposed exile. I don't know. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm cool know. with that. Well, you know what? The, well, I guess this nothing is not going to make sense or make sense anyway in this issue because they don't really explain nope. much. But she's there. Here's the noise and looks over. The, the bottle city of Candor is giving her a help message. Help us message. Yeah. I don't. How do they make this message? Fireworks. Fireworks. I thought yeah. it might be like a, a plane. One of those <laughs> little Candorian plane going around in circles because it looks like it's the it's blowing. I don't know. Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Candorian fireworks. It's, it's actually means best you've nothing. ever seen. It's actually just the Fourth of July in Candor. It doesn't really mean anything. That's I don't know. Help us. Help the homeless. She just Help didn't us. wait long enough. That's good. That's what it is. Help us. Help us eat this hoagie. I don't know. Get the blowtorch. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Damn it. I'm cold here. Get a space heater. Uh, then you go back to Gotham, Eric, and it ends with Batman being uh, pursued by the police. And then a battle breaks out where, the, again, it's the bloody Dark Knight battles. Yeah. And shit's going bad. Uh, Batman's getting the shit kicked out of him. Him. Or her. <laughs> and, um, yeah, beating the crap, the... Uh, Commissioner shows up, and then in the first part where you even said, but Batman like looks up in the sky and yells some crazy yelling. Her, it, her, her, her. I, and that's I, I when no I was idea. like, holy shit, it's not Bruce. It's Carrie it's, Kelly. It was so weird. I have no, I'm telling you, at this point I did realize, okay, it's not Batman, yeah. but it, it really looked like Batman this whole time. Yeah, I yeah. really appreciated those scenes. It actually brought me back a little bit to Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. But her, her, her. <laughs> her, 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 her. Uh, I don't know what that means. It's, you know what it is? It's freaking, uh, oh, fuck, I can't think of his name. Ella, oh, Jesus Christ, fucking Blair's uh, cousin, no. uh, uh, Jerry? No. Her, Blair. Blair, no, it's freaking, uh, it's uh, Bueno Excelente with oh, a gag in his mouth. It might be, because then later, uh, or right there, Commissioner's there, has a gun pointed at Batman, and then she yells, Grah! <laughs> and then it's over now. Over. Rah! <laughs> Look at all these. <laughs> Car- what are you, what are you uh, doing, yeah. Carrie? Yeah. And what then are you doing? she says, where is Bruce Wayne? Is, this was her Batman voice. This is even worse than freaking uh, Christian Bale's. Yeah, this is her idea. Where's Bruce Wayne? And then she says, where's Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne's dead. That's the, the big, uh, oh, my God, moment. Yeah. Um, and then know. our book takes a goddamn pause to talk about the atom. <laughs> what it's the fuck? Odd. It's very odd. I, I don't know. Did you like that part with the atom? No, yeah, I did not. It odd. did nothing for me. Nope. Uh, you, I don't even. I, 
people can read that part. Yeah, my friend, because this book, I don't know, is is it a disappointment to you? It's a big disappointment. Is I'm telling you, I, maybe I should have gone in and I should have read Strikes Again first. I don't know if that would have made a huge difference again, to me. I I don't think that that's how this was set up. It's so long ago that they can't think that everybody's going to go in. So I think that they're giving Azarello is giving us the slow burn story that he's going to explain as we go. Um, but you're kind of caught in between two worlds to me. You have, like you said, the uh, strikes again. And I'm and, telling you, I uh, didn't think strikes again worked in 2002. It wasn't the time anymore. Yeah. It didn't make sense for you know, like you know, people read it and were hu- like hugely disappointed. And I'm telling you, I went back. I I know I read at least two issues when they came out. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I don't think I finished it. It did not work, and I can't remember if it was just because of the time frame. I just ended up talking to a bunch of people at the comic book shop about it at the time, but it was so long ago. I don't yeah. even remember. Well, again, I don't think that that's a necessity to – and if it is, then they're they're way off base. Well, not really because they are saying DK – this is the third in the DK3, story. but you still – most issues that happened 13 years ago, Jesus they're going to explain things a little. So I, I'm telling you, I think this will be explained more as we go. We're going to learn about the JLA. what's going on. And, well, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I would have given this around a 7 out of 10. I, I like the art. It just didn't seem like the art for that universe. It went back and forth. It really did. I'm telling you, like, Wonder Woman felt like freaking uh, the Dark Knight universe. But the Minotaur Centaur thing did not at all. Mm-hmm. And then I'm telling you, each different, like Larry at times did, and then Superman did not. It was all back and forth. But again, forth this first issue, this first issue, just the issue itself was all about these uh, big surprises or big, uh, you know, shocks where you get, oh, Superman's frozen. Oh, Bruce yeah. Wayne's dead. Oh, it's Carrie Kelly. Oh, do you, and, oh, I saw Wonder Woman. Titty movie. nipple. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite still. Yeah, mine too. But yeah, um, I don't know. I said in my intro that I'm interested in reading it. I still am. I want to see what is explained and how it goes uh, from here. But, yeah, it's not like this is my favorite book and I cannot wait. Um, I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm I'm going to read it as well because we're going to have to fucking talk about it. I know. I I just want them to leave this to where it was because it was so good. And, like, I'm telling you, revisiting back in 2002 was a mistake. It is a mistake fucking 13 years later. Yep. And, again, we have 34 reviews on Comic Book Roundup right now. Yeah, 34. So it definitely – everybody – agrees that it's a big book yes uh the average reviews uh 7.8 which is i'm telling you it's not what dc expected i i'm sure i'd give it a six i think i'm sure that that's well, high i think they go uh, the reviews go as far uh down as a four and okay. it shocks me no tens and it only shocks me oh yeah shit. there's some people these people would give out tens like uh giving out freaking m&ms eric m&ms whoa, whoa, whoa. who's giving out m&ms i am Point me in that direction. Okay. Right. Well, I expect some well, M&M's. And, yeah, uh, Jody gave it an 8 on All the right. site, I believe. Uh, but we're going to continue on with a book that uh, I liked a little more. Me as well. We Are Robin, number 6, written by Lee Bermejo, with art by Jorge Corona, Rob Haynes, Christine Duarte, Peter, Carmine De Giadunmanesbiru. What the hell did Mencio? I don't know. I don't know. Matt Lopes, Jared K. Fletcher. I'd say Lopez. Lopez? Okay, I'll no, go with that. That's like, fine. I have no idea. No, I'd go Lopes. Cause that's it's got one T in that mat. Really that's how Davey, uh, Davey Lopes used to... Uh, it was pronounced the oh, yeah? player for the Dodgers back in the day. Oh, the player for the Dodgers. Davey Shut. Lopes, Eric. And, uh, Lopez? No, Davey Lopes. All right. In this issue of We Are Rob, and we, are, we see our heroes take on a talent. And man, do they seriously get their asses kicked. 
It seems that the town is looking to recruit soldiers for his future free of crime and corruption, and he's not about to take no for an answer. Hopefully, though, Dre does not get lured to the dark side because out of all the Robins, it seemed that this town was really interested in his rage and lack of hesitation in the fight. Mm-hmm. That's what I got for the OAS. Yeah, I think that Dre is going bad. I hope not. I uh, like Dre if, enough. If this isn't a setup for that, then I don't know what this issue was. I, uh, I don't know, though, because I'm telling you, I think they might like try to. This might be a whole big ruse because we had Izzy in this issue. She pulls a gun after yep. Rico and Duke get their asses kicked by this talent. Izzy picks up a gun from her dead brother's hand yep. and points it and like, Izzy, you got to calm down. You know, we don't do guns. We don't do this shit. And she fires anyway. I don't think, I don't know if she hits him or not. I can't really recall. I think it hits him in his arm. He okay. Cause she goes flying. She was not ready for the freaking kickback of that gun. Yeah. But I'm telling you right there, I think she might be seeing too much violence. And like the fact that her brother was just killed in front of her and the shit that he's put her through. That she might actually, you know, be the one to go down this fucking straight I don't path. Know, because I'm even watching, I'm going through it here, and it takes her a while before she fires that gun. She just doesn't just shoot right away. It's near the end. She's holding it up oh, the know. whole time, and she's there. Oh, and, and I'm telling like, you, I didn't think this. she was going to fire, but well, then she did. It's when the, they start for the cops start firing on the Talon, and then he starts killing the cops. Right. That she fires away, and she fires, and it does. I'm looking at it now. Kind of hits his arm. Uh, it's a weird thing, this talent. I don't know why he is so interested in turning them to the dark side. Does he want a, an army? He it's just not wants even to... that, though. It seems well, like he's like some sensei. To a degree, I'm saying, though, he is the one behind that homeless freaking thing in the beginning yeah. of the uh, series. And he realized, you know what? Homeless people aren't working because they ain't working. <laughs> we'll get these kids. <laughs> uh, um, this was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah but out. So, like, all right, th- these kids are already doing their thing. I might as well just try to recruit them right here. And it's funny, though, because he's just he's just begging Izzy to shoot him. It's like, you know, we don't kill. Oh, you it, can't. It's just the emperor. Yes. That's what Strike I'm saying. Strike me down, uh, Jedi. It's not even just that. It's like with uh, Count Dooku. And right. Prequel. It's like so much like he thinks that if she pulls that trigger, she's done. Now, <laughs> she, you're mine now. Because he knows he can't die. So yeah. he doesn't care. I'm telling um, you, that's the worst part of this book, so though. It's so weird, though, why he's that concerned. I'm telling you, you, you bring up the fact, it's a town. You know he can't die. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. these kids at some point saw the Night of the Town news or the Night Maybe. of the Owls. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm saying, They though, don't well, seem to be aware of that. But they're going after him. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is crazy. And being a reader, though, and knowing what this town is, you know that nothing's going to be resolved or at all in this book. No. It's just they're going to escape, and that's it. But and just, that kind of took some of the excitement away from yeah, me right yeah. from the get-go. Yeah, you know... Yeah, you know that he can't die. Now, the only tension I had is, like, he could say, come on, shoot me. Show me your bed. Uh, no. Okay, then. <laughs> Off with the head. And somebody, I thought somebody was going to die. I, I was actually, you know, I'm like, I had that out of my head. I was like, we just had Troy die. I'm like, yeah. there's no way they could have. Yeah. I'm guessing, but I'm like, there's no way they're going to kill off another one. This yeah. would just break my heart. Shoulder pads is I my know. favorite. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Oh, Troy. Uh, Next, they kill Rico, and before she dies, she sees Batgirl by her side. I'm like, that is heartbreaking. Actually, no, that doesn't you know, happen. You but. know who I thought was going to die was Dax. Okay. And I thought he was going to die. He used that crazy uh, extreme sports uh, motorcycle to the face. Now, I'm telling you, there's way <laughs> too much story going on with Dax, with him his last name being Chill for that yeah. to happen. Uh, well, and there's Dax, and then there's uh, Dre. I, again, are we setting up this whole thing with his mom uh, being a whore 
Uh, and it just that threw me off a bit. Not me. I seemed home. like mean as a kid. Oh, it did. I actually <laughs> that guy right there, Stinky Jamie. <laughs> now nah, Stinky Jamie was in shape. Well, yeah, that guy. I'd hope so for shape. how much he sweated. I don't know. There's Stinky Jamie right there. The mom's all dressed like a whore. Every time I'd see him, it <laughs> seems like he just got done working out. Really? Well, the, <laughs> the problem is, is uh, when I'm looking at this, that house looks too nice. That's not a trailer. Oh no, you son of a bitch <laughs> hurt my feelings. Oh, it's not a trailer. Everybody in town's watching that live news, though. But, yeah, Dax and Dre see the news get the hell out of there and go back to uh, the Robins. I guess they're and full you, in that, again. That, that TV broadcast, well, while it saves their ass because Dax and Dre show up, I'm yeah. like, none of these fuckers are wearing a mask. No, and, like, and, and, it, and the weird thing is is that Alfred tells them at the end. Oh, yeah. And at one point they're like, oh, thank God, they're not going to know who we What? They're in plain sight. Oh, yeah, especially Duke. At yeah. least Izzy has a hat on, and Rico has a freaking uh, hood up, yep. uh, uh, which just... I think. I'm, t- I'm trying to remember now. but Yeah, uh, Dre has his hood up. I'm looking at it now, but boy. Dax has his biker glasses. Yeah, he's got his yeah, glasses. His, his fucking... <laughs> he's got a, a fucking motorcycle that could be uh, pegged. You got oh, yeah. uh, Duke and his uh, goddamn shitty-ass Next biker... issue, all these kids get arrested. Yeah, I, I don't see how they couldn't. They're all in plain view. They should have had masks from the get-go. And that's um, why I liked having Duke in the last Batman issue where he had that freaking kind of cool cow going on. Yeah, I'm like, this is yeah. what we should have been having for the get-go. That was pretty good. Um, I do like the fact that they were kind of given the talent a run for his money, though. They For were a whole five up, seconds. Yeah, really, but that's a lot. I know. Uh, then they start getting the shit kicked out of them. And then Alfred shows up in the SUV from hell. No, no. Nest. We'll yeah. call him Nest. Nest. Nest shows up. With but now Alfred's a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with him. He's, I'm telling you. He's fucking crazy. I think he's trying to kill these kids. Like It's almost like um, trial by fire because yeah, well, it he is. rescues them in that military vehicle, yes. gets them out of there, and at the end, he's like, okay, wear some masks, and then blows up the vehicle. Yeah. They're standing right They're next standing to this They're standing right thing. next to it. They I already have said, trust issues. This is not first, a fucking team-building exercise. First, I was an idiot. I thought he was blowing up the building because <laughs> when he blows it up, they, it actually throws them off the ground. Yeah. That's how close they were. And they, hey, wear a mask. Like, Fuck you, you asshole. Why are we following this guy? He just tried to kill us. And then he just speeds away in a car. There's going to be firemen and police. Yeah, we got to get out of here now. Wear masks. Ba-boom. It's like Alfred is insane. Yeah, he has lost his mind since he lost his hand. Yeah, I I think that, uh, yeah. (laughs) He's still in shock. I guess the losing Bruce and (laughs) his hand, boy, it really uh, threw him out. But yeah. He disperses, he says. Oh, God. He blows up that thing. He is nuts. Such a jerk off. Uh, but I, I love the art in this issue. Uh, uh, I liked I will... it only when it dealt with the Robins. I hated really? the town. I didn't because mind it. It was the a little confusing. Was, the town was so dark, there was no yeah. detail. And at some scenes, his proportions were really exaggerated. And I was like, what's going on? Is he growing his fist here? I, I had no idea. Yeah. I actually had some weird ideas that this town was somebody else, like, uh, then he started killing people, and, and those were gone. Like, I even, and again, I forgot that he was in the beginning. Right. So that threw me off. But uh, yeah, I had these crazy ideas about maybe that's Bruce. And he, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's not Bruce. I'm telling you, it's freaking not up. Alfred either. Last month, well, the, when the last issue of this came out, I asked Lieber Mayo, like, I sent him a tweet. Yeah, and which, like, which town? Is this a town we've seen? And never he got, got back, back to, to you, right? No, he I never you, got Lieber back Hamo. to you. Oh, he didn't get back to you, huh? No, give no, him this book, all, all this press you give it, all these rave reviews. He doesn't get back to you. He seems like a nice guy to everyone else, though. <sighs> I've seen him talk to other it's people. It's a weird science curse. 
It is. It is a curse. It's a curse uh, that we'll live with and bear like a cross, Eric. Uh, what did you give it? I gave this a 7.5 okay. out of 10. I actually, I, it's funny. I said uh, after The Dark Knight that uh, we were going to get on with a book that I like better. I actually give it the same score. I'd give it a 7. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'd give it a 7 only because uh, it was kind of uh, treading water. I think that this was an issue yeah. that was just, you couldn't do much because of the Robin War. Exactly. That's, that's, that's going to happen in a story. bunch of these. Uh, and Robin War is a big story for this group. Yeah. And I think that this is just setting up for the Robin War that Dre might go a little extra. He might go the distance, Eric. He might uh, kill. And he's going that, for speed? Like you said, Izzy, he's going the he's distance. He's all alone? He is all alone. Uh, Izzy might do it. I don't know, but I, don't I think know. that I it's all set thing, up though, for that. I, that, was, that was just big emotional. That's what I like about this book, though, the emotion that it gives me. These are just kids. And I'm like, Duke and uh, Rico going after this guy, I thought was crazy. I'm like, holy shit, you are not equipped to deal with this. Yeah. And then Izzy does the, an appropriate response. She picks up a goddamn gun. She's terrified. Yeah. yeah, she is. And you know what? She just saw her brother die, like you said. Yeah, he was a piece and of shit, but still. Still, though. And you, this guy has a, a goddamn weapon that's just scary. Scary as sickle. Oh, yeah. It is scary. He's scary in general. Jesus Christ. Uh, but they do a little damage to him, Eric. A little bit. But that's, like I said, I'd give it And a now seven. he's going to murder them all. Because <laughs> yes. uh, no matter what kind of montage training they do, it will not be enough to go up against a talent. Yes, yeah. Talons don't give up, Eric. They keep coming back. Uh, I hope the nest is equipped with a Mr. Freeze gun. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go somewhere and they're just going to freeze them. It happens all the time. They've they've made it the only way to stop these guys. Yeah. All right. We're going to go on with the next book, Eric, which I'd like to say is my favorite book in the DCU. It might turn out to be was my favorite book in the DCU. Was. Was. Grayson, (laughs) number 14, written by Tim Seeley. (laughs) (laughs) Art by <laughs> Stephen Mooney, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos M. Emanuel. Nice. While I haven't been the biggest fan of Tim Seeley, and most <laughs> of the dialogue in this issue is downright horrible, I'm going to shock everyone, including Eric, by telling you how much I like this issue. <laughs> Sometimes pushing the story forward trumps all else, and Seeley gives us a ton of information that we've been lacking here. Most of it comes from flashbacks where auto nets gives us the what, when, and why of Spiral. We learn what the creepy spider program is, and I've been wanting to know that since the beginning, and also what he planned for his daughters Elizabeth and Katerina, Eric. And yes, Katerina, that could mean Kate, Eric. You've already lost me, so. In the present, we get the awful dialogue I spoke of, but by the end we see that Helena Bertinelli is fully drinking the Spiral Kool-Aid, and the book ends with Dick kind of recruiting Tiger to go after Spiral with him. Kind of. No, kind of. Uh, but they'll have to put that on pause till after the Robin War. Fucking nonsense. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing about this issue is that it's going to take a little bit of a break for this Robin War, and it doesn't really make sense. Tiger, Tiger, stop choking me. I got to go back to Gotham, but th- when <laughs> yeah, I get back, we'll talk gonna, about this. Yeah, when we get back, we're going to fight Spiral and Helena Bertinelli and everything else. But yeah, you get these, what happened in the beginning, you get auto nets. And he is losing his mind, Eric. He's an old man. He he's losing old... me with all his goddamn dialogue. No, he's an old man. And he, at the beginning, it, it threw me off a bit because he's talking and he, he's basically talking about the formation or why he formed Spiral. Yes. And that's fine enough. He seemed to have fought in World War One. 
they created some supermen. They wanted to stop them, and he ended up. Uh, I want to see these supermen. Yeah, yeah. But then we go to the present where you get the worst dialogue this side of Steve Orlando. I and hate I'm Lady Tron you, so goddamn this much. Whole, this whole thing with Lady Tron, uh, Grayson, and Tiger, I'm overlooking because of what the other things we get. Because if it was just this, this book would have been a one. And, I expect Lady Tron to show up at Midnighter soon. Yes. Well, you get and Midnighter is awful in this book. Even the three panels he's in. I don't because, even know why he's in it. I don't either. It's just because he it led him there, and I think they have to have like, hey, remember Midnighter got them here. No, you don't even need that. I know, but that's what I think they're going with. It's so stupid. But yeah, Lady Tron, they were fighting. You know, Lady Tron, Dick, and Tiger were fighting each other. Now they're getting attacked by spiral spiders. So they've kind of made a truce, an yeah. alliance, and they're fighting the spiders. And you get such great dialogue as this. <laughs> Come on, Robo Spiders, haven't you heard me? I'm Lady Tron. I'm one of you. Save it for the fleshies. Where's your cyber darity? Yeah, cyber darity. Shut up, Lady Tron. Darity. God damn it. Mm, and then when Dick says to Tiger, this is all one one page. Hey, aren't these spiralish your security drones, Tiger? And Tiger goes, Ah, so you have done more than simply chase short skirts. Good times. And when, I'm telling you, I hate you for been, making me read this book. When has he been chasing short skirts? We didn't see that. It's when he was the gym no. teacher. It's very inappropriate. No, that's really <laughs> inappropriate. Uh, I haven't really seen this. So then you get uh, Luca Nets, who uh, appears to definitely be uh, Kate Kane. Kate. Her name is Katerina. Uh, but you oh, get Kat, that... I'm saying, though, Katerina is Luca then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's her. Nope. I'm telling you, I went through this book. Yeah. I'm, I felt so lost going through yeah, it. I that's had no Luca. Idea. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's because I don't have a lot of like uh, like going on for the series. Like I missed yeah. a bunch of issues before no, we started reading everything for the just podcast. She's the the dark haired one. She's and, the dark haired uh, one, and, and then her there's the freaking is the uh, bald headed one. Yeah, the the blonde haired. She has white hair. Yeah, but sure. then she's there, and she continues this bad goddamn dialogue where she calls security. She knows that they have broken into her uh, little lab and says hey can you make some audio pipe in the sound come from my lab screams make such an excellent soundtrack for walking oh my god and it's fucking she, midnighter and then she walks away and there's midnighter and midnighter says hey i've done my good mid midnighter deed for the day what's speaking the of bad dialogue i'm here yeah yeah so i'm telling you this dialogue with all of them and lady tron and grayson and and, and tiger is, is just awful and it, it continues there uh lady tron even says they're like uh they're yelling about these spiders and Lady Tron has the classic, you think you got it bad? These little cuties combine my love for my fellow mechanical citizens and tentacle hentai. And here I am screaming them the bits. I need Ooh, to. Tentacle hentai. And again, this is my problem with Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley's dialogue always seems to be him, I don't know, looking up things to, that he thinks are funny. To throw I'm not in. quite sure that Tim Seeley and Steve Orlando aren't the same person. He's trying be. to pick up two paychecks. Uh, it's just weird because... I think we might have said that on another podcast. Yeah, but... I think we did. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, but this dialogue, it actually gets a little better. It's I, I'm telling you, if you bear with me, Eric, I'm going to convince you that the only when, the only time his dialogue is this awful is during fights. He thinks that people have to yell one-liners and crazy shit anytime there's a fight. And I think that's what happened in Eternal. It happened... It, it's always this fight time. I don't know. You're telling me this. I'm telling you, I found myself. I kept going back to freaking uh, auto nets. 
Yeah. And uh, he was just so like long-winded. Like I just started skipping through his dialogue, yeah, so was, I didn't care. That was actually, that if you've been reading the whole series, that's which pretty, I have it. Yeah, and, and it's make pretty sense. important stuff. I didn't care. I'll tell you, Leviathan. Everything. I have no idea because I haven't been reading like you have. Yeah. Well, Leviathan. That I think that all goes back to the whole spiral background and what was uh, who was it who was attacking? Uh, what's it called in um, Batman Incorporated? Uh, Leviathan. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's that. Ties I didn't even make that, that connection no, with that. Yeah, I, I put Batman Incorporated in the back of my well, mind remember, anymore because of how that ended. That whole spiral was Grant Morrison. This is mm-hmm. all shit that came from Grant Morrison. And again, when he speaks of Leviathan, if you remember, he even calls out the children's soldiers that they use, which they did. Remember that whole right, yeah, army of children. So that even ties into that, which I liked. Uh, all right, starting to make me like it a little bit more. Well, but and no, then. I, and then, uh, but let me uh, get you hating it again because. Thank you. Uh, do you know, in general, think of your think in your mind right now, Eric, in your uh, mind's try. eye. Uh, what does Iggy Pop look like to you? Iggy Pop looks like he died of heroin yeah. twenty years ago, yeah. and the kid is propping him up, how, and we're supposed to take his life. How in God's name does Lady Tron say to Tiger, a very strapping, strong man, "Hey, you kind of remind me of a brown Iggy Pop." So, hey, I weigh about 600 pounds. This is after he yeah, said... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's... What, what is that? That's bad dialogue is what it is, Jim. Is he just... Is he friends with Iggy Pop? Give him a I, shout out? Honestly, I think he's the only person who said Iggy Pop out loud in 20 years. <laughs> it's so weird, though. He does not look like a brown Iggy Pop. Not at all. No. Well, then it leads to them going on Lady Trun's back. She jumps out of a vent and yells, Baby got back. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna send a message to Iggy Pop and see he'll play along and dress like Tiger for us. Yeah, so we can take gonna, a picture. I, Iggy Pop probably can't get out of bed by himself. I, Iggy Jesus Pop can't dress Christ. himself. Oh, for Christ's sakes! I have never seen Iggy Pop wear a shirt. Seriously, <laughs> you're never gonna it's a find vest or that. nothing. Oh my God! I looked up some pictures because I was talking to Reggie and I said, "Does does Tiger look like Iggy, Iggy Pop to you?" And then I kept sending him pictures of Iggy Pop until he told me to stop. Oh, Iggy Pop is is crazy <laughs> looking. Ay, ay, ay. But then this all leads to um, Dick. He has one go-to move, Eric. When he wants things done, he knocks Tiger out. That's yes. all. That's his go-to move. He does it again, but it made me laugh because it took him a couple shots. This <laughs> he, he punches him. That's not enough. Then he kicks him. Roundhouse like, kicks his face. So then Lady Tron is there, and she's watching all this, and she goes, usually I don't go for you meat types. But that was so cold hearted. You're giving me an oily. Oh, God damn. Hmm. But she uh, then um, Dick died the way he lived. And then what, yes. And then what happens then? Dick presses his side of his head. And yeah. That means hypnosis. Uh, and, and I'm again, telling you, we talked about this a little bit before. Because I'm like, I, I, how did he take control of Lady Tron with his hypnosis? I'm telling you, hypnos are the sonic screwdriver of the DCO. They, are. they They work for a lot of things. I again, it it seems to hypnotize her into thinking uh which you know what if they would have told me that originally hypnos makes complete sense to hypnotize someone yes uh but then i'm telling you i said to you that i like this issue more than you would imagine but it, it's all about auto nets and it goes back to him and he's talking about it, and he's like listen i i was bored it, he's showing a picture of himself there yeah. he is he was like i was a hero i was killing everyone i was a god among men and i got bored i didn't have anything to do so I created an enemy for myself, which I called Leviathan. And I'm telling you, that is a fucked up thing to do. 
and I really like it. He made Leviathan. Of course you do. That's what you do. You need an enemy, so you'd always find one. And that's what he did. He was bored. So he made up Leviathan to be the, uh, you know, the opposite of Spiral. And it is Leviathan, like we said. It said they'll be so insidious as to create child soldiers. They'd harvest them. And and then you pull back and you see that he is talking to his uh, daughters. Yes. Quote, unquote, daughters. I don't even know if they're actually blue. No, mother daughters. made them for her. Yeah. So, and they are uh, Katerina, Kate, and I'm trying to find... Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth and Elizabeth, Katerina. Elizabeth and Katerina. And he says to them, listen, I am. I have uh, Alzheimer's. I'm having problems talking about this. I have Alzheimer's. I am going to die before my death, before my brain goes and rots away. I am going to get a computer program that I'm going to download and that's going to run spiral and it's and you can have my fly eye goggles and it's going to be called spider and eventually one of you will become me and the other will become leviathan so they're going to supposedly go against each other which is also right. really fucked up and he says you you guys are going to need each other one is going to need the other to keep each other strong and whatnot but it did explain that fucked up spider program that they've gone to in spiral I guess, I'm telling you, man. It's, nothing really explains itself to me because I have no idea what's going well, on with that. You remember that I remember, program I remember, before. Yeah. Well, that, that's just his AI. Yeah, it's... That's I'm his AI you, this, that this runs fucking, Spiral. This book is going so far off the re- reservation for me that I'm like, I'm starting to not care what's going on. Yeah, I, I really like that. I okay, like I'm telling you, it you, explains you, it explains that whole program because before, we have saw it with Mr. Minos, yeah. and now we've seen it with Helena, and it is definitely controlling spiral it's a crazy program but now we see that is just his brain his ai downloaded into a program to live forever and it makes the decisions for spiral and uh, it explains to me i really like that yeah and then you get this whole like i said lady tron is hacking into um spiral to find out info which it doesn't really make a difference anyway because we're being told it anyway now yeah. we find out that pretty much it looks like uh, Agent Zero is Kate, right? And you know, and Luca Elizabeth, Nets. and yeah, Luca is Kate, and well, this. Elizabeth I don't know why she's called is, Luca in this, but I don't know what to, it's throw people off. I don't know. We'll maybe we'll find out. But in the end, I know you had a problem because their Lady Tron is hacking in, and out of nowhere, Dick starts. Ta- Helena calls him. Hey, what are you doing? And he starts rubbing his eyes. Yeah. And it looks to me, I guess, that he's trying to pull out his hypnos. He's trying to blur them with blood. He doesn't want them to see what he's doing. Which, Tony, it shouldn't work because he hacked the hypnos in a yeah, previous issue. Maybe he, I don't know. That, see, that's weird because when they did hack the hypnos, they've done really nothing since then. No, nothing at all. Tony, they, it's they, like, they okay, Lex Luthor isn't going to control me no more. Now, again, I don't know how you would hack them to the point where... You know, you could turn them off. Yeah. But then they would know anyway. And now we find out that if shit goes down like this, they can kill him. They can hit a thing and his uh, nanobots will just eat him away. And that's what happens. Uh, She consults with Spider. Spider says he's on to us. Kill him now. Spider commands. And Helena doesn't want to do it, but she does that. She hits the button. But at the point right before that, Dick gets Lady Tron to send out a pulse that stops it. Saves the day, Eric. I just thank God that he didn't pull them off with magnets and eat them. Yeah, that's true. Fucking but yeah, then, poppy. So to me, that also shows Helena. You always thought that she would probably go with Dick. No. And but no, she. She's won't. a career woman. Yeah, Get the fuck out is. of here. She isn't. The worst part though is when they send out this uh, pulse, 
the lights go out at the discotheque, Eric, and somebody yells, <laughs> lights Christ. out, party foul. And then Midnighter just says, should have known Grayson to figure out a way to ruin my night. How does he know this? Uh, he knows the lights it. lights go out in a disco? Yeah. The, you, the guys look like they're line dancing, too. It looks <laughs> like a really bad disco. Uh, but, yeah, the issue ends with Tiger coming to, tackling Dick, and saying that that's it. You're, you're done. You double agent, you son of a bitch. We can and, talk about this. And Dick's just trying to say, hey, we got to destroy them all. We got to destroy Spiral. And then next Robin War. Yeah, next Robin War. Uh, now I'm tired. Again, I don't even know what. The, it's hard for me to talk about this book because it a lot of it. Didn't it's a make giant sense. info it, it, dump, though, and it just stuff. fucking it did not mean anything. Come tell you, this might be great for everybody who's been reading yeah, Grayson and it's again, really invested. I can't, I can't even explain to you how much it was good to me. They see a lot of the stuff because it, it is definitely telling me more about Spiral. Before it was just oh Spiral, there you go. Uh, I hated the dialogue, though. Yeah, it was kind of And off. again, yes, I, I can even see how if you haven't been reading it. But the, the whole series, if you fall behind on these issues, you're done. This is one of those, one of the few books that, boy, you have to be reading every issue or you, you fall behind. You don't know what's going on. Well, it's kind of like Wonder Woman has one long storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave it a 7, 9 out of 10. I did like the art for the most part. It isn't uh, Michael Yannon yeah, the that art usually bad. does it, but it was okay. It wasn't great. I like Michael Yannon, but yeah, uh, Stephen Mooney filled in and did a good job. But I gave it a 7, 9 out of 10, only because we found out a lot about Spiral stuff that we didn't know before. I'm sorry, you're going to hate me for this, but I'm just doing this because I'm not in the know. I'm telling you, I'm not investing in this book, but a 4.5 just for me reading this book at, like with the knowledge that I had going in. I'm looking at Which the, wasn't much. I wanted to see what most people gave it. Well, there was three reviews, and the average was a 7.1. Okay. Uh, it went from a Rainbow Hub 8. I gave it a 7.9, and Jay Yaws, Batman News, our buddy Jay, gave it a 5.5. Yeah. Five. So okay. he was, uh, at least I think he was off with the uh, the dialogue he didn't like. Dialogue was terrible, but I'm telling you, that, that really sealed the deal for a lot of it. But even with, like, I could get behind as long as I, you know, was reading, I could understand, figure shit out, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I wish I hated it more, because then I would have had a lot of fun, more fun with the dialogue. Yeah, but yeah, I I liked it. I I don't know. Listening back to this, my it might have been a mess what I was saying because it is hard to explain. I, I know it is. I'm yeah. sorry, I read the book and I'm like, okay, I think I can piece this. I'm sorry, you talking about it actually helped me out because mm-hmm. Leviathan. I knew I knew the name. I didn't put it together with Batman mm-hmm. Incorporated, but that makes a lot of sense. It works. I just don't care. And again, I I think what they're doing is they're slowly getting it back to what it originally was with Grant Morrison. And again. It ended with Kate Kane. I'd like to go back. I never even went back to see if the character model even is similar in that last issue of Batman Incorporated when she showed up with that goddamn golden she gun. She should have red hair in my head. Yeah. But that's just well, me. I'm talking yeah. about it's been and so again, long since Batman change. Incorporated. That can change so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to take a little break here, Eric, and we're going to have a new segment for tonight. No, it's not. Yes, it is, because Ryan took a week off. He's one of those guys that takes off for Thanksgiving, Eric. Sounds amazing. Yes, it does. But instead of Ryan, we're going to have a new uh, segment, and it is Eric Darkest Nightmare Shay. Ooh. Eric Darkest Nightmare Shay. He's going to talk about something that he loves, and that is the Puppet Master series of comics by Action Lab's Danger Zone, Eric. Mm. And you know, I was at Walmart earlier today, and I saw they had that goddamn Puppet Master... Uh, Nine-pack? Yeah. Well, actually, it was a 13- uh, or 12-pack. 
That, oh, it must it, have a bunch of other flicks. Oh, it all it does. It has the three, so it'd be a twelve pack probably. It has the uh, the three Killjoy movies with it. Okay. So it it just says the uh, Puppet Master twelve pack, but yet it had three of the Killjoy movies. I almost bought it. Really? I should have. I was very close to buying it. Was it five dollars? Seven fifty, I think. That makes sense. I paid five dollars for the nine pack. Yeah. I have a Puppet Master. I, I'm telling you, I was really close to buying. It. I even showed it to Rafe. I'm like, hey, we should get this. And he's like, why would we get that? In fact, Why not, Rafe? And he was walking around, and then all of a sudden he saw the Austin Powers 3-pack, and he wanted to get that, even though I bought that for my son Ethan last year at Christmas, and they destroyed it. So he wanted it again. He said that uh, he wanted that, and then almost wanted, uh, actually asked me to get the um, Ace Ventura pack. Yeah. I was like, oh, God damn it, these packs. It's always these multiple movie things. But, yeah, I wonder what Eric Darkest Nightmare Shea is going to talk about, Eric. Puppet Master? <laughs> you <laughs> you know, already uh, spelled it out pretty well. I know. The Action Lab's Danger Zone, uh, if people don't know, that's a up-and-coming comic book uh, publisher. And they're very nice to us. Very nice. Unlike DC, Eric. Unlike well, DC. they're very nice to Weird Science. Not to me personally. No, they're, they're nice to us at, at, yes. as a unit. Not yes. to you personally. They do not like you personally. That, but, it's my jerk-off face. I know it. But I think if they listen to this next segment, they're going to love you, Eric. Unless I decide not to do it. All right. Take it away. Boosh. Take it away, darkest nightmare. <laughs> Hello, weird science. No, it's not Dan, and it's not Eric either, because Eric did not come through with this darkest nightmare segment, unfortunately. You know, the guy's a busy man. I don't know, we were up till 3 a.m., somehow I got up, he did not, so I'll be giving you something here to fill the void, and this is going to be very off the cuff, we'll see how it goes, but you know, it doesn't matter, I already spent hours gathering news, printing out listener mail, writing up the complete podcast outline, uh, recording a promo for the show, spending over two hours editing the damn thing, uploading it to Podbean, Comics Podcast Network, sharing it on Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, and Flipboard. What's well, one more thing, people? Uh, but you know what? I know that at the beginning of the podcast and even throughout, I beg, beg you, beg on my bended knee uh, for listener ratings and reviews. But I'm going to make a special request here. And what I'm going to request is that you send in listener mail next week yelling at Eric and call him lazy. A big, lazy man. Uh, but remember the email address to do such things as weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And I'm telling you, just lay into him. Now, he did email me or, or message me. I was waiting all morning. Right now, it's about 1.30. I usually like to get the podcast up by about 11. So I was ready, ready to go. Reggie sent me his recklessness, and I waited for Eric and waited and waited. He just got to me about 10 minutes ago, said that his girlfriend is still sleeping at 1.39. It is exactly right now. And that he did not get to bed uh, till late, and he said he doesn't think the segment is going to happen. Now, I know that we didn't have a couple days off for Thanksgiving, and he had no way to, you know, do the segment ahead of time. But, you know, Eric, he, you know, see you in seven. See you in seven, Shay, they call him. But please, uh, email him and give him a lot of crap. But you know what? I'm not going to talk about Puppet Master, which I told you we were going to do. But I might uh, just throw out my top five books that DC is putting out right now just to fill in some space here uh, and maybe have you enjoy something i don't know i don't know if this will be enjoying at all but i'm going to start at number five which i am going to say is the legend of wonder woman digital title and i know that a lot of people out there will be cry bullshit at me for including a digital title or a digital first book 
that only has three chapters under its belt, but hey, I'm putting in my top five because it's my list, so there. Uh, I've really fallen in love with this book. I, I'm a sucker for the digital first books, and I'm telling you, I still count Batman Beyond 2.0 and just as Adventures of Superman and even Batman Arkham Knight that just ended, uh, Peter J. Tomasi's book, as some of my favorites since we started doing our site uh, two and a half years ago. And I'm adding this one to the list. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for an all-ages book that tells Wonder Woman's origin, you, you can't do much better. It's so good. Uh, Renee DeLise and Ray Dillon, they're actually a couple in real life. They're killing the book. It's so good. Uh, the art is great, and the story is some. It's around. It feels like a fairy tale almost, almost like a Disney story. Um, and like I said, it's only three chapters in, but we're getting to see already that the little girl Diana is a little feisty, doesn't want to accept what she's been given in her life, and wants to be more, wants to be an Amazon warrior. I can't wait. I, I love every Friday it comes out or Tuesday. The, DC is so crazy with these books. You never know when it's going to come out. So my number four book, though, is New Suicide Squad. And I only started reading and reviewing this book since Sean Ryan started writing it. And it went from a book that I was made to review, I had to review it, to kind of a guilty pleasure to one of the books I look forward to each month. And you're always going to get this over-the-top action in a Suicide Squad book. It's set up. And the roster in the squad itself will always determine the quality of the book. So it's one of those things that if you like a couple characters in the book, you like Deadshot. Like right now it's Deadshot, Harley, uh, Black Mana kind of, uh, I'm drawing a blank, Parasite, even Eric said in the podcast tonight, he's a huge Parasite fan. But yeah, it's one of my favorites. And what Sean Ryan's doing though is going above and beyond all that and he's giving you a character work on these characters that I'm telling you a lot of people would just go with the over-the-top stuff and say hey Harley's in there just let her go crazy oh Deadshot he's you know nuts let's do that whatever now Sean Ryan is actually making it a character book and I'm telling you that whether it's Deadshot's injury that's keeping him from being a, a really good shot anymore that's killing him he wants to get back in the field a black man of volunteering for the squad because he realized that without his vendetta against Aquaman, he's really nothing. He has nothing in his life. Or even Harley wanting to be something more than a homicidal maniac that everybody thinks she should be. Sean Ryan's doing more with the characters than I really thought possible. And to really see this it, full out, go back a couple months and read the Suicide Squad annual. And I'm telling you, he turns one of my hated characters. I hate Reverse Flash. I do not like Reverse Flash, especially in the Suicide Squad book. By the end of that annual, Reverse Flash is the greatest guy, and he's, he's just a hero. It's so good. Uh, and unfortunately, though, come February, uh, Sean Ryan and artist Felipe Barones will be leaving the book. I think it's Tim Seeley and uh, Juan Ferreira. And again, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Seeley. I love Juan Ferreira. But yeah, if you want to check out this book before they leave, go back and get a bunch of the issues uh, because I think it's a really great and very underrated run. All right, my number three book will not be a uh, surprise to anybody. It is The Flash. And I know I'm an old man, I'm an old man with a cane. Actually, I don't have a cane, but I should. And everybody says I'm out of touch, including my kids. Am I out of touch, Ethan? He's not going to answer. He has his headphones on. He's playing Far Cry 4, I believe. But I am out of touch. And I, this hate for Robert Van Diddy, Van Jensen, and Brett Booth, it shocks me. Now, the other thing that shocks me is... Why can I say Venditti, but I always have to say Van Jensen? Like, hey, Venditti and Van Jensen. I can't just say Jensen. I don't know what it is, but it shocks me that people hate them. 
And I don't know, maybe it's because I just jumped into book, comic books really full out and The Flash and The New 52. And when I jumped up, Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipal's run was going. Obviously, it started. And then when Venditti and Jensen took over, I thought they did a good job. When they jumped on the book, I, I still think they're doing a good job. Um, they took a lot of chances with the characters and the Flash itself, like with the Wally West redesign, but I think they were forced to do that. But also the Savage Lands of the Speed Force and this current Zoom Crew story. To me, it's, it's been fun, and that's all I want in Flash book. I want him to run fast, and I want to have some fun. And I really think that that's what we're getting. And I am a huge Brett Booth fan. I am a Brett Booth fanboy. I don't know why people hate him. And I see reasons. And they give reasons. Oh, too many lines. Oh, his his shapes. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It, it gets me so angry. And right now I'm giving the middle finger to Reddit because that's where I see all the hate. You goddamn Reddit. You can go to hell. And my second book is a shock to me. It is Martian Manhunter. And I don't know, Rob Williams has turned a character that I didn't care about one bit into my second favorite book, and it's crazy. It's black magic he's using. But he did it by turning this book. When I heard Martian Manor, oh, Martian Manor, I, I don't really even know the character that well. But what he did was turn it into a horror mystery book. Then I'm telling you, it had you guessing and shocked from page one. And I don't know how he convinced the higher-ups at DC, who seemed to be out of touch and not listen to anything, at least anything good, to start a series by killing off the main character, quote-unquote killing him off, I applaud, applaud everyone involved because it was really a, a risky move that really paid off. And I'm telling you, since that first issue, Williams has been rebuilding John Johns by not only giving us his scattered pieces but making us connect with them as individuals with great character work. And again, it, it kind of goes with the thing, and it's not a big surprise. When you can write really great characters – the story kind of comes with that as well and, and comes out of that. And he has really done a great job. And then ending the arc that just ended last week with the rebirth of Martian Manhunter, which resulted in just the end of Earth, was took some balls. That is crazy. And I had said on the podcast before, and almost every time we had reviewed Martian Manhunter, that I was really worried about where the series would go once we actually got Martian Manhunter back. Because again, I told you, I'm not a big Martian Manhunter fan, and it's not that I hate the character. I just really don't care about him. He ended in a way, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what goes on, how he's going to try to get Earth back, what's going to go on. I'm still fully in. And uh, my last or first book of what I enjoy, number one, is not a shock either. It's Grayson. And Dick Grayson is by far my favorite superhero. And unlike all these miserable fans who didn't want to, oh, I want my Nightwing. I, I go where Dick goes. That's usually in life. That's what happens is where Dick is is where Jim goes. And the thing I love about this book, though, is that even though it's Dick as a spy, and again, you hear all these, oh, it's private Dick and it's spy Dick and all this stuff, and he isn't spiral. But again, from the very beginning, they used Dick Grayson. This was a Dick Grayson book, and they showed his best superpower besides that tight ass he has is being a great guy. That's all he is. It's Dick Grayson's power is being a great guy. And while the last couple of issues, Tim Seeley on script, I, I haven't really enjoyed the script. At least I, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. I actually liked the story this week despite the awful dialogue but again when tom king is writing and michael yannon is on pencils i'm telling you this book can't be beat it is the best book that dc puts out and i'll tell anyone 
if you hear this or you were looking, oh, I think I might try that, Grayson, do yourself a favor. Start at the very beginning because each issue really builds and each mission that Dick does really builds on the last. And it's, it's a slow burn story um, that really pays off uh, being a longtime reader. It's not very user-friendly. Again, you can jump in and, and enjoy it. But boy, if you read every one, you see things, and especially this week where you even heard Eric has not read all the issues. And this issue really tied into a lot of things that happened in the past in the book. And without that, he thought it wasn't a very good issue. I really enjoyed it, even though the awful dialogue. That's almost as bad as Steve Orlando. And you know, I have to throw Steve Orlando in there. But yeah, that is my top five books that I love right now in the DCU. And I'll say Y-O-U. And I hope that everybody uh, enjoyed that because I was forced to do that because of Lazy Eric. Send him the email and back to the podcast. And we are back. Back yes, from that are. darkest nightmare. <laughs> and we're going to go into uh, the next nightmare, which is all these books. Uh, Continuing starting off with what, Eric? Justice League of America number five, written by Matt Kent and Rob Williams, with art by Philip Tan, Jason Paz, Jeremy Cox, and Tom Napolitano. We interrupted our Ralph storyline here so we can get a little background on Martian Manhunter and what led to his own series here. But really, all we get is a long winded battle between John and an alien calling himself the Unnamed, which ultimately leads to John finding out that his past isn't what he thought it was, and him, I guess, creating the other versions of himself that we see in Martian Manhunter series. That's what I got for you there. Yeah. Um, I hate the fact that we have to stop the Ralph storyline, but what I really hate is how confusing this issue is in continuity-wise. Well, like I said, we were talking right before we started. It's not in continuity. It it's says, fucking bullshit is it what it is, the though. past. And actually, I was thinking uh, right before, actually, while you were talking, um, uh, Rob Williams does the Martian Manhunter story. Correct? Yes. I believe that the only thing that Matt Kent is probably involved with is he had this story sitting around, mm-hmm. and they gave it to Rob Williams to kind of peg cool. into and and use. But yeah, this is out of continuity to me. It is all because Brian Hitch can't goddamn make a deadline, and they had no issue. Like you said, we're on issue five. I think the last issue was over two months ago. I'm saying, I think it was in September. Yeah. And it, that's, yeah. Or it might have been late in September and yeah, came out in October. It, I don't even know. Supposedly, what I read was it was getting towards two months. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. And it's the end again, of November. Then the next issue was probably, we're probably going to get Justice League of America number six probably in another month. Uh, you can't go three months without a book. Tell that to Secret s- Six. They scrambled. Well, Secret Six, that, and it affects shit. Agreed. And they don't want that to happen, so they were... I telling you they just thought what can we do uh any other they could have made a shazam story maybe maybe shazam is in this for a little it's uh, fucking bullshit but you I'm can't have you. a green lantern so all these guys have their own books so i think that they just said listen how can we get this we we need something hey maybe we can do something where people get interested in the character of martian manhunter and they'll go and read his his book in the in our dcu and that's what they went with. And it doesn't make any sense in continuity. It doesn't. And in fact, when it says in the beginning, the past, yes. that's what it spells out. Usually in these books, from what I've seen, is they go with that a couple years ago. Right. Or, uh, you know, this past, to me, means that it is not even, this is before the New 52. 
Well, I'm telling you, I got so excited, though, when we started. We had this book. We had all the freaking, like, the Justice Leaguers there, except for Shazam, which didn't make sense to me. But, like, okay, yeah. I'll go with it. He, somebody just threw him in there. Because in an earlier regular Justice League book, they talk, I think it was during the Trinity War, okay. they talked about how Martian Manhunter was a part of the Justice League, and they kicked him out because he was unstable. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be the story I wanted to see. No, and it he wasn't. It's a little unstable here. <laughs> no, I mean, like we saw a panel in that I where know. he's flipping out and everything. But that's why he ended up. That's what led him in, into being in JLA, right? As well because of that. But I don't know. You get an idea. This is just a character issue for Martian Manhunter to get to know the character for people who don't know him, for people who don't like him. I I was never a huge Martian Manhunter fan. I've told yeah, you that on the podcast a bunch of times, and I don't I don't know. I don't mind him here. He's he's kind of a dick. <laughs> he says at one point he can control uh, Batman's mind, but he doesn't do that. It sets up his whole thing. It sets up his moral code, whatnot, and actually that, but... even sets up a little bit of a conflict that he has when he is posing or taking over other people's personas uh, to get through his life with the yeah. Japanese detective, and he actually mind controls the woman to not think romantically about him. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Then there's this... Uh, martian uh cult the call to the martians yeah um but then again you even said there is the weird part where they talk about thoth yeah and it's thoth has told me in the past what he is that that he is the one who killed mars and that's a shout out to a jla volume one number five from the 90s yeah and it it really throws me off here i'm like this I was just complaining in Dark Knight 3 how you shouldn't do a story that's, you know, fucking from 14 years or 13 years earlier. Yeah. And here we are jumping to a story in the, from the 90s, apparently. Again, I, I think that that just ties shows in, you it, that this does not tie in anything. That well, it's, it's bullshit. It's what new, it is. It's before the new 52. It's just Who gives a, a shit about this book, well, then? I'm telling you, this is they were scrambling to get something out. Well, it, get it, something they, that doesn't have to reference back to again, fucking free new 52. Well, when we heard the story... That this was the issue was going to be. The solicits still talk about Rao and Brian Hitch. Yeah. It's too late. The solicits were out. And they were forced. I'm telling you, three weeks ago is what it seems that I read the story that we were going to get this issue. So right. this issue had to be done. out. Usually what we have thought is that these issues usually take a three-month period. Right. You, you get something now. You're writing it now. It's going to come out in three months. They had to get something in three weeks. And they... They were desperate. I, I think it doesn't make it okay for me. Um, it's just that's what it is. It's right, I'm telling you, look, I, I don't remember the freaking JLA storyline from the 90s, and I don't have it on hand, so I'm totally fucked on this part. But um, we have this character, Thoth. Yeah. And that's weird to me that they even use this because uh, it doesn't Th- really I'm matter. saying Thoth isn't like an Egyptian bird looking god, right? Yep. And unnamed looks a lot like that here. Yeah. And then also we have in uh, Dr. Fate going on where it's the helmet, helmet Thoth now yeah. is the helm, yeah. the helmet. And I'm like, why are we just pulling Thoth out of nowhere all of a sudden? And right. why would you make the unnamed look like Thoth? He doesn't look crazy like him. He it looks, looks like, like a, he has a mask, Egyptian bird guy. Doesn't look like, it doesn't look like Thoth to me. It looks weird. He looks like a spiky alien to me. But See, I, think that that call out, me. I think that call out is only to say, hey, remember we said the past? Yeah. We're talking pre-New 52. This is out of continuity. This doesn't matter in anything. This is just a fill-in to show you what Martian Manhunter is all about. And I'm telling you, we argued about this uh, off-air, but 
it feels to me that this leads into the Martian Manhunter series, yeah. though, which is in continuity. Well, again, if you would say to me that it leads into it because before the New 52, he has already had these tendencies, and this is what ends up happening. I don't think that this ends, and he goes off to separate himself. That's what I got himself. from it. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I got that this is nothing to do with anything, and especially, it, it's just, hey, look, we have a Martian Manhunter book. We haven't had a lot of Martian Manhunter lately besides this book. I really hope that you would go read this. So here you go. Here's Martian Manhunter. It's only going to piss everyone off. But it, it, was something they, off. it was something they thought they needed to do. And in fact, even on our site, I believe, or not on our site, somewhere I read, where would I have been reading about <laughs> this book? I don't even know where it was, but a bunch of people were saying that this actually got them inspired to go and read Martian Manhunter. And it might have even been on our site in a Martian Manhunter post from last week that somebody added that on. It's weird because you have not recall. reviewed this yet. No, not right? yet. Yeah, so it couldn't have been. But somewhere I read and people were excited or maybe it was on Twitter. Uh, people haven't read Martian Manhunter and they're in. They want to know more about him because of this issue. Fucking nonsense. And I'm telling you, if this gets gets five people interested in the book, that's five more people who will read Martian Manhunter. But I'm telling you, it probably has pissed off people about JLA anyway that they haven't had an issue for this long and then go. So anybody who gets pissed off, you should be pissed off at Brian Hitch because I haven't even liked his goddamn Rouse story anyway. No, so I'm telling you, I've been on the fence with it. a bunch of bullshit to me. And yet here you go. The guy can't even put out an issue in, in three months. Like we said, you have to work three months ahead of time, and he's now two months behind. Right. What has he been doing? And uh, I don't know. But, yeah, you get this story. It's, yeah, it's, and the thing, the, the way I see it, though, where it should lead into the Martian Manhunter series, I'm like, the whole point is for Martian Manhunter, from fighting this unnamed, which he quickly kills, yeah, is he, for him to get the idea that his memories aren't accurate, and then he moves on from there. Yeah. And it's funny because he does kill this uh, this unnamed it's so weird because it seems like it's supposed to be this huge threat. Yeah. And he takes care of him so easily. Well, that's the thing. The unnamed's been killing folk, and that's the whole, like, Martian cult to call out Martian Manhunter to get his attention. He yeah. goes, they fight, and unnamed is dead. The end. It's a very underwhelming story, and I'm not really a fan of the art. Yeah, it, it was okay. Um, but, yeah, I like the dialogue. I like the story. It's just, yes, it, it makes no sense. It's a bunch of hooey. It's, it's not in continuity. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh I didn't mind it as a one done. If this was a book that was a digital title about the tales of the Justice League, yeah. I wouldn't have mind. No, and that's all this all. is. That's all it is. It's not meant to be anything but. but. It doesn't spell that out at all. I'm telling you, because you get one thing from reading it. I get another because I'm used to the Martian Manhunter. We have Rob Williams writing this. Why wouldn't he tie it into his book? Because it's a Justice League book that happens before the continuity. It's spelling out a JLA book from the 90s and says in the past. And it's he he's on the Justice League. All I have to go back too and look to see who was if Shazam was a part of that Justice yeah, League. Even, yeah. but that's all it is to me. It's just a fill-in issue. They had to get something out, and they want people to learn who Martian Manhunter is as a character. Well, I'm telling you, as a comic book reader, I'd get this issue. I expect either to uh, go in with my Martian Manhunter or the Je Justice League of America book that I've been reading. It does neither, from what you tell me. And even if it does, it doesn't make any sense in the long run. No. Uh, like I said, it has the uh, Rage of the Martian Manhunter on the cover, and you got Martian Manhunter. It doesn't, you know, to me, it's just like a Tales of the Justice League. Yeah, but you're really blocking st or stretching to make it okay in your mind with that. No, I just, I know that it's a one and done. It's a one and done issue because a guy couldn't 
meet his deadline. That I'm not going to expect. I'm not going to expect. I like the story. I, I didn't mind it. I like to happened. see Martian Manhunter. He's on the move, and he learns that his memories aren't his own. That we already had that in the Martian Manhunter storyline. I don't think this is made for people who have been reading it. This says, or it wouldn't say at the end, hey, come and check out Martian Manhunter. It does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It does, because it's not saying but to you, why, hey, you've though, already read Martian Manhunter. Go but I'm saying, though, it if, again. It, if it doesn't tie into that, why would you want to go and check out a story that has nothing to do with this at all? Because it's only for the character. It's giving you what the character is. It doesn't say this story continues. But it the character's says, different now. It says discover the truth about John and Mars and Martian Manhunter. Fucking all it is sense. is a, it's a, pay, it's a issue-long uh, ad to check out Martian Manhunter. It's bullshit is what it is, and I hate it. No. Four out of ten. I would give it an eight. eight. You're a liar. No, I put it eight, eight. I Jesus said, Christ. I like the art a lot. I know you didn't like the art. I like the art, and as one and done stories go, I enjoyed it. Eight, eight. Fucking hate you. Now we're going to The Flash, number 46. Written by Robert Venditti and Van Jensen. Art by Brett Booth, Norm Ratman, Andrew Dahlhouse, and Pat Brousseau. This is the penultimate issue of The Flash uh, Zoom Crew story, and while it has a lot of setup for the finale, I enjoyed it. While I have always thought that the Zoom Crew would team up with Flash against Thawne, this issue sets up next month to be more a personal affair between Flash, Henry Allen, and Professor Zoom. I've been saying it throughout the whole arc, but now that Thawne has told Henry who the Flash is, I am 99% sure that Henry is going to be taking a dirt nap by the end of next issue. Daddy. And I'll be around to see it. Uh... I like this issue. It was I, okay. People kind of were bad-mouthing it. And, of course, this came in after the whole uh, Brett Booth is off the book after next issue news where, uh, I don't know, people hate Brett Booth. They don't Apparently. like his art. I like the art. I, I like, like it the a art lot. in this issue. I think that he does a very good job of showing speed in his art and movement. Um, and I, I don't know. People really want to hinge on that he's very bad at drawing anatomy. I see it. I, I, I'm telling you, I look at the book and I'm fine with it. So am I. I think it's really fun. And why, if he's moving so fast, things are going to get ex- exaggerated yeah, at times. I, I really like it. Uh, but yeah, you, I think you, it accentuates it actually. What I didn't well. like is Captain Fry. That okay. guy's an asshole. Yeah, he don't like the Flash. He doesn't like the Flash. He's really personal about it, and he keeps pushing this. It's obvious to everyone there. It has to be that Flash saved the ass. <laughs> now, yeah, Flash being the Flash set up the problem. But it's Zoom that's the bad guy, not Flash. And there, there's freaking Fry again. He's going to arrest him. And then Flash does something that's kind of stupid, I guess, and disarms a whole SWAT team there. <laughs> and then, then Fry, he, it's like an argument with my wife. We start arguing, and then I say something in the argument, and then the argument becomes about that. And I got to just shut my mouth. Well, Flash does that because then all of a sudden Fry turns it into, hey, look how easily you disarm them. I had he, to. If you opened fire, yeah. I would have dodged. You would you have killed people. He's, he uses that, though, and tries to use it against him. It's just, I'm like, really? You son of a bitch. But then Zoom ends up showing up anyway. And, the, and most of the crew, Magali, she's not there, Eric, because she got drained. She's drained. Almost she's the... drained. Which I That's added fucking little, nonsense. I had, I had a, a problem with, with that. But she's there. There's Roscoe. There's Block, and there's the Folded Men, and I know them all now, Eric. We're getting near the end, and uh, somebody on the site, I believe, uh, I always forget, uh, said that they don't like this uh, issue or the arc because you didn't get much of the crew, 
And I had to kind of admit he was I, right. I agree, yeah. Uh, I would have liked more, but I guess you did get that beginning where you saw what they were before Zoom got them, and that was the character moments. But yeah, they haven't really yeah, so worked you didn't on get it much. since. Yeah, Tell you, me, they, they were alive for what, like hundreds of years in between and yes. shit like that for some of them? And like, okay, this is one aspect of their life. They never grew nope. in those years. And I, I really would have liked to seen more or learn more about Roscoe. Rasco. Because you don't get anything with him. And, and him being like somebody they thought almost like he had ADHD. They right. were giving him medicine. If he's not on his medicine, the speed force goes. That really interests me. And I thought that that would be something to explore. But they really don't. But then Zoom shows up with his goddamn Freddy Krueger glove. And, uh, oh, that's the thing. You know, they're, they're, they're fighting them. I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then they're like, hey, we had this. No, he's mine now, bitches. Yeah. And that's where you get Roscoe. Roscoe's like, wait a minute. He was mine. And, nope. <laughs> he's mine. And Roscoe's pissed. But in the meantime, you also see Magali with uh, Henry. And they're back at what I guess you call it a prison. It's more of a headquarters, but it's locked from the outside, kind of like my door should have been when I was a kid. Actually, that really annoys <laughs> no. me. Why, why would you want the doors locked yeah, on the well, outside? That, um, Tanya's dad, when he got divorced, to, uh, obviously Tanya's mom, my wife's uh, mom and dad, when he went and he lived with this other woman, and we went over to their house and immediately we saw that their the lady who he lived with right. the door to the kid he had, she had a little boy probably six years old the door had locks on the outside jesus christ and i was like you are pieces of shit yep. and i didn't even think uh tanya noticed and yeah the minute we got in the car she goes did you see that i'm like oh i saw it that's awful <laughs> don't even have to say and it. i'm we telling saw you it. i was re i was reading this issue and i actually got angry about that i'm like those son of a bitches but yeah out of nowhere they're trapped. Did, did, did Venditti and Jensen have to have them trapped in this? That's what I'm saying. Why would you have to have I that? Why couldn't Selkirk be guarding because them? You know. That, <laughs> then it's like, and then yeah. How about Selkirk was guarding them, but now that he realized what he did to Magali, it's like, okay, you know what? He's bad. Go get yeah. him. Instead, there's a, a concrete freaking slab door that they cannot break through. And Magali, oh, I think I have a spark left. I, I got a little bit of energy. And it's so forced. Oh, it is like, very. Really? So then they break through. They're leaving. And uh, that's when Selkirk comes up. Man, every time I see the guy, he's more fucked up than the last the is, time. I always I forget he's there. Yeah. Uh, and I even put in my review. I'm like, and Selkirk. Yeah, he's still around. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that wheelchair. reminds me a bit of that one in Star Wars. Uh, freaking the... Uh, the guy who led uh, Anakin's mom. Oh, right. Guy, said, Fucking, uh, I can't think of his goddamn name. Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's there in this wheelchair. And I'm telling you, you forget about him. Now you know that he's in big trouble here. Because he <laughs> says, when you spell out, hey, if he gets, if Zoom gets away, don't let him come back to get me. <laughs> he's done. There's, next issue. I, I have expected this to lay there, and he has this a little a typing machine. Tell him not to come for me. <laughs> Don't come for me. So, Kirk, you do not want to live anymore. Yeah, Look at uh, you, brother. Yeah, really. Why doesn't he just want to end it? Uh, but then that you go back and you have the fight. Now here's Flash versus the Zoom Crew, which is something that it's been building up to. Yes, um, what we've been wanting to see. It was a little lackluster. A it, little it bit. Kind of fizzled out because. Uh, Block gets taken out by just a bridge falling. Yeah. Uh, she must be blind with that goddamn, those, that visor. visor. That visor on. She just falls. And what makes me laugh even more is the issue goes on, and we'll get to her. 
she just ends up in the river below and just stands, and stands there. there. She just stays there. And it's very I, odd. But uh, I love it, though, because Flash goes down to get her to bring her back to the fight. At one point, she just says, hey, you forgot about me down here? Yeah. But no, she, what is with those butt pads? I don't know. She's got freaking butt pads that match her green visor. And I'm yeah, like, this does. is the weirdest costume I've yeah, ever seen. She, I, it's she better she that does. she doesn't have those freaking ball and chain like she used to back in the day. But yeah. still, I the like fuck? the ball and chain. Uh, but you get where Roscoe is about to kill or take uh, Flash, and that's when Professor Zoom steps in. And, of course, he has the idea that they're all – they think they're trying to kill Flash now. Yeah, he's a bad guy. And um, Zoom has other uh, other ideas, Eric. He is going to drain his powers, obviously, with the uh, Freddy Krueger glove. <laughs> uh, so he steps in. He's like, hey, he's mine. Like, oh, man, I was just about to get him. You know, he was mine. Oh. No, no, no. Step back. And again, that's when it seems like everybody, they've already had some doubts, but that seemed like the doubts are really going now. Like, hey, what do you mean? That's ridiculous. And that's when Magali and Henry show up. They got there fast. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, actually, before that, I would like to point out that uh, uh, Zoom spells out his power. And his power seems to be that he is a speed force based on time manipulation. Yeah, he's always been that. Yes, that he can slow down everything. He just spells it out. And I like the part where he's like, you know, I'm bored. If I want to stop you, I could just wait till tomorrow and do it. I, I can do it whenever I want. And it's pretty good. I and like the fact that he brings up where, like, Daniel West wasn't shit yeah. to us. Yeah, you know, that he was, was pretty good, too. I like the fact that he brought up the reverse flash. And he talked about uh, Grodd as well. Yeah, and he's, he's just like, a yeah, stupid you know ape. He, he might be, a, you know, an ape, a genius as an ape, but he's still an ape. And yeah. then he throws it in more or really digs into Barry and says, hey, you see this glove? It's going to drain your powers. Yeah, a guy named Henry Allen made it for me. Uh-huh. And yeah, and he's like, oh my God. And he's like, and I didn't know at this point, I you got the idea because he was fucking with him enough that he knew Barry was the Flash. Yes. It seemed weird that they were kind of skirting around that issue in this until the I end. I thought that too. Yeah, it's because he's already like shown up at the house, all that stuff. But then he's like, hey, you know what? Uh, I told him if he didn't do this, he'd kill the... Uh, I'd kill his son and everybody, you know, a father's going to go with his son. But little did he know that it was going to kill the flesh and two two birds with one stone. And then you're like, yeah, he knows. I, I get it. Zoom, calm down. I know. <laughs> it's funny, too, because to me, when Magali and Henry show up and Magali's like, hey, look what he did. He drained my powers. He's a bad guy. Zoom just goes enough of keeping secrets. I'm going to tell everybody my plan now. And he just yells to everybody. He's like, I'm not your friend. I, but then he goes back. He's like, he's insane. Yeah. Because he's saying to them like, hey, you know what? You're all just fodder. I'm going to steal all your powers. I'm going to do this. But then later he's like, hey, guys, you know, we're friends. You betrayed me. <laughs> you um, betrayed yeah, our like, friendship. Yeah, like we said, Flash goes down and there's <laughs> Block just sitting in the river uh, just there goes up and they're going to act like a team. And I actually really like the point where they're like, hey, hey, Zoom, you told us to be a team. We might have learned a little too much for you and we're going to stop you. And they end up being able to break the glove. That's by... just weird to me because like, they put H-Block behind the fold, uh, folding man yep. and then he goes hit the folding man and his freaking needles on his Freddy Krueger glove just break off. I'm like, that's, that's it? Yeah, well, that's, that's what happens. That's all we got? Because when he goes to break it, it's actually H-Block there who takes it. And uh, that's what breaks H-Block in the Folded Man coming out. Uh, but, yeah, it is a little uh, 
lackluster. Yeah, I'm telling well. you, a lot of this thing it becomes that. I'm telling you that everybody gives shit to Brett Booth. That is the highlights. I love all the fast paced shit, yeah. like like the way he draws the speed. I really dig it. But the final outcome for the battle just wasn't really there. <laughs> but yeah, but again, all right, I'd I got like, you, Daddy. I'm I out. Actually, what it leads to because then uh, Zoom doesn't know what to do. He sees Henry just grabs him, runs away, and he knows that's basically they can do all this stuff. The freaking Zoom crew. Uh, you know, Grodd could show up. All the freaking reverse Flash could show up. It doesn't matter. He wants to destroy the Flash, and the best thing to do would be to get his father. He yeah. gets his father, runs away. Flash follows him. Boom, they show up at their house, the Allen family home, as uh, Zoom tells Henry who Flash really is, basically tells him, that's your son. It's your little and, boy, Barry. Don't yep, you recognize him? And I'm telling you, I don't see what they're going to do from here on if Henry does not die because he's now he's killed a guard, which there's no way out of it. Even in my review, I I think I put, you can go on and on about it being zoom. There's no way to prove that he is now killed a man. He's already in jail. He still isn't cleared for the murder of his wife. Nope. So he's already in, I guess you can say that broke out of jail. I guess you can say, Hey, he's already in jail for life. What more can they do? But, yeah, he's killed a man. He's broken out of jail. He, now he knows that his son's the Flash, and I just think that he's going to end up dying in this next issue. It's almost like they've they've gone too far with with Henry right. or, or they've just they've run out of the things because what else do you get then? He goes back to jail. You know, <laughs> I think that what's going to end up happening, we even talked about this way back, yeah. that either Henry's going to find – or. Uh, Barry's going to find out that, in fact, uh, Henry did kill his wife by accident. Uh, right. Flash actually accidentally killed his mom by accident. Thorn killed his mom uh, on purpose. Whatever the case may be, I think that as it goes, Henry's going to sacrifice himself for Barry uh, as he's dying. Tell him he loves him. Uh, you know, let all this pass. Let it all die and get on with your life. And that's how it'll end. And I'll have a tear in my eye here. And then it's just, I'm telling you, it's going to be freaking Rocky Three. He's like, win. And he's going to be like Adrian laying there. Yeah. Just do something for me. Win. <laughs> win. Okay, Daddy. Oh, and so then it comes to Rocky music, dong, and goes yep. into it. But yeah, I, I'm in. I like I like this issue. I Again, we have talked before that I, this is one of my favorite books, and I might tend to go high. Oh, that was Rocky Two. Yeah, it was Rocky too. <laughs> Rocky three, he's fighting freaking freaking Clubber. Clubber Lang, Mickey, baby. Mickey dies, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, it was Mickey Rocky dies too. Then. He ain't gonna kiss you, Rock. He's gonna eat you. He's gonna steal your powers he, and the rest of the Zoom crew's powers. He'll he be a gonna, god, Rock. He ain't gonna beat you, Barry. He's gonna kill your dad. <laughs> I, I, I am tired already tonight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really like the art in this issue. It's very and strong. I, I did like the fight. I know it's crazy. I know it was a bit. You know, it fizzled out a bit, but I think it's a good setup for the finale. I also think that this next issue for the finale of this arc is going to be very personal. Hopefully we see everything. Hopefully we'll see who killed his mother. And hopefully I I, I do too. But I don't know. To me, that story is is played out. We need to go beyond that, and this would be a perfect time for it to happen. You have the guy who you would assume did it. Yeah. And the the father who is being accused of it, let's just get it done with. No business of his father being in jail. He's dead. We know who did. De- Fuck it. Just end it. <laughs> uh, I gave this an 8 out of 10. 
I'd give it a 6.5. Yeah, most people, I think the other reviewers, it's weird. Not a lot of reviews uh, this week for a lot of these issues, but I believe that this issue only had a handful of reviews. I'm looking at it now. Um, if I can find it, Jesus Christ, where is it? How do you spell Flash, Eric? What did it ask? Uh, there were four reviews. Uh, me and a guy gave it uh, an 8. Uh, me and a guy from Fanboys Incorporator. Fanboys Incorporated. But then you have uh, Aped gave it a 7, and Dark New- Night News gave it a 7. So we're all around the same area. An average of 7.5 there, Eric. It's not bad. No. But the next issue, uh, yeah, it's not going to get a 7 from me or an 8. No, no. Superman number 46, written by Jean Luan Yang, with art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. Superman seemingly gives up on being a hero in this issue so that he can collect a paycheck and the cheers of the audience with his new gig in Myth Brawl, the underground fighting ring that tells God's stories in order to keep them alive. During his time off, though, Superman does investigate the god Apalaki because he just knows that he was a sand clone in the previous issue, and that leads Superman back to Hoarder, where he has to take on a sand clone of himself, but Jimmy gets mortally wounded by the clone's out-of-control heat vision. Yikes. Oh. You know, we complain about how it's hard to see these current Superman titles as things that are happening in the timeline. Yeah. And, you know, normally we wouldn't care, but the truth really set up the events, how they're taking place. And this really fucked it over because, you know, we had Superman previously. When the truth was coming out, it was a prequel to the rest of the stories. Now in this issue, it lets us believe that this is happening after Superman Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is so off the rails, uh, all these issues. And maybe that's why I don't care about that Justice League of America, Martian Manhunter, because here we have a book that's supposed to be in continuity, and I don't even know when shit's happening. In I'm telling you, that's the worst part, because in my mind, Superman has grown since that initial truth storyline with all the crossover shit. Yep. But here he just retrogresses back into being a jerk. Like We first saw him after his yeah. fucking depowerment and his identity was revealed, and I'm like, why haven't we moved past this? Well, again, and if this is happening after uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and, and the rest of the books, you have had that progression of him becoming a hero again, yeah. being not a dick and not and worrying about other people, and you go right back. And this is what's the shame. This, this is Superman. This yeah. is the main book. And, boy, it sucks. I like the art. I like Howard Porter's art. So do I. I was worried that Howard Porter's art was not going to jive with this book. Boy, it does. I really, really like it. I don't uh, know. There was one scene in the beginning, though, where because we start out with Condessa and Jimmy talking, okay, yeah. where could where could Superman be? And they had to have that whole freaking – it's very – like uh, I don't want to say it's cliche. It's just that everything's very convenient in this book because we have Condessa who can talk to technology. Yes. That's like her Aquaman power. Like Aquaman with fish. Exactly. Like Aquaman with fish. And Jimmy likes Aquaman and he likes fish. And, and Condessa. <laughs> But, no, they go to the airport. This is like two weeks after Superman left in the, from the last issue. And they find out from talking to the security cameras at the freaking airport, Superman went to Oakland. Okay. The last thing that anybody ever said to Clark in the last issue was Condessa telling him, you might want to check out Oakland. So why not check that first? Yeah. I, they've, been waiting t- they've been looking for two weeks to find Superman. And it, oh, it comes to her using her power to talk to a goddamn uh, surveillance camera to yeah. figure this out. Why not just ask her? Hey, what's the last thing you said about old soups here? Yeah, I, the fuck. Yeah. But no, I'm talking, and it even continues because then we have the the head of Myth Brawl, uh, which I don't know her name off the top of my head because it's it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But um, her powers are that she can heal you by telling your story. I'm like, all right, so we got to catch all the readers up on what's yeah. been going on with Superman. Sharazad. Because Superman has a black Sharazad. eye. Sharazad. <laughs> fucking yeah. goddamn it. Yeah. 
yeah. everything's very convenient in this book. And again, yeah, her if she tells a story about your background, your origin, and yeah. it's right, you can be healed. And it's only to set up that Superman thinks that everybody bailed on him because he's no longer strong. Yep. That's all it was. But before that, I did like when Superman was fighting. Actually, the myth brawl stuff, I don't mind. I <laughs> hate the it beginning. so goddamn I just much. think it's funny. And they're fighting. And then he has to do this monologue, and then he has a mic drop. So, yeah, I did like drop the, the I, I like the fact that it was a mic drop. And but I no, really I, like the art in it, too. It looked really good. I, I'm telling you, I, I got off track because I was talking about that Jimmy Condessa thing. Yeah. I got a little confused because we had the, we had the Jimmy Condessa bit. And then we jumped to Myth Brawl. Yeah. And two of the people that are talking in the crowd are like, is that really Superman? It is a blue-haired girl and a red-haired boy. I'm like, is that Jimmy and Condessa right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? I realized, yeah. realized it wasn't, but why would you do that? Yeah, it's odd. But even then, they're like, oh, man, that all I know is that dude's awesome. And again, you have this thing where I don't know why it threw me off, but when he yelled out, Nobody steals from Superman without paying a price. Nobody. I don't know why it threw me off that he yelled Superman. <laughs> yeah, only because he's playing a character in this myth brawl. Right. It just seemed weird. I don't know. It well, he's playing, and that's the worst part. Do you do you have the name of the guy he was playing who turns out to be his new best friend? It's uh, Crow and I Arena. Oh no, that is um, Hammurabi. What the fuck uh, is it? Hamosu. Hamosu. Okay. Hamusu. 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 Let's go with that. Part he is. They're acting out an old Korean myth there. Yes. Uh, Crow steals the sun, so Hamoso, the sun god, has to steal it back. So that's why Hamoso was in it. Uh, they're playing out their myth, and he is on the sidelines. And it's so Superman weird, though, because in. when we start this out, Hamosu seems pissed that Superman stole his role. Yeah, he does. And I'm like, okay, this is going to lead to fucking him having somebody who hates him in the goddamn myth brawl. And then they turn out to be best friends. Yeah, again, like, immediately it, gets over it. Yeah, and like, now their best friend's was, going for a again, drink. They were, they were at each other last issue. And now this issue, it's set up. I that, thought it was going to lead to more. Well, I of, think that because it's been a couple weeks of this, they become friends. And they really set it up that they were going to fight. And that's the big, like, twist. Oh, you know, hey, we gotta, I got to talk to you. We got some score to settle. Yeah, what is it? You're supposed to come out with drinks with me, buddy. And then they go off, and I, I don't know. It, it was okay. It, it was okay, but there's weird things in this. Like, why do we care that he has his mask on, and then Superman's like, hey, your mask is on. Whew, oh, that would have been, been embarrassing. Yeah. Like, really? And then he takes, but he takes the mask off and has the exact same face. I know. It's so stupid. Uh, but then in the meantime... I really thought at first that was a fuck-up on the art. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Condessa and Jimmy are off to, to freaking Big Belly Burger, which is only to trigger a flashback for Jimmy of when Superman first got his job, or Jimmy first got his job, and Superman was a great guy for him. Yeah, I, I totally... I, when I reviewed this book, skipped that whole part because yeah. did nothing. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a Big Belly Burger reference, and, and Jimmy and again, being like... like I said, Jimmy's Did like, you see that, Mr. Kent? Oh, well, yeah, it was his first day, and now he realizes, looking back, that he ran out to stop that so that Jimmy could take the picture as yeah. well, and then came back, and that's why Jimmy's like, yeah, I'll have a number one with a milk, because that's what Clark had. Freaking ridiculous. Who drinks milk with a freaking number one, Eric? <laughs> who who has a burger and fries that big belly burger with a milk yeah that's all the like rage nonsense Oakland, uh but yeah then you get the whole um clark and amoso i'm just gonna call him amoso i don't okay. even know uh, hey mosu hammurabi they go off to drink you get the thing and again you get all these parts where it just seems to me like you 
either it's a force thing, like you said, or you get parts where you just don't know why it's taking this long. Like there's a Mosu trying to convince the bouncer to let Superman in the bar. Yeah. Uh, why? I, I, I don't, don't, I, need I don't know. I'm telling And then we go to have this drink. Superman has this idea where it's like, you know, Apalaki, he was a sand clown. I'm like, that. Apple was a sand clone? Because I'm telling you, I read <laughs> he last issue. He turned to sand. Remember, yeah, yeah. he turned to sand. I know he turned to sand. Yeah, but I don't know where you get clone. the idea of sand clone comes yeah. from because I read that book. I did yeah. not have that idea until Superman said it here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how you got to this conclusion. Let's talk to some of Apple ex-girlfriends. And the yeah. one happened to be a stalker slash ghost who haunts people. She's a ghost that haunts people. And, and, and note. All these people in this bar, though, I'll, I'll point out, are like demons and, and, and ghosts. And they're from the old country, Eric. The old country. You mean Korea? No, Apparently older. Korea. There's a lot of Korean references from Gene uh, Long, and I know that he is an Asian-American. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed it seems very forced to me. I don't know why. I don't want to seem racist. <laughs> oh, Jesus it Christ. Seems, You're so concerned. Even when they drink, they say genbai, which is, uh, you know, salute in uh, in. Uh, Chinese, or I think it is Chinese. There's a I lot of no Chinese, idea. Asian. I looked up a bunch of these. Things. I just went with it. Yeah, at one point they call them the Korean word for, uh, or they mention the Korean word for butt. Later, okay. when, they, when they say about uh, Akala, what is it? Apalaki. Apalaki, and they're like, yeah, I haven't seen his. What I forget the word, but it's the word for butt. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, it's ung dong. I haven't seen his ung dong in a while. I haven't seen his dong in a and long I time. I thought, boy, that must be a cock. And I looked at actually <laughs> my butt cheeks. You were hoping yeah. it was cock. No, I was like, what the heck? All, all these words thrown in. I'm like, okay. Well, and we go from that. He gets the idea. Him and freaking Hammurabi, Hamaroso, fucking hamburger helper. They go <laughs> off the know. fucking. Uh, no, you're being racist. No, I'm not. I just don't know the name off the top of my that head. That is the Korean god of the sun, I think. Sure, whatever. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. They go yeah, off, and right. Superman's going to check on this lead because they find out that Apalachi was like taken, bound, and he was delivered to Hoarder. Okay. And then Jimmy and Condessa run into him, and he totally just blows Jimmy off. I'm like, you know what? I realize what the problem with this book is. Superman's not Superman, and I'm getting tired of that. Yeah, um, it's funny, too, as Jimmy and Condessa find them. All of a sudden, uh, I think that... Uh, Again, I'm going to Hamaroso or whatever. His name. Hamburger Helper. Hamburger Helper. He looks like he's an ICP all of a sudden. Did you see? He's there. And then Jimmy, the next panel, he's all of a sudden, he's become a sexy lady boy to me, Eric. He looks very <laughs> sexy. He's there. And boy, he looks very pretty. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, but yeah. He, he did himself w- up on the flight to freaking oh uh, Oakland. gracious. I want to date. But uh, he is very angry at everybody bad-mouthing Superman, the Daily Planet running He's a fanboy. Why yeah, wouldn't he? And, he? and he's a friend of his. And yeah. Superman trusts him with his identity. So he's trying to go. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to write an article about you. I'm going to tell him the truth. You, you don't work for the Daily Planet. What, where are you writing this? I have a blog. Your blog is terrible, Jimmy. He and we all took that to heart at Weird yeah, Science. At Weird Science, we thought we're a blog, too, Eric, and we're terrible as well. Uh, there's also the, the term the truth thrown out in like two panels right in a row that yeah. made me kind of laugh but uh i don't know then uh, jimmy's very upset he's very upset that superman is fighting for money yeah so am i i don't know so, so Superman's daddy doesn't make uh, it doesn't make me angry because he does have to make some money he needs money he's not superman anymore i don't even I'm know saying how that. he's getting That's money the worst, before the thing is okay he does it for money he fucking whores himself out yes he starts to like it. He adores yeah, the yeah. crowd. He's, he he's likes punching fucking crow in the people, face. People have been bad mouthing him and not enjoying him. And yes, it's. I think that that's the one thing I do like that you don't. 
I do like the idea that Superman here is, he may not realize it right up front, but we're realizing that, yes, he did like being worshipped. You're a glory hound. He loved the glory of it, and he hasn't gotten that, and that's one thing he's going to have to get over, whether he does or, uh, you know, whether they spell that out in the book. It makes me very angry. Where I really don't like it, though, is Jimmy's talking to him, and he just freaking walks away. Not Bug even off, looks, waves, waves his hand up and goes, go back to Metropolis, Jimmy. And yeah. just, what a dick. He is a dick. And then I guess Superman realizes, you know what, I should really get back to this hoarder thing since I've been putting it off for two <laughs> yeah, weeks. He's like, you know what, I guess uh, Jimmy uh, has a point. Maybe I should start being Superman a little. And yeah, he, he goes to Yuri to find out what's going on. And uh, the, the best part is, though, this is actually sets out that this is what is draining Superman's power. It is hoarder to a T. And when they drained like 80% of his power, yep. the byproduct of that created a sand clone. Yeah, they have. And now we have a makes sand old style sand clone of Superman that has all his powers. Yeah, somehow has his powers. Which doesn't make much sense to me. And then he doesn't know how to use the heat vision. So when Jimmy shows up out of nowhere, hey, I followed you. Oh, God, I got hit by heat vision. I'm yeah, dead, yeah. Jimmy. It's funny, too, because he, he's like, hey, uh, you might have super hearing, but without the benefit of a child spent getting used to it. And then he slaps him in the face or uh, both ears. Yeah. And I don't know why that. I don't know why that, that would hurt like, anybody. It, even yeah, that's what hearing. I'm saying. I don't know why the super hearing would make that hurt more. Uh but yeah, somehow then his heat vision's gonna go off, and he's got bad aim. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And there, there's Jimmy, of course. And I'm telling you, if you look, it goes right through Jimmy. <laughs> it definitely goes through him because you see it. It kind of. I don't know why any of these light uh, parts or the heat vision even deflects at all. Right. But it really looks like if I'm looking at it right now, there are two that go right <laughs> through his ass. It, he can't live. There's no way. I don't know how, what, or when. I don't think they're going to kill Jimmy. He's he's a little sexy there. Uh, he's there, and, and, and Superman goes over, and he's like, stay with me, Jimmy. And then he goes, see, I was right. You're still the same guy fighting villains. You're still oh, Superman. I'm like, what? Why? Why is he still Superman? Because he showed up and he's fighting a sand version of himself? He's still a dickhead. Yeah. Tomorrow he's going to fight another fight. Hammerobi. Yeah. So stupid. Remember, they have that big fight. That Hammock. It's, it's more uh, more real than the truth, baby. Yeah. So then they're there. Jimmy's I'm sorry, down. That's the, this is the best part of the book, though, because Hoarder shows up on the main yeah, screen. Hoarder shows up on the main screen and starts clapping as if this was his plan all along. Yeah. This could not be a plan, Eric. There's too much involved. Unless, unless Condessa is still yeah. working with and, Hoarder. Yeah, but even so... It it's, it's a far-out like, plan. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she could set this up by what she did. And she does look shocked yeah. that Jimmy has his guts hanging out. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy is smoking. But, and the other part that's funny at the end that you don't really realize or, or I don't know that that Sam Superman's still alive. He yeah. did not ruin him. He is about to punch <laughs> Clark right upside his fucking head. And then also, what's her name? Yuri or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She might have her little hands. That She's still alive, too. Yep. Uh, there's some trouble. So her blades might have been broken off. They're still jagged. Yeah, I'm telling you, if this next issue doesn't involve uh, Sandman Superman punching Clark upside the head, but what I want to happen, though, Eric, is now I just thought of it, is what's going to happen. Sand Superman's going to realize the error of his ways, and he's going to go to Mythbrawl. From now on, he's going to fight Mythbrawl, Eric. 
I that hate gets everything. Superman and out. But yeah, I guess maybe Condessa has set them up, but it's just too much going on to be oh, set agree. up. Like, I'll get him there. You, He'll hit you in the face, and then you'll shoot your heat vision wrong. And it just doesn't make sense. But the thing I like is that this whole time in Oakland, to me, it seems like Superman has been trying to find Hoarder. That's why I, he went there, right? I guess. He I'm wanted you, to but find him. He just does it this one night, it seems like. Before I, that, I'm but, telling you, he originally went to Oakland to get it and then immediately forgot once he just, like, well, Appalachia turned remember to sand. he went in, yeah. He went in, he discovered that lab or whatever you'd like yeah. to call it. Appalachia turned to sand. But at that point, you think that if Hoarder, Hoarder's basically like, oh, come and get me now. Yeah. Well, why didn't he just do that at first? He was already no there. Idea. He knew exactly he, where it was. And it's so funny. Yeah. And it's so funny because he plays that, you know, stay away from my friends, that that video. Yes. And he's like, oh, bravo. That went viral. Oh, it's so great. It, it's the best thing ever. Now are you ready to do what you said? Because, hey, Superman, come harm me back. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Honestly, I'm telling you. I love the art in this book. Yeah, and, I love I'm it. sorry. And these final few pages are my favorite things in the yeah. book where he's holding Jimmy and then freaking Hoarder is just like freaking laughing at him just, over the fucking big screen. It's such a weird, like, I, I do like it. I will tell you, I do. And the art's awesome. Yeah. But I do like the idea, Jimmy, you know, there's something for him to be a hero about now. He's mad. He's going to try to get back. Oh, I just don't understand why Hoarder went through all this for just Superman to come and get him when that was what Superman was going to do originally. You know what I mean? I Maybe it was this. Hey, Superman's coming to Oakland. Where he's going to meet me face to face, and then we're going to get this done. Wait, why is he fighting in this wrestling matches? Come God on, Superman. It. And that's why he's mad that he's like, he's now, he's. I've wasted fine. two weeks waiting on yeah, you, Yeah, I've been waiting and waiting, and he doesn't show up. He keeps this myth brawl. I, I don't know what this myth brawl is. It sounds like a bunch of nonsense. I guess I got to kill one of his friends yeah, from the command. Maybe me. that's it. Because it's very odd. Because, yeah, originally where Superman, like you complained on the podcast, Superman was at where the lab was and yeah. then didn't think to go look back at the lab that was right there. I better go check out House 1001. Yeah. Or oh, just 1001 because yeah. that's a terrible fucking name. But yes, it is. Uh, four out of ten. Terrible fucking story. I hate, yeah. I hate this goddamn comic. Yeah, I'd probably give it a 4.5 out of 10 and 4.25 of that is art. Yeah. Because, <laughs> boy. And and when you think of this in the whole scheme of things, boy, it, it fits. The rest of them are a square peg in a round hole. I don't know. This is a square peg in the middle of space with no hole. I, it, it just does. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. But we're going to continue on, which even bothers me more because we got Superman Wonder Woman number 23 this week. Yes. And, yeah, you read these two in a row and you don't know what the hell's going on. But Superman Wonder Woman number 23 was written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Mark Irwin, Keith Champagne, Will Quintana, and Travis Lanham. While I couldn't remember anything about this book's storyline at the end of last week's podcast, it was obvious when I opened the issue, Parasite is in the house, Eric. Yes. Superman makes a deal with the purple monster, and in case he wasn't listening, Wonder Woman beats the living shit out of him. Parasite agrees, but forces our heroes to get involved in the first superhero cuckold scene I've ever seen. <laughs> then it's off to Mr. Ben's evil lair, where we learn that Vandal Savage is his father and what happened to Firestorm and all those captured villains. Before you can say cuckold, Eric, we have a battle royale on our hands that it ends with Wonder Woman in a power-sucking device. Sexy. <laughs> Sexy. All right. 
Yeah, it opens up with Parasite. I, I completely forgot last week when we were talking about the books yeah, that we I had were no going to talk about. I'm like, what happened with Superman Wonder Woman? And I could not remember. And well, it's not because of this book. It's not because of Peter J. Tomasi or this storyline. It's because there's so much nonsense going on with all these books that it just starts to pile up. Well, you know what happened to me now? I'm telling you, I was getting, I was starting Superman. I realized I didn't read Superman Wonder Woman this week. Oh, really? I completely forgot. I'm looking through it now as you were just giving so your you thing. So you didn't read it at all? I did not read it well, at all. I totally I'm forgot about tell it. i you about it, Eric. Because I, I actually And you told me it. a bit about it earlier in the yeah, week, though. I had, I had fun with this issue. Now, I will tell you, you think that in the Superman books, in general, Superman has been an asshole, right? Yes. He's not in this issue. Oh, I'm telling you, no. He's Wonder been, Woman the is. Way I, the way it seems is that he's been working his way, and each thing yeah. he's been dealing with, he's been coming closer to being the Superman we all know and love. Yep. I'm not in Superman. You, uh, Wonder Woman's the jerk in this. Wonder Woman is the a, I'm t- Superman... Wants to talk to Parasite. And I actually, I'm telling you, even in my review, I said poor Parasite because I feel bad for the guy. He's he was there. a douchebag. Don't worry well, about him. He is a douchebag, but he's there. And he's like, you're going to help us. Oh, why should I help you? That whole thing. Yeah. And he, she's like, or, or he's like, I, I don't know. He's like, listen, I'm going to get you a, a meal for you. You're going to be able to suck everything dry, all this power. <laughs> and he's like, there's two things I want. You're going to get rid of this uh, power sucking device that he has on him and okay wonder woman just punches it the hell off him wonder woman ends up beating him up like (laughs) seven times in this issue for no reason at one point she just hits him and this part i'm looking at he's like i want assurance assurances assurance what am i saying assurances i want to know that you're not lying and basically wonder woman just grabs him pounds his face into the ground and says listen fool when superman offers you a deal you say yes and I'm like, what the hell is going on with Wonder Woman? To a point where on Twitter, I think it was Wonder Woman, uh, the um, cow Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman Superman right. uh, that we follow and they follow us, actually sent a note to us and Peter J. Tomasi and said, please tell me that what's happening is that the wrath that Superman's been dealing with in other books is affecting Diana here because <laughs> she is way off. And yeah. I, I agree. She is just violent and over the top. But... Uh, Parasite. Honestly, has, I think it's because he know she knows that Superman's gonna make her do this indecent proposal. Yeah, well, he is very withered, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not resting. I'm just, I have no power. He had that device on him. It took all uh-huh. the power out of him. He's like, listen, what we're gonna have to do? I, you have to give me some of Wonder Woman's power. Take off, <laughs> take off that glove. I'm gonna get some power, and I'm telling you, Superman just sits there and he has to watch it. And he's like, okay. I'll give you five <laughs> seconds. And then they're going, and they're, like, both moaning and groaning. Who do you think I'm, it is, Eric Shea? Yeah, really. There's Eric Shea just watching. Five seconds is all I need, Sue. And then five seconds is over, and Parasite does not give up. The, no, the it's party, Parasite. The party continues. And uh, Superman breaks him apart, and he's like, ooh. And the weird thing, I, I actually thought it was a really good scene. It made me laugh. But Parasite actually says, my bad. And that, that <laughs> threw me off. I'm like, really? He's a junkie, man. Yeah. You can't fucking trust a junkie. My bad. Uh, but yeah, you can't. But he's like, okay, listen, I'm going to help you. He goes, I don't know his power. He seems to dig into the ground to sense power. It, yeah. it reminded me of somebody who puts his ear on the freaking train track. <laughs> it was very weird. But he's like, yeah, I, I know where it is. And then in the meantime, you see Mr. Bend and uh, Vandal Savage. And Vandal right. Savage is talking to him. And I said in my review, Vandal Savage is more of the I will sell no wine before it's time deal. Right. He, his plan is a long burn plan. Mr. Ben's... Finds the long con right yeah, now. Yes. Mr. Ben's like, no, the time's right now. 
we're going to do it. And, and they, they're at odds, and it ends with them. He's on, uh, Vandal Savage is on like a big video screen. It ends, and uh, he basically says, Ben just spells out, I'm going to kill him. He's going to try to kill Vandal Savage. And in that panel, that's what I sent you, was where uh, you see Firestorm. Yes. And Firestorm is in this crazy thing. Looks like he's powering up everything. And you also, if you look, you can see Atomic Skull. It's kind of like a second mini sun. Yeah, yeah. He's really doing it. You see, uh, like I said, you can see Atomic Skull there. And everything else is kind of generic, so you don't see what else. I'm telling you, though. I'm telling you, doesn't that freaking waterway look like what fucking Wrath had? Yeah, it does. It actually does, and it may be. Because yeah. you have you have the uh, what looks like to be something that is pouring into it. You know, it's the just, three it, things on the bottom. It's just so weird to me that this would actually connect to anything yeah. because of how far off Superman is from everything else now. That's true. And in fact, you say that, and later on in the fight, they do fight what they call like black hole monsters. Okay. Which is a weird spelling out of maybe shadow monsters. I figured that's what they were anyway. But they're more of like a, uh, almost like a... Um, ethereal i don't know they're very weird but you go and you get parasite and i i like this little thing that tomasi threw in uh they end up in kentucky right and, and superman goes man you sure this is a place and parasite says yes and then wonder woman goes you said that about the last two and it made me <laughs> laugh you didn't have to do that it just made me laugh it was kind of a funny line there uh they end up they they can Parasite knows where this power is coming from, but he doesn't like to swim. He has a fear of drowning. That's so they're going. They end up finding this back entrance where they go down, they get into Ben's lab, and he actually spells it out. And it actually disappointed me. He's like, I'm somewhat disappointed by your full frontal approach. I prepared uh, gauntlets for a clandestine underwater insertion if you discovered my home away from home. So he had this whole thing set up, like this crazy awesome. evil genius, and they just came in the we're, front door. We're talking, though. It's kind of like Hoarder, though, where he had this grandmaster plan yeah. and realized, where the fuck is Superman? Yeah. Oh, it's shit, so, he's fighting for the next two weeks? Yep. And it's so funny, but in this, and while they're going down, one Wonder Woman has her lasso around parasites, who yeah. can't, and it's a full-up brawl now. So she lets him go. And I'm it, looking it, at it; it's really cool. It looking. is just a brawl. And you have a, a major disaster. You have Atomic Skull. You have Livewire there, yeah. and I don't know some other guys. You might recognize the other guys. I don't know if they're uh, just uh, generic guys. They're supposed to look, but yeah, those guys are really spelled out, and they were spelled out before. Uh, but they're fighting, and Parasite really kicks ass. He actually saves almost everybody, and uh, it's funny. As he saves them, he keeps yelling at them because uh, at one point, Superman's like, thanks for the save, Parasite. You don't thank me. We're all part of the same team <laughs> now. And, yeah, he's just waiting I love, to do I'm saying, too, I'm really pissed off that I didn't read this issue because Parasite is one of my favorite Superman uh, I, villains. I'm telling you. And you can never trust him. That's no. the best part about this, him having to team up with Parasite because you know he's going to fuck him over. Yep. Uh, then and later, it's like uh, Wonder Woman yells, I didn't need your assistant, Parasite. And he's eating. <laughs> he's like, and I didn't really <laughs> want to give it, but here we are. And then that's when you see the bubbling in that uh, crazy thing that you said that at uh, that pool. Right. And out of it comes a giant uh, freaking one of those uh, how para, uh, how firestorm is held. Containment it, I, don't know if, I don't know if how it comes out. It's like a robotic thing that can actually move and function on its own. It kind of looks that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I have no idea. Out, uh, but it gets Diana. She is now in it. And that's to me, that's pretty goddamn awesome. That is awesome. Uh, one thing I'm I look, I I'm don't telling see you though, Superman with the, he doesn't have the hand wraps in this. He no, he, lo he lost them uh, yeah. when he was fighting a myth yeah. brawl. He, yeah. Fucking yeah. nonsense. He needs those. But yeah, uh, 
Wonder I'm Woman actually surprised, though, that uh, freaking Parasite goes through and plays a teammate this yeah, entire time. Because uh, the way Superman is right now, if he would have grabbed a hold of Diana and just started sucking on her... Yeah, Superman yeah, could have stopped it. Not at all. No. She would have been powered down Again, and would have kicked the shit out of guess, Superman. You guess in the, and do you see in the part where they're fighting the shadow monsters, they mm-hmm. do look... I don't know. They do look more... Uh, I don't know. I guess they are shadow monsters. They don't have that ninja look. I know. Like I'm telling you that. Recently. Well, I'm telling you, we had the freaking skeletons and uh, Batman, Superman, yeah, the ninja look different. in the last action comics. And here, I don't know. Um, we can say they're shadow monsters, but it's, yeah. weird that it's called the black hole monsters or whatever the fuck yeah, they she, said. That's what she calls them in this. Uh, Wonder Woman actually spells it out. And I was but like, no, th- you can't have this and not have them be shadow monsters yeah, from whatever yeah. we've been going through so far. And then she says, show no mercy for these lab-created black hole creatures. Uh, if I'm you, I also wouldn't show mercy to anybody else they're fighting. Why no. don't they show mercy to Livewire who's trying to kill them or freaking, you know, Atomic Skull? Well, don't kill them. Yeah, is, I'm pretty know. much is what I'm going with for I that. I don't think Parasite can stop himself. He just goes to town, but I, I like the art. Oh, the art looks amazing as I was going um, through this fucking book. I had a lot of fun with this issue. It, It's not – I'm, I'm trying to say it's not a uh, world-ending or yeah. changing issue, it, but it's a lot of fun. And I like Parasite in it, and I want to see next issue. I hope that – obviously, Wonder Woman's gone. I think Parasite's going to save her. I think it's going to be Parasite who does it. I think this is the like Parasite this Redemption. Is like the par- yeah, it is. It really is because, like you said, he doesn't go against them. He just keeps fighting. He's he's feeding off Parasite. everything. And when is he going to become like an Imaginex figure? I don't know, Eric. Because if they did, he should have a balloon <laughs> so around him, and that would be great. But yeah, I actually gave this issue an eight point five out of ten. And I'm it's saying one, it's one of my favorite post-truth issues of all. I'm telling you, I really like, I think Superman Wonder Woman has been the strongest title. So actually, no, I can't say that. It's been a, almost a tie for me with Action Comics and Superman Wonder Woman. Yeah. But uh, I, I really like what I see here. I didn't get a chance to read it because I'm a fucking idiot. But uh, just paging through, it looks like a lot of fun. And I like everything you just told me about it this week. Yep. And we're on the last book of the Superman part of the podcast, Eric. Crazy, we have a Superman part of the podcast. I know it is. This is the first time, but boy, it was Superman heavy, the second part. And we're going to get to my favorite new Superman book, and maybe one of my favorites of all, uh, all overall. Of all. And I'm telling you, overall, right now, and that's even a big thing because there's a part of the story that I don't even like, and I still love the book, Eric. All right. Because... Superman Lois and Clark number two is written by Dan Jurgens, art by Lee Weeks, Scott Hanna, and Brad Anderson. And for everyone who hates everything about the post-June DC YOU Superman, DCU, I present to you Superman Lois and Clark. Not only is Dan Jurgens giving everyone a hero they can be proud of, he is also giving Lois Lane fans the version of their favorite character that they deserve as well. Oh, yes. Both are trying to save the world in their own way, but it may be the death of them and their son John Eric. Throw into the mix a mystery involving the whereabouts of Hank Henshaw and the rest of the Excalibur crew. And I'm sure you will hear this book mentioned at the end of the podcast when I pick my book of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, the book ends with a slight continuation of the Oblivion Stone story that I really don't care about. No, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's the part I was saying. I, I'm telling you, that's how good this book is, is that they have a nonsense story at the end that it's going to tie in. That's going to be the big villain uh, showing up. And uh, it looks like... Uh, Hank Henshaw oh, has the Oblivion Stone. Or that's the, the thing, though. No, I I don't want to get ahead of us, but like when uh, I I don't know if it's just I forgot completely what happened in the first issue. When we jumped to that Oblivion Stone part, I'm like, um, was 
Hank Henshaw was in the Excalibur at the end of the first issue, wasn't he? Well, like, why are we at this alien planet? Was. Uh, I, I was yeah, totally thrown off, though. beginning, too, where the first issue, it showed this Oblivion yes. Stone thing. And it, again, even then, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and this one, I, now I'm like, eh, I really don't care right now. When, when it, it'll... It'll play itself out, Eric, and I'm just sure just it'll be okay. Show me the Kents being the Kents. It's all I want to see. And you know book. what? That's what you get. Yeah. And I really like it. They have the flashback where it's uh, when they first kind of got there. There's it's a little after. They're they're trying to get their life together. There's a little baby, uh, Jonathan or John, who's just starting to learn to walk. It seems. Walk and, and Lois, talk, baby. Yep. And Lois at that point is working for the Valley News. And she is not too happy. And she's basically, and it's a really good scene. I'm telling you, it's really good because she's talking to her son who yeah. really can't understand her. And yes, and now, it's a great way to have a monologue to make because that's, then, what, though, that's what you do. I, I dig it too, but I'm saying that one. Then it goes where Superman's not home. They're late on the rent, and Mrs. Mrs. Kent has to do what she has to do to make sure the rent's paid when the landlord comes over. That landlord, he looks like he likes a little action there. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy Mr. Montgomery. But again, you have have Mr. Montgomery. What's his name? Shell? I don't even know. Shell. Shell Montgomery. But yeah, Mr. Montgomery's like, I know you guys are good people. And it's so funny, too, because she's she's like, oh, thank you, thank you. He's like, listen, you're good people. Clark has helped out a lot. By the way, I need a fence fix. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not here. <laughs> They're yeah. already going against it. And but you I know what? Really we like... might be late on the rent. He yeah. can't help you. He's out. I'm sorry. Yes. He's out. If you Best know what I mean, uh, come back in five minutes, and I'll be ready. Yeah. But yeah. I really like it, but it also sets up the beginning where you <laughs> had Lois, where I'm telling you, Superman and Lois, Clark and Lois could have went there. Got Clark could have gotten a job at a supermarket. She's working at the local, you know, newspaper. the local newspaper. What, they could have just stayed that way, Eric. Please. I know. I mean, it actually gets me angry that I'm like, why couldn't you just have a life? But, I know. But that's that's what it is. It, the, the issue is all, or the series seems to be all about family. I'm telling you, I and dug it. And also saving everyone and, and being a hero, even when you know you shouldn't. And they had to do it. That It's like yeah. destiny. Their destiny is to be what they are, and they are going to do it. Uh, the only way that Lois can be that sort of writer that she knows that she wants to be yeah. is to be a anonymous writer who's trying to, you know, fix the ills of the world while Superman is going undercover and trying to save everyone as Superman, obviously. But it's getting more and more that he, even back then, this is a, a flashback, but it shows you he is just about on the verge of getting... Sh- captured all the time or caught yeah by and, the freaking uh, military yeah but uh i really mr montgomery he, i know <laughs> we're late with the rent but i'm the, like oh no the best so much is for family story and then they show superman he can hear it <laughs> and then we have a cuckold again jesus christ always superman's goes in, back superman's involved in a lot of cuckolds but uh you get superman in chicago and you have shockwave and i'm telling you i loved it it, it was so cool it was so funny to me there is a I don't. What would you call Shockwave? A Z-list villain? Eh, he's he's a little bit higher than Z-list. It's just it's so funny though, and I even like where they're not going to spell out anything. He just says, "Print a story calling me Shockwave, a two-bit simpleton." <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, to me, that was great. That's I like. I'm sorry though. Where, where are the other heroes? There's fucking like I Chicago's know. about to have an earthquake. Yep. that's never happened before. It's going to get torn down, and Superman has to blow cover to go underneath to freaking fix it. Because where are the hell are the other yeah, heroes? They're they're out and about, Eric. They're uh, fighting Rao. At the moment. Uh, Actually, I think they're in the past with Martian Manhunter. 
Shut your mouth. Which, in full disclosure, I put in my notes that I would have given that a 6.5, but I wanted to go higher just to I hate you, you so much. <laughs> uh, yes. I knew you couldn't like that story that uh, much. I didn't mind it for the same reason you did, though. You were just upset about the... Uh, I'm not a big guy who cares about continuity and Wait stuff Wait till like it's your that. book. Eh, we'll see. But yeah, I really like to... When uh, Shockwave, he's like, okay, the, he, his armor's what's doing it. I'm going to grab it. And he just grabs the... And he looks like... I don't know. Does he look like a big baby? Or does he look like a sumo wrestler? Both. <laughs> but he's flying down. And I really... I'm I telling you, big baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, Dan Jurgens really gets almost everything in this issue right. Yeah, because I know. There's shockwave. He's falling, and they mention, and it's, and again, it, it's uh, t- uh, Lois giving the uh, the narration. She's telling what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I would have let him fall, not Clark, a well placed puff cushioned the blowhard's landing. And I thought that was great. You just right there shows you how he survived the fight. Everything's spelled out. I only really problem like I have with this section, I really like it. I'm with you on that. Why wouldn't Superman just crush that freaking armor right there? Why has he got to hide know. it in his he barn? It back. I don't. I don't know. It's just part so that later they could be discovered or somebody can wear it. I, it Why not make cut it? Sense. This could only hurt people, Clark. Destroy it right yeah. there. Crumble it all into a ball and then throw it in yeah. the goddamn ocean. Just throw it into the sun like he does with everything yeah. else. I'm just okay with that too. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the uh, government is after him again. Uh, he gets away, of yeah. course. And they're there together, and then you fuck you, I'm the, Superman. Yeah, you switch the present day where they're at the uh, the wreckage of the Excalibur, and they're looking. No one's on board, which is very odd because there was definitely someone there, Eric, and that was Hank Henshaw. And they show uh, later they even have photos, the in-flight uh, cockpit uh, video of Hank Henshaw. There, he's not there. Where is he, Eric? I don't know. It actually threw me off because I'm telling you, I went into this book and I'm like, shit, I don't really recall what happened in the last issue. I'll just go with it. I'll piece it together. Superman showed up. He has to have him somewhere. I, I know. I'm telling you, we saw him all fucking like in uh, locked up in something yeah. at one point yeah, at the end of the like, book. But well, it is not even just, it looks like they're trying to save him. He's, I don't know where he would have taken him, though. I know. I don't Unless either. he used that shockwave armor. It's all in his barn right there. And he's taken all this like supervillain stuff and created a lab. And it looks like, again, the whole point of this was he didn't want Hank Henshaw to become Cyborg Superman. Yeah, and I agree. You, Fucking, you get the idea that, like everything else, there's a destiny to everything. And whatever he does is going to backfire and turn him into Cyborg Superman. But we'll see. Hey, that um, agent that was in charge of checking out the Excalibur wreck, did he look like a cross between Jim Gordon and Constantine? He you? did. He did. Well, I have another one. Mr. Chambers? Do you have the issue out? Yeah. Okay, we're going, because then we switched to, actually, you'll laugh at me, my favorite part of the book. It's when John is in trouble with the okay. principal. And he has all these kids, and the kids are giving him crap. I'm telling you, look at the kid who's giving him the most crap. Uh-huh. Who does he look like to you? Because he looks like somebody to me. Jeremy Piven? No, that <laughs> actually, he looks like Scott Snyder to me. Really? On that side deal, I'm like, no, is that Scott me. Snyder? I'm telling you, it looks a lot like Scott Snyder to me. But uh, he's looks giving like he him has crap. one too many chromosomes. I don't know. He's giving him crap. Yeah, really. He's giving him crap, and they're talking. And basically, I don't understand that if a kid doesn't pay attention, you send him home. I don't. I don't know if that uh, teaches a lesson. But what I really like, and I'm telling you where I really think another little bit that, that uh, Dan Jurgens gets, they're fighting. And then Lois comes out and goes, Jonathan Samuel White. And then <laughs> they get, and as the kids are going, the one kid who was the bit bad guy with them goes, see you, Samuel. And it made me laugh so much because I'm telling you, my middle name is Alvin. 
Yes. And I'm, I don't know why. I don't know about yourself. But during early school like this, I didn't want anybody to know my middle name. It was like something that I did not want to. Did you Did you care about them knowing Lee? I Actually, I, I still have a problem if anybody ever just says Eric Lee because that's what my family calls me because there's so many goddamn Eric's yeah, in my yeah. family that I have a problem when anybody else except for my immediate family calls me. I'm just telling you, when I was a kid, that was like for some reason you did not want anybody to know that. And I thought that was so good when he's walking away and he sees Samuel. Uh, but then it's Alvin. weird too. The, the principal, yeah, the principal's talking and saying, hey, he's not paying attention. I think you should come back tomorrow after you learn to pay attention. And Lois is actually a bit of a bitch there. Because she goes, hey, thank you. Uh, did you consider having the kids watch the news as part of a class? <laughs> hey, listen, lady, I'm the principal. You go. But then she throws out that Valley News yeah. uh, bit again. Hey, I haven't seen your byline. She's like, oh, I don't work that anymore. I haven't been writing, whatever. And then uh, John's like, but but I see you writing all the time. Uh, shut sh- up. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, shut up. Yeah, shut up. That was a real good secret club we had once. <laughs> and then they're going and... Uh, you realize right away that they're in big trouble, right? Shit is going bad that, fast. Because there's a crazy SUV following them right out of the bat. I'm like, oh, there's trouble. And once they show it in the uh, rear view, yeah. uh, there's big trouble. And it cuts them off, sends them flying off the road. And all of a sudden, guys with guns come out. And were you getting the idea that they were there because they found out who Superman was and that was his family? Or did you realize that these were people who didn't well, want her to write that book? Well, I'm telling you, going in, like I said many times already, I did not recall things. So I forgot all about her writing a story yeah. on Inner Gang. So not until they said at the end. Because I, yeah. like, I thought, like, oh, shit, the secret's out. They know you're not from here. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I actually remembered that, but I still thought that it was because of Superman. I thought, oh, no, the jig is up. And even she thinks she's and like, gone. She yells. Yeah, she grabs a thing in a Clark a Protocol Omega. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. But it, before, even before that, Lois and, and John kick some ass. And John freaking with the crowbar, or, uh, the uh, tire iron just yeah. hits a guy over the head, I think. And I think that guy is dead now because yeah, little, little Jonathan does not know his strength. Yep, Jonathan has now killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Lois has a gun, but they run in the woods, and then uh, the only thing— I should pay it, attention to school from now there, on. There are two things that bothered me about this book, or actually didn't bother me, but put my score down a little, and that was the ending with the Oblivion Stone, which I could yes. care less about. And how over the top Superman is when he comes to stop these people. And I know I loved they it. have threatened no, his family. No, that know, is so cool just, to me. But it just seemed above what Superman would usually do. Uh, the one guy has to be dead. He just smashes his face into the, the van. He just, he just takes him out so cool. He I actually think his van like... is out. But I like the I do like the idea because, it, and it is like a movie type thing. Yeah, where it's exactly a guy, like that. A guy's walking, all of a sudden he gets thrown up in the air. And then all of a sudden he's coming from underneath. And yeah, and then you get the the classic where the one guy in the front is the only one left. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, guys. And then he, he gets hit hard. Uh, but they're getting to the point where uh, John is he's onto their game. Oh, he yeah. He really is. And he it started, it started out last issue. And it, it's gone so well of how they've done it. But yeah, he's a little too smart. For them to keep lying like this because well, well, daddy shows up say, out of nowhere yep. somehow moved his car ahead of them without them knowing with no tire tracks on the grass and it's they young keep, grass yeah, boy. they keep coming with those and hey you know they're like oh yeah there was those guys uh, yeah but they had machine guns <laughs> they they drove us off the road and uh yeah there they go they say goodbye and no, i really love that scene though and they go home after he cleans up the scene he cleans up the yeah. scene 
he goes back and do we have to move? No, we don't have to move. We're good. It's not Omega or what, what was it? Alpha protocol. It's Omega. Omega protocol. It's not that bad. Uh, and then she's like, it was inner gang, right? And that's where, yeah, you know what? They, they're against this, uh, book you're writing. Um, yeah. Protocol Omega. So they have there in the meantime, John's just watching and he knows he, and I, you couldn't even, I, if you told me he has super hearing already at this point and he hears everything they say, I'm sure. I, I'd go with that as well. Um, but then we go back and there, that's where we have the thing with, uh, the little bit where they see Hank Henshaw. Piling the Excalibur back pil- in the earth. Piling the Excalibur. And then they're like, you know, but where is he now? He's, if he's not there, where is he? And you see him there. And it appears to be to me that they are trying to keep him alive somewhere. Well, that's the thing is who's they, you know, cause I, he, I'm guessing it's Superman. He was the I, one who I, ripped open the door. Yeah, he, he was, was there. there. He wouldn't have just left them there. Oh, I agree. I'm, it's just so weird to me. We got to this point and I'm like, how is, I, I remember him like Superman being there. He ripped off the door and there's mm-hmm. Hank Henshaw. I'm like, it's going to happen again. But here I'm like, where does Superman have him? Yeah, Unless this Superman has contacted certain people in this DC universe and he's working with them, and we'll find that out next month, that maybe this is... Uh, Secret Agent Superman working for Adam. Argus. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Ray Palmer. Maybe so it's for Shade? That, I, no, I'm saying I don't know. I, maybe it's somebody that we have, hasn't even been in the DCU yet that is uh, uh, he's teaming up with that he went and found. I don't know. Maybe John, it's, it's all going to be going on underneath the barn. It's all going to be going on underneath the barn. I think it will be. It's it's Or... He has set up his own fortress of solitude, which yes, it could be under the barn, but that it might be that. I but I would. It's I'd all going on like, at that bomb, that bomb shelter that Clark was talking yeah, about yeah. at Superman Wonder Woman yeah, before. Who knows? We're gonna find out, and then you get light years away. You get the uh, a mention of the Kund. Yeah, the Kund warrior. It's okay. I didn't mind that, and uh, the Oblivion Stone, and it looks like they've tracked it. Uh, one ship left, and it's gone to the Soul System, Eric. I'm so, guessing the Sol system is Earth. It is. Maybe that's and, something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, they're going to be coming to Earth. And then it says, next issue, blank. What do you think of that? Blank. No idea. But I'm sorry. I like the issue. Yeah, I really I, liked it. I'm telling you, I could deal with... I, I, told, I think I said this in the last issue, where I don't need any of this fucking inner gang shit. I don't need any of this, yeah. like, whatever, in Oblivion Stone, Infinity Stone, whatever. I don't need any of I just need a day in the life of the Kents. Yeah, I really Each like month, it. one issue, this is going to cleanse my palate of everything else. No, and again, if It'll you, settle me. I'm telling you, if you had every issue where uh, Superman goes off to save somebody from these weird villains, and you can say, well, the Justice League are involved, and the regular Superman are better. They're all involved in these really big events, right. and this Superman is trying to... Uh, keep up with the, you know, keep with the game by doing these little things that they make you laugh or whatever, like a uh, shockwave. Yeah, whatever. I'd be down with that and seeing Lois do her thing, but I really want to see the development of John. That's the thing I want the most. Like you said, I don't mind seeing a day in my life. That's awesome. Uh, but I want to see John get his powers. I want to see how they deal with him getting his powers in a universe where uh, he's not the only Superman. Superman himself, I'm saying, and they're trying to keep undercover. And now yeah. you have a goddamn kid who wants to show his powers and do this and, and that. And I think that it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to get to that. That's the I thing. I, I just want that. I don't yeah. want the rest. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. This Oblivion Stone is just to set up some crazy thing where you would guess that uh, he is going to have to show the world that he is there 
uh, in a world that hates Superman kind of now, uh, which is intriguing. And the score I gave the circus is my best score of the week for a regular book, and it's a 9.3 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'll give it an 8. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the art, I think, is awesome. I love I it. I really like the art. Uh, but the story I like, and again, uh, it, it's a testament to the rest of the story that this Oblivion Stone bullshit, I could <laughs> care less right now. And I still love the book. Uh, but now, Eric, we are up against it. We're up against what we like to call the Flash Reviews. And the first book that I am going to talk about in Flash Reviews is The Legend of Wonder Woman number three. I put this first on the list again this week because it is awesome. This book is such a great combination of art and story, and I beg everyone to give it a try. This issue shows what a feisty little bugger Diana is, (laughs) but also what what that kind of attitude can lead to. While it begins as a mythology fan's dream come true, it turns dark quickly. There is definitely a darkness coming to the island. It looks like the next issue will begin setting her up to protect it. I love everything that Renee DeLise and Ray Dillon are giving us, and I gave this issue a 9.8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Well, next we got He-Man the Eternity War, number 12. In this issue, He-Man battles King Hiss within his mind, and whoever wins the fight wins the opportunity to be King Adam. In the end, King Hiss only needs to take control of one more memory of He-Man's, and even though our hero knows that's the case, our issue ends with He-Man dropping and breaking that sacred, uh, sacred of memories. Great art all the way through, and not a bad story, even though the majority of it interrupts our main story, without giving us a conclusion to He-Man's plight. 7.5 out of 10. All right, and my next one is a Mega Men number 6. While I'm still not sure why this wasn't the last issue of the series, I'm glad it isn't. After a down issue last month, this may be my favorite since the series began. Sure, we still don't get any answers on what the hell is going on, but we find out that Kyle Rayner may be called the bomb, Eric, and not the bomb, but he really didn't have one in his neck. We get a little character-building flashbacks, a whole lot of action, and possibly the end of the Omega Men. They, they all look dead, <laughs> except Kyle. Uh, it looks like it's up to Good. Kyle Rayner to save the day. I love Barnaby Bahenda's art as usual, and we'll give this issue an 8 out of 10, when I get around to reviewing it, which may possibly be on Sunday, but I'm not saying what Sunday, Eric. <laughs> Next up, we have Robin, son of Batman, number six. Even though Damien's year of blood atonement apparently has begun knocking down dominoes that mean the end of the world, this issue simply gets our hero to take a pause in his, from this dilemma so that he can get back to Gotham for the Robin War. And even though I love how Damien's matured in this issue and realizes the strength of redemption, it does not do much to maintain the story at hand. 6.5 out of 10. All right, and the next one is uh, something Reggie uh, wrote to me because he reviewed this book. It's Batman Arkham Knight Robin Special Number 1. It's the Arkham Knight character backstory no one demanded. This issue details the motivations and inner thoughts of Tim Drake, a.k.a. Robin. Turns out an undeveloped character in the video game can be flat and boring in a comic book as well. Tim does save a class of his science students from terrorists, but never quite saves us from wondering why this comic bothers to exist. And when he gets around with it, wow. he said he's going to do that probably tomorrow. He's going to give it a 5 out of 10. And the next book is something I have yet to review, and it's Justice League 3001, number 6. J.M.D. Mateus continues the Justice League of the Future story, and I'm afraid to say it, but I'm getting bored with the whole thing. 
Guest artist Colleen Doran does a pretty good job even besting Howard Porter in a couple ways, but this book's jokes are getting old, and the story really is going nowhere. I think DeMatteis would agree because he changes things up in this issue. We get the cute little Batman girl from the last issue possibly joining the league and get the biggest surprise this book has ever dished out in either of its iterations, Eric. Ooh. Superman gets killed. That time. As in head blown clean off. Holy it is shit. Off. He is dead. That certainly woke me up, but the book needs more than shock and awe to keep me reading. Maybe next month we will get some story progression to go with the lame jokes. I'll be reviewing this issue in the next couple days, and we'll probably give it a score around a 5.5 out of 10. All right, and the next one is one of these digital books that came out of nowhere we heard before, and neither of us wanted to review, but I think I'm going to because I read it, and I'm going to tell you. It's Batman 66 meets the man from Uncle Number 1. It's written by writer Jeff Parker and artist David Hahn. Give us the crossover that nobody asked for. (laughs) I am not a fan of The Man from UNCLE, so I have to admit that I was a bit underwhelmed by this issue. We do get some classic Batman 66 moments with the dynamic duo and the Penguin, but after so many issues of 66, they even felt stale. I hope that this book doesn't put a nail in the coffin of future Batman 66 crossovers because I really want to see the Batman 66 meets what's happening meets the facts of life book to happen. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Actually, you know what I would like? I made that joke, but I think that they should have not done this. I know that they had the movie and Henry Cavill was in The Man from UNCLE and maybe they thought that was a big thing. I really think that Batman 66 meets Get Smart would have been a lot better. That would have been good. I think that would have been uh, pretty decent. I don't know anything about The Man from Uncle, but I said there I may I. review this, and if I do, it's likely that my score will be somewhere between a 4 and a 5, or a 5 out of 10. So you, want me to re- you want me to review it, and I'm like, I have never seen The Man from Uncle, I'm and I don't intend you, to. It's so weird, because I really went into this really hoping uh, that I would like it, and I didn't. And what what is also odd, it's not a crossover yet. It's sep- two separate stories. You have a Man from Uncle story going on, at the same time that a Batman story goes on. And the Batman story involves uh, Penguin, and it's okay. It, yeah. Penguin get, breaks out of a, a friggin' uh, Arkham Asylum, and then it's all a trap to get Batman trapped, and he does. It works. Batman and Robin are trapped. In the meantime, the man from Uncle is just doing nonsense at a, a fucking party. I, I don't know. I guess I, it's I, Man from Uncle again, things. I have I no idea. I, I don't know that I've ever watched an episode of Man from Uncle. So I don't I know, know I if haven't. Man from Uncle is supposed to be funny. Is it supposed to be really campy? Was it, I, I really don't know anything about the Man from Uncle. They do yell, though, he's a Man from Uncle. <laughs> made me giggle. It, it should have been Batman 66 meets the Avengers. That would have been good. I, th- I thought that they announced that. At some point, I thought they would. But I really would have thought Get Smart would have been pretty good. Or like I said, what's happened? Hey, hey, hey. Batman uh, and Robin go to a Doobie Brothers concert, Eric, and <laughs> out of nowhere they're recording it, but it's for something good. But the Doobie Brothers find out and say, oh, Batman, we were friends. I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. But, Eric, uh, that is what we like to call the Flash Reviews. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right, we're near the end of it, Eric. We're yeah. Almost done. We're almost done, and then we can relax for our Thanksgiving break. <laughs> One more freaking day, and then back to work. Ay, ay, ay. Where's my gun at? Uh-huh. I don't know. It's in my mouth. 
Oh. Well, let's My get love on gun. Oh, sh- oh, yeah. Aquaman. Fire at will, Eric. Aquaman number 46, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Vincente Cifuentes, John Dell, John Livesay, Mark Deering, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. While you won't get how Aquaman made it back from Earth from that alien planet in the last issue, what you will get is a straightforward explanation about all the shit that Arthur's been doing since the storyline began and Wonder Woman extending her hand to help out in dealing with this dual threat. And that's about it, but because of all the nonsense cut out and the excellent artwork, this was a good issue for once. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you. I went into this book. I was doing this Wednesday night. It's the last one. I always tell myself you got to end with something good. I wanted to do Aquaman, though. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think that you were uh, affected by the other issues. It might be. Uh, hey, this is better than what we've got. Uh, the one thing that makes me laugh is you get the cover. Just look at the cover. Mm-hmm. And that it's terrible. Is, that's Trevor McCarthy. I'm like, oh, no. And then you go in, I'm like, holy crap, this is pretty good art. And uh, Vincente Cifuentes is actually the... Um, guy who's going to be taking over art with Dan Abnett. I don't know if he has the rest of the issues as well, or if this was just something he filled in and they were so impressed by. I didn't look. I hope it, he yeah. has the rest. I don't know if maybe he filled in and it was so good to hear that that's what they went with. Um, I'm telling you, I really enjoy it, but I also love that the way Arthur looks in that Looney Tunes variant. <laughs> he looks so good there, and that's Ivan Rice. So yes. It'd be so good if he was on it as well, but he'll be with... Uh, with uh, Jeff Johns when they have that crazy storyline whenever that happens, right? Is yeah. he on it with yes, man? It looks good there. But yeah, Vicente Cifuentes does a really, really good job. Uh, somebody's got to stop Aquaman from bleeding out. And when <laughs> when is he gonna pass out? Because boy, he just keeps bleeding. Out. He's just waiting to clot up. He just holds uh, his hand yeah. there. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'm telling you, just I gotta think, get my lady love back. Yes. Uh, while you said this issue was really good to me. There, it was a lot of setup and maybe even filler. I don't know. That's the thing is, this is a setup issue to get us to the next part because, yeah. but I like it because we've been dealing with all these issues so far where I've had trouble understanding exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, and I'm... we cut all the rigmarole out. We get right to it. We explain yeah. it. It's very straightforward. And I don't know. Uh, like, hold on, I got these notes. Aquaman needs to do while filling everything went out on Thule invading the world. Mera being replaced by Siren and apparently Aquaman being destined to destroy Thule. We have all this stuff just neatly laid out for us here and we're going to talk about it and we're going to get right to it. Yeah, what I really like in Wonder Woman is the big guest star. She shows up. Yeah. And I didn't even, I forgot that she was even going to be in this book. Obviously, I forgot she's completely. on the cover. But also they end up in the Amazon. So, okay, Wonder Woman's going to show up. I really, really like that this book has spelled it out. That this whole Thule invasion, this uh, I, do you call it an invasion? Yeah, I call it an invasion. Okay, Thule invasion is affecting everyone, including Batman and Gotham. And every the Justice League is, is worried. They want to know what the fuck's going on. They send Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman's just there because they're in the Amazon. And uh, well, that's the worst she part. spells it out, and I actually like that. It actually makes this more, we get all these singular books, these solo books, doing these stories where it's so non-connected to the rest of the DCU. I I like that this is connected because, in fact, this is a worldwide thing happening. It can't just be popping up in one play. You know, I ask myself all the time when reading like a a single like character title book and they have this over the top situation. I'm like, where are the other heroes? Why aren't they helping? Again, you just said it 
a little back and just the last book that we did fully superman uh lois lois and clark yeah like where yeah where's everybody in chicago so it does throw you off a bit and here at least it's spelled out and it spells out that these goddamn people are attacking uh the Thamascara. So Wonder Woman is Gotham, she wants yeah. to know what the hell's going on. She even mentions Constantine, which yeah, made she me had laugh. To, she had to get the info yeah. from Constantine about what's like going Con- on the track she does down. Not like Constantine, Eric. And I like the actual. I like the thing that now that Aquaman possesses Poseidon's power, it's easier for him her to track him. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. But I did say one thing. It threw me off when Aquaman is just hovering in the air with Wonder Woman, and you just said that that yeah, Trident power. Trident will do whatever now. Uh, again, it'll it'll just make you do what. what it's you like hitting a sonic screwdriver. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling, you, I don't have a lot of notes for this. I I'm really saying, don't. What what I got here is like you got to give Atlanta some props though because they were able to tail Wonder Woman to find out where Aquaman yeah. was. And but I'm saying yet again we get this Atlantean assassins taking on Aquaman, all except for Garth because I'm guessing he's out doing Titans hunt stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was the he was the main guy the last time these all fought. And I'm telling you, we we. Lay down the exposition, everything that's going on. Wonder Woman's like, I'm here to help you. She says it a million goddamn times. She says, I'm here to help you. And the big point of this is you're not doing it alone. You have help. Okay, Wonder Woman, (laughs) get it. But I'm saying it all comes down to Aquaman saying the hell with it. And uh, we know the next issue is going to fucking. That's the worst part. You know what? I'm actually getting ahead of myself. Because the whole thing is Arthur is destined to destroy Thul. Mm Mm-hmm. And he does not want to do it because with that no. fucking Sigmund and the sea monster guy and the, the people that he's all preaching to, yeah. these are innocent people. Yeah, they're just he destroys refugees. Thor. Exactly. He does not, he's not willing to destroy this world and let all these fucking innocent people die. And it's a really cool conundrum. I dig it. I, I like it too. I also like when uh, the assassins come and there's your king shark that you hate. Yeah, you not, not, not like my king shark. shark. But if you look, there's that crazy part where <laughs> – it's so funny – where uh, – King Shark is there, and Wonder Woman has him in a headlock. Yeah. And there's, what's her name? Is it uh, Chardbis? Sure. Char- I, I honestly want to Charib- see crazy names like this. Charibis. I don't care. Uh, she's yelling, hold her still, King Shark. I've long wanted to watch an Amazon die. Who's he holding? She's got him in a headlock in that same panel. It, it always makes me laugh when shit like that happens. She was hyping him up. Then in the next bit, she somehow is around and gives them both like a, a freaking roundhouse. Yeah. Like, done. They're out cold. Uh, yeah, that's but the really- thing, though. We we get to the fight. They Aquaman and the Wonder Woman team up quickly, take out these assassins, and like uh, I think Aquaman's going to have to go and take like a different uh, stance on this whole killing Thule thing because next we see leading up for the next issue, Thule has started invading Amnesty Bay. And everybody knows yeah. you don't fuck with Aquaman. No, you don't fuck with Amnesty Bay. I just bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it. I'm telling you. If uh, the Finches leave Wonder Woman, I say Vicente Sifuentes does Wonder Woman, too, because I, I really like his Wonder Woman. I dug it. Sexy, Eric. That one full page. Well, not full page, but when, when she says, whatever you do, you will not have to do it alone. That's because her and Superman are involved in cuckolds. We've, we've established this. They do not do it alone, Eric. No, they do not. No, they don't. But, yeah, there's not That's... much to this except, yeah, the Thule is attacking Amnesty Bay. And when, uh, when you go back and learn about wars and stuff there's always like that turning point something that yeah. one of the the losing side has done wrong i think they've done it now oh yeah they don't, don't fuck up with amnesty bay especially and and also you get that little bit where i i do like that they're spelling out the trouble that's going to be coming down with uh aquaman fucking siren yes <laughs> which you said you're gonna hate i'm gonna hate i just it. want it to happen because i'm gonna laugh oh uh, my god but i'm telling you though if you've been holding off on aquaman because it's been shitty as fuck lately 
Um, maybe this is a good chance to jump back on. I, because I'm telling you, if you've been holding off, just wait till February. Just I don't, don't even, I don't know. Don't I, even get pe- involved with this some people shit. want some Aquaman in their I fucking guess, life. But I'm telling you, get involved now, and then they have two more issues, which are probably going to be nonsense. I'm yeah. looking forward to the next. If it's if Vincente's on the rest, I'm thinking where like they're cutting this fucking nonsense or getting right to it, and I think it'll be fun from here on out. Yeah, we'll see. It's still Colin Bunn, and he it, hates the character. Great art, and uh, I look forward to the next round. Like I said, seven point eight out of ten. I actually would give it a six. six. Okay, I, I did like the art a lot. Uh, it's just a story. It, nothing really goes on. It's a lot of uh, treading water. A lot of Wonder Woman saying you don't have to fight alone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, at least I guess at the very end, the, the whole thing with Amnesty Bay is is interesting. I, I'm just happy that I know for certain everything that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I. So do I. Not that I love every bit of it, but I know what's going on. Uh, let's move on then. Yeah, because we're going to go to a book where a lot of crazy shit happens. Oh, my God. And actually, what... a lot of shit happens and nothing happens. Exactly. There. Honestly, nothing happens yeah, yeah. until the absolute yeah, end. Yeah. Wonder Woman number 46, written by Meredith Finch, with art by David Finch, Scott Hanna, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. Wonder Woman has shown in this issue that peace can't exist without war, and since she refuses to actually accept the role of God of War as it's meant to be done, it's causing Irene, the goddess of peace, to go insane. Which we get an eyeful in this issue because she won't shut the hell up about it. She doesn't shut up. All that is quickly thrown aside, though, when baby Zeke shows up and brings Donna Troy, Ares, and Apollo back to life because apparently everything that's gone down has been Zeus's plan. The end. Yeah. So weird. Uh, you know what? It starts off, and Irene is is she's batshit crazy. Yeah, she's talking to Ares like he's there. Oh my lover, and doesn't and see Zeke. And it's so funny because even Wonder Woman's like, "What the fuck is going on with her?" Uh, I do laugh though because the second page of the book they throw out where remember when they showed the new costume design and it had yeah. those blades that come out from her gauntlets. Yep. They have they used those. No. Out of nowhere, they just have them there like, hey, you know, it's like a toy they haven't played with. She's just standing there with them yelling. Well, uh, I have my, my, my first bit of notes here. This is just that this is a weird fucking issue. And I'm not positive about anything that went on in it. Yeah. So we have, we have baby Zeke. He shows up while shows Irene, up, yeah. Irene is having a tantrum about like it, it almost becomes at one point a Christmas carol because it Irene is, is showing yeah. Wonder Woman – what life is going to be like if she doesn't yeah. start playing the yeah, part I, of God of War. This is the worst Christmas carol I've ever read. I know. She shows it, and somehow without war, there's uh, sweatshops with kids. Sweatshops, and that leads to oppression, and it leads to Nazis, and then yeah. that leads to the end of the world without yeah. war. Yep, without war, because they can't fight back, Eric. I'm telling you, they have no hate or fucking uh, anger in their hearts, so they can't rise it's up weird to the— too, but why do, why do the people in charge have this anger? Uh, because they got some power. I, I got... I, I, it's, a, it's, it's a weird deal. I know. Like, like, like Wonder Woman spells out, listen, you should be the happiest. You're peace. You're the goddess of peace. That's all we'll have. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, if you said to me that the problem is that human beings can't live that way, that human beings are always going to have war and always going to have hate, yes, I can deal with that. But to say that the god of peace cannot live with the peace because it's not that kind of peace i'm going crazy it's so much nonsense baby zeke he shows up and i actually love to look at baby zeke i don't know if like irene can't see him or she's just insane and doesn't notice him i think like i I don't too busy in her own little world because she just keeps going off talking to aries and wonder woman told her she's doesn't even see baby zeke there I wonder why she's talking out loud to and Ares. that's the funniest. She's actually saying that. 
yeah. not even thinking. She's saying that. So I think that Irene is so crazy that she doesn't even know anything that's going on. So d- help me out here because I, I think I need help. I don't know if I have to fucking contact the Finches or what, but Baby Zeke brings Donna back to life, which mm-hmm. ultimately brings back Ares and Apollo. Well, I'll, I'll say one thing before that. What another nonsense bit at the beginning? Since when uh, she was a stone statue, correct? Yes. Why is she still bleeding? Because they show it. It looks like she's still bleeding. I don't. It know. doesn't look like how she was left. It just just doesn't well, jive with me. I'm telling you, I'm a little uh, like concerned too because in uh, when Aegea shot her, uh, Wonder Woman with the freaking golden arrow before, yep. hit her in the shoulder. Yep. Her eyes started bleeding, and then she passed out. But here we find out that the her eyes bleeding is her like um. Holding back all the anger and yeah, all, the, all the war the, and the whatnot, war and the hate not releasing it. Yeah. So this is actually affecting her. So I'm like, but what was it? Was this the, the what was going on before? It, I think that it's totally un, unrelated, and it's just a bad choice of what they did before. I, it's I very really, odd to me. I don't know. I'm telling you, I had a, such a hard time trying to follow what's going on. But I'm saying, um, with Ares and you know Paulo being yes, back, Donna being back, with, and apparently uh, Donna's. I'm saying apparently Donna's the new fate for some reason. There's well, no free... I think that what happened is because Donna didn't have a fate line, and that's what. And then she got turned to stone when Zeus brought her back. He he started a fate line that changed everything that that turned everything that was supposed to be. Because I guess when the fates went crazy and Donna didn't have a fate line, Apollo and and freaking Ares weren't supposed to die. I don't know. I'm saying that this was somehow Ares dying and Apollo dying was all part of baby Zeke Zeus's plan yeah. to bring them back because they were withered these fates uh, because people stopped believing the gods and they needed yeah. to create a new like uh, fate. And I guess that's Donna because she was created from clay and doesn't have a fate yeah, of her own. And, and now I think she does, though. I think that the, him bringing her back gave her a fate line. Now she like it almost completes her and that sets up a whole new set of fate. And that's why, I don't know that that but, describes it, but that's why Ares and Apollo are back, because now the gods are immortal again, because there is a full-out fate line. There isn't this anomaly in the fate All right. that she was, because yeah, they do they say died, the They died before she was created. I know, but they're saying the gods are supposed to be immortal. Yes. That fate was cut, and now this brings it back this makes fate whole again, and because of that, the gods are now immortal again, and that's what brought them back. But okay, I'm okay with all that if that's the case. Yeah, is Wonder Woman still the god of war? Uh, that I said in my notes. I don't know. I said as well. Actually, I put it. Ares and Apollo are back. Is Wonder Woman still the god of war? And I'm telling you, if she's not, I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah, it's me too. been a bunch of nonsense. Well, I'm they, saying, they haven't this... used it the way that I thought they were going to. They haven't used it at all. Well, at one point, she was even able to control soldiers because they were like her yeah, minions I got you. almost. If you were in the army, she could make you do something for her. Because... And Cuckolding. Got, they have, yeah, they've gotten so far away from her. She is the goddess of war in name only. And it has done nothing. In fact, they spell it out in this book, and I think the reason they do is because she they're showing you she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to be that. I think that Ares becomes the god of war again like he should be, and Diana gets back to just being Diana. That's... I'm saying this seems like a complete reboot right now of yeah. everything that's going on. Like, okay, everything that's been going on isn't working anymore. Fuck it. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, I, Magic happens. It, it makes no Retcon. sense, especially because, uh, yeah, it's great, too, because he says – 
Apollo yells, fate has been restored. We are returned. I don't mind that. I don't mind that that's what it, it, it wasn't a clear cut story that, oh, Donna doesn't have a fate line. Oh, my goodness. The fates, they're dead. Uh, and then that's what leads to this where Zeus gives her or Zeke gives her back her fate, restores the fate of everyone. And you have the it's not spelled out right. I don't yeah. mind that. But Apollo is not a good guy, Eric. No, he is not. That's what I'm saying. They're all standing around like they're all happy go lucky. He is not a good person. He fucked them all. He tried to kill everyone. Yeah. I, they would not Wonder fucking Woman, got the death deathstroke with the God Slayer sword. All Apollo is doing. Wonder Woman would not be sitting there like, hey Apollo, how's how's it going? How's What's up, it bro? hanging? It, it that's bad. And then it just has to end where they're there, and Irene then has to go against what's his name? I don't even remember. Aegis. Aegis. He's like, whoop! I'm out of here. Whoop, 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 when he well, runs that, off. That's not even like, that. No, we had a deal. What? I have no idea what was up with Aegis in this whole issue because the issue starts, and I swear to Christ, Irene disintegrated him right there, yeah. and we don't see him the rest of the issue until the absolute end where he comes out of a rubble pack, like like oh, he was covered in stones. Ugh, what was going on? Uh oh, disintegrates again. Yeah. I have no idea. Yep. I, just needed I, to get Aegis out of the story, and that's how they did. But yet it even seems like he's back in because they're like, wait a yeah. minute, we have a deal. Well, I'm saying I don't know what she did to him the I first time know. she sat him or the second time. To me, when, when Apollo and Ares comes back, it's like all bets are off. Listen, everybody's fine, man. Apollo will forgive you. Aegis, just go your way. You're, you're a pussy because <laughs> that's all he is. Uh, uh, he just wants to, to run everywhere, but I I don't know. Again, I don't even know what this is supposed to set up. You know what I'm doing right now? I just changed my score from what I had. It just got knocked down half a freaking point. Oh, yeah, you point. didn't review this yet, did you? No. So you can do that. Now, I'll also tell you that uh, usually I love David Finch's art. I think this is his worst book. I It's good. I didn't mind the art. I, th- it, I didn't mind it. David this, Finch's art, I like not, it. I'm telling you, I don't think this is as good as his other issues. Well, uh, tell, you know why? Because it was freaking the majority of it. was just Irene having a temper yeah, tantrum yeah, and talking to nobody. The other thing that kind of bothered me a little, it seemed like Zeke changed ages a little bit. Like at one point he was a, a little boy, then he's an infant, then he's a boy again. When he first showed up and he's in that zen position, yeah. just sitting there, he looked a little older than what he ends up being. I don't know. He just seemed to change a lot, and I, the the art didn't wow me like it usually does. I don't know. I just had a total issue with the fucking story, man. Because I'm, I'm, we talked about it. I have to go back and reread it before I review it again. But I have no idea what's going on in this book anymore. What did you? What What do you think you'll give it? Four point five out of ten. I have a five. Uh, I, it was a five. It just went down to a four point five. Yeah, when I was talking yeah, about I had it. Yeah, a five out of ten. And if. They explain it a little more next issue about this fate line or whatever. Oh, I'm but fine, I don't think but they will. I'm completely confused right First now. First up, I, I want to know, and I, and again, I would have loved it at the end for Ares to say like, "I'm back, and now I'm back as God of War." I'm back, and bitches. Like, thank God, yeah, because she does not seem to want to do it. No, so just, her idea of being God of War is making sure that nobody has does war. Done, and I don't know. Maybe Meredith Finch is like, you know, that's. That's a whole, that's an Azzarello thing. It's kind of tying me back. Let's get rid of it. I don't know. I don't know I either. don't know. But my next book I do know is Deathstroke number 12 here. Written by James Bonney and Tony S. Daniel. Art by Tyler Kirkham, Arif Prianto, and Dave, don't call me David Sharp. <laughs> Been waiting all, all episode to say that he's my first one. James Bonney fully takes over the writing duties this month, and the book doesn't miss a beat. While I wish he didn't dip back into the Suicide Squad well, seeing him with Harley and the gang was a lot of fun. 
while all hell breaks loose at Belrev prison, Harley and Deathstroke try to find Amanda Waller and hopefully Slade's daughter Rose. I'm sure that Waller wouldn't mind being found as she is at the mercy of the new DC villain Snakebite. Cortez. He is a lean, mean, eyeball-hating machine, Eric, and I can't wait to see Deathstroke and Harley fight him. Before that, though, we get Catwoman showing up, which makes sense, but somehow shocks Deathstroke, who set up the whole thing. Weird. Weird. Uh, Yes, you had the same issue as me. At, At the beginning, you get a a little uh, mysterious flashback of Slade setting up, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to need you. You know how to get in and out of things. Get the old in and out. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, nice. uh, you know, when you'll get my daughter when I find her, get out. And you find out at the end that it is Catwoman. And when she shows up, <laughs> Slade's confused. And he's like, Catwoman. Cat and then I'm thinking to myself, why would he be hiring Selena to do this? And then she shows up as Cat. I couldn't figure it out. And then I said to you, I think that something got messed up in translation, and it was Harley who was supposed to say that. That's right. Which, if that was the case, that would kind of make sense to me. Well, I got a hold of James Bond here. I have sources. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can't get a hold of shit. Is the writer himself, and asked him that exact question, and he said to me, "Hello, hello." That's all he said. Hello. Is it me? Uh, he said hello. Catwoman was supposed to wait until Slade found Rose and then locate him with the tracker she's holding. But the arrival of government commandos forced her hand. This will be made clear on page one of Deathstroke number 13. Nice. It proves to be a good thing for Slade because she plays a crucial role in his surviving this quote-unquote suicide mission. So he did get back to us and told us that, and we'll talk about that in a bit. And then he said, hey, I really enjoy your reviews. Thank I said, you, James of, Bonnie. of course you do, James. Of course you do. This is why nobody likes us. Yes. No, I actually said thank you, and then I put something weird because I, I, I'm not even good with that smiley uh, face. I'm not good with face. small talk, even on a messenger. And I think I put, hey, it's a labor of love. <laughs> and he probably's like, what the fuck's this fuck guy this talking guy. about? He writes fucking reviews. Guy works at a cardboard box factory. Ah, uh, yes. It starts off though. This issue starts with, uh, what's her name? Or what's Harley? his name? <laughs> Slade and Black Mana? Like Slade and Black Mana fighting in uh, the water. Got a lot of choices here. Yes, yeah, no, it's <laughs> Slade and Black Mana are fighting. And again, this issue usually starts in Deathstroke. It's kind of a thing where you do get a lot of uh, the catch-up. You get a lot yeah. of uh, Slade talking to himself about what has led into this. And I, I actually don't mind it. I actually like seeing Slade's take on it. And it, again, I, I like this book. This is one of my... Guilty pleasures. It's one yeah, of the I guess books, to a degree. It, it's one of the books that I can consistently enjoy. At least. Me as well. It's not uh, changing the world again. It's not blowing people's minds. I enjoy it, and I want more people to read it. Even though it's one of the consistently well, you know, this good is sellers. Suicide Squad. Yeah, people just continue reading. They it. are good sellers, but yeah, I like that anybody could just jump in. And again, it's a character. Uh, Deathstroke is a character that should be in a book that you could just jump in because what you're going to get is him kicking ass. Him being a badass. Yeah, That's him it. being a badass. And you do get that. And it starts off with him telling you, yeah, it led me. I'm after my, my daughter. We think that Waller has her. Carly, Harley's crazy. And I'm now fighting man underwater. And you <laughs> have that. And I really like it where he's fighting men and they're going back and forth. And he's like, listen, I'm, I'm dying. I can't breathe. <laughs> and he, I'm dying here. And uh, he's like, I'm not on my turf. He changes that. They go up, and they're still fighting. And again, Harley, all Harley wants is a fight. She loves it. And uh, it gets cut short. But you do get that quick uh, flashback that sets up Catwoman at the end. 
but yeah, Harley. And do you do you like the art in this book? I, it's okay. Yeah, I, I like go back it. and forth with it. Like I, last last issue, I had a problem because Harley seemed to have flesh toned skin. Yeah, here yeah. it's not as like uh, bad as it was in the last issue. It's just sometimes they got that ch- like we always say that Capullo has a terrible looking face, yeah, yeah. and she really has it here. It's not Capullo style, but no. she's got, it's got a round face. It's Kirkham style. It, it's good. I like yeah. it. It's just sometimes I find myself not digging it as I'm much as other you, times. I really really like it. The only thing I think that he's off with is blood. Which is not good in this book because there's yeah. a lot of it, but the blood seems very thick when he does it. I, I mean, this is nitpicking, but <laughs> even when a uh, mana slashes Slade, well, and the blood guy, and it just seems really, and and that's probably more of a coloring thing, right? Uh, but it just seems really thick, and just it doesn't seem like I, I can't say it doesn't seem real. It just is is over the top in a weird way. But I, I really like his Harley, and his Harley's like this cute little Harley with the crazy, sexy look. It's a little odd, but I really like it. I like all the characters in here, uh, but he does have like a cherub-looking face. You're right. All, uh, even some of the uh, other inmates right. as they, they get attacked and whatever. Um, I'm but, saying the la- last issue, I really dug us going into the freaking Bell Rev. He's going after the yeah. Suicide Squad. He needs to fucking find Waller. I dug all that, but now like we ended before with him fighting uh, Deadshot and then Black Mana showing yep. up. And I'm just kind of bored with it now. Well, because it, it, it's just a big fight scene with the yeah, Suicide Squad well, again. I'm like, all again, right. Again, that's what I said. It's a shame that this had to be a, a, with the Suicide Squad because we've seen that so many times, even in this and the Suicide Squad book. Yeah. But it ends up, it's funny because. Uh, at one point, Deadshot's the one who's like speaking uh, sense and everyone like, man, we got to get going. And uh, Deadshot actually seems to be like, listen, he's here for his daughter. Once he knew about the daughter, even he was like, you know what? He, he's here for a good reason and whatnot. But uh, Harley and Dead, Deathstroke go off and Harley basically is making up a plan as I'm she t- goes. She I'm just telling wants you though, to she- kick ass. He should know by now that she was not square with him I about know. the information. I think that he just has nobody else. I think he's just going with it. And yes, basically what he's saying now is he's not even asking her particulars. He just said, do you know where um, Waller's office is? Yes, take me to it. So they go and she does. She leads them to it, but nobody's there. And she, no, they there's fight some dead bodies without it. eyeballs. Yep, there, nobody's there. There's no eyeballs. And then you see Waller where she is, somewhere else in the prison. And we get the... Uh, new DC villain snake bite, which I like. I, I actually really like, like him. Too. Um, I like that he. Now I don't understand how his crazy origin led to what he is. Yeah, uh, but so I snake like toxin. Him. You know, he was injected with this thing to try and to he, find he, a cure for something, well, and, and he becomes he, a snake. I'm cool like, with that. Though, he also, yeah, and he did it. Uh, he wanted money. He was doing it right. He was just allowing. He was a gambler. Yeah, experimented on because he needed money. I'm good with that too. And he even gives a little, of course, because he was a gambler, he says, it's time for me to roll the dice again. <laughs> but I, I like it. The I, only thing I don't like are the fucking tentacles with fucking like, uh, stingers on them that blow up people's eyeballs. It yeah, doesn't make sense yeah, to they, me for they, a snake. And there's where the blood again. The, the tentacles go, rip out this guy's eyes, and it's just the weirdest over-the-top like faucet of blood. I think it, it was... doesn't look... I don't know. It just looks crazy. I think it was Snake Venom and uh, Detective Comics Giant Monster who like uh, yes. sucks up the eye juice. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's there what all go. was made up. Oh, there we go. It, it actually all the time was Snake Bite. We just didn't know where. Snake yeah. Bite left for that giant was there. They don't think it was this giant. <laughs> no, so they're there. <laughs> there's 
There's Harley and Deathstroke, and it looks like there's big trouble because now the government is sending a million troops. Oh, They've yeah. all gone down out of nowhere. Like, hey, what did I tell you, Slade? You never want to stay too long at the party. And there's <laughs> Catwoman with this beeper. And then uh, Deathstroke is looking at Harley, it seems. Harley's uh, confused. Catwoman? And the thing that, again, James Bonney explained it to us, but we never set up anything of what out. he said. It wasn't no. spelled that, hey, listen. She, he just said, I'll have 30 minutes. You go. We'll get." Re-. It's never spelled out that there's this beeper that she... It, it it is a little bad. Uh, and I'm tell- little I got at the end. I got a little upset though at the end because you know uh, Harley is leading Slade around, and then all these freaking military or whatever come in, uh, cops, whatever they are, fucking stormtroopers come running I in. I say they're shock troopers. Shock troopers come in, and Slade starts preparing to die. He's like, yeah. "This is going to be it. I'm not going to." Be-. But Slade, the Terminator, in my mind, will always come up with a plan. He'll yeah. always overcome it, and he'll never say die. That's what yeah. I like about the character. I did not like the fact yeah. that he's just resu- like uh, resolving himself to die right yeah, here. I, I can't get out of it. Again, the only thing I can say is he's seen some shit go down in this uh, this series. He's killed a god. I don't know. Maybe I've seen maybe Slade he's in ready the old, to go. So, in the old continuity, I've seen Slade take out the entire Justice League by himself. Yeah. I don't know if, if this is – you couldn't convince me that when he does save Rose, he just offs himself. He's done there. <laughs> he is done. I'm not uh, a good daddy. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, there, uh, it's a very fast read. It's oh, another yeah, it's one of these, quick. like, it's a high action. It's a lot of crazy things I said. It even, it reminds me a lot of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. Yes, where very. he's going to get Chenny. <laughs> Chenny. If you, if you put your hands on Chenny, I'll kill you. I forget the freaking lines. That was also the one. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, I that's lied. right. I lied. <laughs> uh, yes, but Eric, I gave this book a 7.5 out of 10. I probably would have given it a 6.5. All right. And we're at our last book. And that Sin- is your book. Sinestro, Sin- Sinestro number 17, written yes. by Conan Bunn, yes. with art by Brad Walker, Neil Edwards, Seisman Kadransky, Drew Hennessy, Trevor Scott, Jason Wright, and Dave Sharp. Jesus Christ, a lot of people on this book. Dave, don't call me David Sharp. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Sinestro and Black Adam take on the Pale Bishop in this issue. And while they try to fight off the non-emotion, Black Adam could use a little boost and become a yellow lantern. I don't know what the fuck I wrote at the end here. <laughs> if that was enough to get you a little wet, we also have Wonder Woman taking on the Sinestro Corps and finding all three of these characters standing face-to-face with the entire fleet of the Paling. Three of It sounds like a cuckold to me. Another cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> That's one hell of a cliffhanger. Yes, it is. Yes. It's the last book of the night. I'm just going to mail this one in, all right? <laughs> mailing this in, uh, I'll tell you uh, this issue was okay to me. It was all right. It's it was, nothing really goes down. No, that's I put a whole lot of talk into this one. Hell yeah! Um, this it's an all right probably, issue. You have mentioned this before in other books tonight, and I think it's probably when we talk about a book that we're not reviewing ourselves that the other yeah. person is ruining. I didn't even remember the pale bishop. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I actually forgot that freaking uh, what's his black, black Adam, Adam was even in it. I I, I go okay, Sinestro, it's the last one. I I open it up. I'm like, huh, yeah, yeah, now I remember. If you would have quizzed me, I wouldn't have known anything that was going on. Uh, I'm get Again, this is a book. You are so tied into this with the uh, all the all the, all the with the lantern stuff. Yeah. And I do, you have all the lantern books. So this book to me, I, I have liked it up till now. 
Uh, this is probably my least favorite issue in a long time, only because there's a lot of stuff and not much going on. It's a lot of talk. It, it's cool. The big thing is to see uh, uh, Black Adam become a Yellow Lantern. I guess, but it doesn't really do anything but for again, him. I know, but again, that is the you know that's the big event of the book. If you said what's the big event of this book, it it has to be him becoming Yellow Lantern. But yeah, it doesn't really do that much. It really doesn't. What's with Wonder Woman showing showing up in all these books this week? I don't know. She's everywhere. I know she is everywhere this week. And again, I really like the art. Uh, sorry, of but Wonder like Woman. we talked about Aquaman, I liked how this is like we have this this thing going on. There's a war world orbiting Earth. Yeah. She's coming out to fucking uh, yeah, do it seems shit. like this week. Um, she is definitely the proactive. Go to, uh, she's the go-to person. Like maybe even worse. That shit's going down, and they just keep sending her. They're like, oh, uh, you know, Aquaman just showed up in the Amazon. Uh, yeah, send Diana. Okay, she goes, hey, what's up with Thule? Now it's a, hey, there's this crazy planet. that Send Wonder Woman. I, Jesus Christ, don't well, bother me. I actually thought about it for a little bit because these are no. both Cullen Bunn books. And True. is he using Wonder Woman so much right now because of the new status quo since June that she happens to be the most powerful of the heroes of the Justice League? Well, she is League? the most powerful. The only thing that's odd, uh, I was just going to say – that who else could you send? Superman exactly. can't fly. Shazam? Batman can't fly. Shazam's but you already have the Black Adam there. That's what I'm saying. That's what's the weird part. If Shazam does make sense to go, but because Black Adam's there, might cause some problems. But yeah, really, uh, there's well, not I, many other picks. Well, that's the thing. Is I, once, I would like... I, I like the fact that Wonder Woman's here and we're doing this stuff, but I would have liked to have seen somebody who hasn't been featured as much lately, yeah. like, say, Firestorm, like he's in Superman, Wonder Woman, but he doesn't he hasn't done shit in so yeah, long. It's weird because of the way these things come, came Blue out Beetle. this week. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be all in this one week. Um, but, yeah, she's everywhere. And it yeah. does. And when you're reading this, you're like, what is it? She's working overtime. But, yeah, really, she's there for what? She just... Goes she's there gonna. I don't know. She's the most powerful. She's gonna team up with a yellow lantern, black uh, Adam, and a freaking Sinestro, and the entire core to take on this fleet of the yeah. Paling. Yeah, that's and that that's really cool. I actually hope more people show up because this is a worldwide invasion. Yeah, but I think it's just gonna be these three people, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it, it's a shame that. Well, does uh, do you know anything about? Is this gonna be a crossover at all? Do we even know if we? Look as far like, as I know, it has nothing because no I mean, how Jordan coming to Earth would make sense that he would get involved and uh, that would be cool, yeah. And he is coming to Earth, but yeah, really, what other heroes until this invasion full out happens? Yeah, Superman can't help. Nope. Uh, Batman can't. Flash help. can't help. Flash can't help. You could Shazam could. Um, you know, you're not going to throw Martian Manhunter out there because uh, of the shit that went down. And that again, this whole thing where you want to talk about continuity, we'll go back to this Martian Manhunter argument. <laughs> this whole thing of of Earth dying doesn't even make sense anyway, even though it's like a flash and then they could be back. But it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense, Eric. It's comics. I'm saying that I saw we got Black Adam and becoming Yellow Lantern. Wonder Woman showing up is it just seems like a ruse to me though to make this book feel bigger than it actually yeah. is because nothing's going on. No, not, this issue has a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. Uh, it's a you, it's a cool setup book though. It is, uh, and again, the other thing is they try to set up the thing with like people deal with fear and they're showing Scarecrow. And yeah, they show everybody. Harley so and Deathstroke. It actually does point 
to the thing where, yes, this is bigger than just the Sinestro story. It's going to involve a lot. I don't think it's going to involve it that much. Though. I'm telling you, Colin Bunn worked on both. So do you think he worked on this simultaneously when he did, was doing Aquaman? Because he's showing the same things kind of thing with yeah. like, uh, Thule showed up in Gotham and over here. Yeah. And then we yeah. had the Scarecrow and then Harley and Destro. Maybe met, so what you're telling me is he's a man of one story. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. But yeah, I, I, I don't think you're mailing it in, but I really don't have much more to say about it. There really uh, I, isn't a lot to do when that happens. I don't know if I just said this before, but I, I love the way the, the artwork looked in the beginning of this book. By the end, I wasn't too much of a fan. Yeah, there was, uh, was there more than one artist? I know yes. there was a bunch, yeah. I, I actually, I'm with you. The beginning looked really good, and then it just started to fade. And I don't know who, well, we can see. Brad Walker looks like he did the first 10 pages. Yes. And then there was Neil Edwards. Then there was Seisman Kadransky. So there's three artists. And they pretty much, it's, you know, the beginning, middle, end. It's, it's mm-hmm. pretty well laid out. And, yeah, Brad Walker, I really like at the beginning. Uh, by the end, I, I was not too happy. I don't know. I just kind of burned out probably by the end of this. But uh, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10, though. I, I'm telling you, it was cool. Uh, it's just that throwing these things out here just for the sake of throwing them out. Because, you know, Black Hand's, I mean, Black Hand. Black Adam's not going to stay a yellow lantern. No. And everything's just going to be wrapped up. It, there's no, like earth uh, shit shattering kind of things going on here to get me that excited is shit shattering a a term did i say shit shattering (laughs) shit shattering earth shattering i meant shit shattering i like shit shattering yeah i I have a six out of ten as well uh mainly because of that first art i did like i like seeing uh black adam turn into a yellow lantern even though i know it won't stick only because i needed something to get excited about here even a lot of the talk of the paling and all that uh, right over my head Right. I'm a dummy. Uh, I just wish his costume would have changed a little bit more, though. Yeah. And, like, besides for those two, like, uh, Sinestro core symbols yeah. right there, it, the nothing much seemed to change. No, it's the same. I, and, again, if we're going to delve into it a little more, I uh, I did like how the Pale Bishop was trying to convince uh, Black Adam to say the word Shazam, yeah. so that he could get turned back to mortal and be, be and, killed. And I'm telling you, if you look at that part there, you can see Thoth is one of the freaking uh, people that he gets yeah. uh, power no, from. And the bird fucking dude. Yeah, it doesn't look like doesn't look like that thing, the unnamed to me at all. Do you know what it kind of looks like too? What's that, that whatever that monster was in that Trinity of Sin book that the freaking uh, yeah. question Pandora and fan yeah, of Stranger yeah, fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah all I'm the same. The thing now. Yeah, they are. It's the it's the Egyptian gods, Eric. They get around. But, yeah, that's it. That is Thanks, it. Boy, that is gonna, it. Yep, and we're going to do our pick of the week, Eric. And I've oh. already said it in my intro. I'm going to go first. I said it in my intro, and I'm going to say it again. It is Superman, Lois, and Clark. And I'm going to throw in the uh, Legend, of Super, uh, Legend of Wonder Woman digital as well because uh, I want people to read that. But my book, that's the main book of the week, is Superman, Lois, and Clark number two. That is mine as well, yeah. but I also just want to throw in uh, Aquaman number 46 just because of how <laughs> how happy I am that things are fucking moving and I like the art. Like I said, we have to really watch out when we talk about these things and review them because when shit – what did you say? Uh, shit shattering. Shit shattering. When stuff's shit shattering, uh, you know, you have a bunch of twos, then a five seems like a 90 Yes, and that might be. This is seven point eight. I think I gave uh, Superman Lois a uh, Lois and Clark an eight. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you what we have next week, and you can all tell right. me what you think you're going to give those. Actually, I don't want to know that. I don't want to do that. Uh, now. Action Comics number forty-seven. I look forward to that. All Star Section Eight number six ends that. Looks I, like Superman showing up there. I could have sworn that ended already. No. Batman Beyond number seven. 
All right, that's going to start our new storyline to see where Dan Jurgen's going to take us. Kind of. Kind of. I read this solicit. I did not. It seem like it's going to be a full-out start. Uh, he's going to go, uh, it looks like uh, they're going to walk around Gotham a lot. I don't know. It seemed like something like that. Like, Whatever. Get me used to this new yeah, timeline of this Neo Gotham. number nine. We'll see what goes I on. I always look forward to that. Cyborg number five. Oh, fuck me. Gotham Academy number 12. Wasn't that canceled? <laughs> nope. Gotham we by Midnight talked about number that 11. So your final issue of Gotham by Midnight. Is that the final issue? I believe it is. For some reason, I thought I went to 12, but all right. I'm actually really interested unless to see where this have, goes. Unless they have two issues in December. I think it ends in December. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Green Lantern number 47. He's okay. heading to Earth. Hal's off heading to Earth. Harley's Little Black Book number one. I am not looking forward to that. I am stuck reviewing that one. God Excellent. Damn it. Lobo number 13. That ends that. And uh, I'll be sad because I really have enjoyed Lobo. It's gotten um, good. It, it has. It got better. I, if anything, you'd like a book to get better, and that did, and now it's canceled. Midnighter number seven, Eric. Midnighter uh, number seven. I think I'm going to take next week off. Robin War number one. I actually am That's really looking forward you. to Robin War. Yeah. Teen Titans number 14. Didn't we just talk about Teen Titans? Teen Titans number 14. That means Teen Titans number 13 better get reviewed before next week, Eric, (laughs) because I did not review it. We talked about it on the podcast. I did not review it. And if I'm not mistaken... It came like two weeks ago. I'm not mistaken that either this issue or something I saw, but at one point, they all lose their minds. Good times. They lose their memories. And then it seems like such a hokey thing. That that book is terrible. Again, we're going to get... Greg Pak on it, starting in February. Or, yeah, February, right? I believe yes, so. February. And I said to you that maybe we'll have to uh, do a little trades and maybe you can get back on Teen Titans. Uh, Prez number six. I have I've read again? the second issue. I think uh, first and second issue, and I have not read anything yeah, since Joel took over. again, this doesn't end it, Eric, because it is definitely 12 issues. Bullshit. They they're going to get back to it. They're going to take a little break. And then they're going to get back to it. I know sales have been through the roof. Get the fuck out of here. I think I could probably go out on the street and pass more people that read this book than nonsense. That is a shit-shattering book, Eric. (laughs) And then I'm just going to mention a couple of Vertigo books that uh, Reggie will be reviewing on the site. We won't be talking about them on the podcast. But Unfollow number two and Survivor's Club number three. And then there's uh, actually a Tom King joint coming out on Vertigo, The Sheriff of Babylon. It's called I May Do That. Who knows? I'm lazy. I'm yeah. not going to get to it. You got team two Teen Titans to review. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's and uh, I think that's all I have to do to catch up. You have any other? Do you have any to catch up on on these? No. You're uh, up to date on these. Up to date on all these. All right. Yeah, Teen Titans came out too quick. I'm not. I'm not that quick. <laughs> I, I'm like a freaking Brian Hitch with these reviews. I need five months. Ay ay ay. Well, that's it, Eric. That is the podcast. It is the week of. Uh, I almost said Halloween. It's the week of Thanksgiving. It's too late. I'm as tired as a man high on tryptophan right now after eating a big dinner. Do you get I, high I said, on tryptophan? Uh, you kind of get tired. I don't know. The other day we, when we went to the uh, buffet, I had to mention everyone on the way home. The other day? Which said, day? It was Tuesday. <laughs> okay, I said I mean, there's them, many days. I said to them, listen, well, I told you earlier that that's when I went for the buffet for Thanksgiving. Tuesday. Yeah, but you, you usually go other times as well, it was, fatty. It was Tuesday, and I told them on the way home, hey, guys. Daddy's going to have to take a fat guy nap when he gets home. <laughs> and now that's the big term at the house now. Everybody takes a fat guy nap. Fat guy nap it is. But, yeah, that's it. 
I don't know that we want to extend this any more than we have. I'm going I'm to bed. really, really tired, and I'm also hungry, but it's 3 a.m., and nothing's open now. We yeah. always go a little too long for me to uh, take advantage of that Wendy's uh, drive through window, the late hours. I think Doesn't it close at midnight? I think it, no, I think it closes at 2. Uh, I used to close at midnight when I was yeah, a kid. No, no, now they have a big thing. I think it's 2, and in fact, I know it probably is because last uh, week after we got done, me and Rafe went to go find out that, and it was closed, and we went to Wawa, got hoagies. Yeah, I went right to bed. I'm hungry. Okay. But yeah, uh, that's it. What do we say? Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. That's the please. Oh!